we're live. Welcome to Painkiller Already, episode 249. This episode of PKA is being brought to you by MeUndies.com, who are changing up the underwear game like no one else. And uh, you'll hear more about them later in the show. I'm a big fan of MeUndies.com. I'm wearing some right now, and I, I can honestly say, these are the best underwear I've ever had. So, yeah. Yeah. That's true. That Pal was showing us beforehand. He couldn't show you because it's very thin. Yeah, uh, space age technology that shows every nook and cranny of <laughs> the genital region. So uh, take his word for it, they are tie dye. Yeah, they're made out of modal. Apparently, oh, that's know, the name. Black. Material. I don't know if I can get. But they're what, they're on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's on the way to work. Kyle's showing his underwear. <laughs> they are yeah. primarily lime with a little bit of pink and turquoise. Uh, yeah. It's like a first there. grade project. Yeah, <laughs> it's tie dye. Yeah, I also got the camouflage ones. And if anyone from MeUndies.com is listening, I also wanted that pink pair of boxers, and I didn't get them. And I'd like it if I could get those. That'd be great. And I and my and my girlfriend, I think, would appreciate some underwear as well. I'd like it if we just matched. So if we could get another like some panties and the tie dye, the camo like and the pink. <laughs> I'd like to make that happen. You know, I'm happy when my wife's underwear matches. It doesn't have. I don't need to join in. <laughs> no, relationship building. Kyle, I, I, are you having? Give it a, a jiggle, Kyle. Thing? Oh, you mic check. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Working. Yeah. Right. I thought it was a thing Taylor had like a month ago, but uh, I think it was just a jiggle. Nah, Pills got rid of that. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, um, so I was thinking we start with some of these uh, PKA AMAs that the Patreons sent in, or the patrons, Patreons, whatever. I patrons both. The patrons, patrons. Yeah. these cool people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Woody, you want to read it? You seem to be the designated. I was leader. just gonna propose it to you. Uh, rock paper scissors for it. Uh, I will just, I'll just do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this one sent in, called my girlfriend fat. I guess that's the title. So long story short, me and my girlfriend got into a big fight about something unrelated to her weight. We ended up getting over it, but the next day she sat me down and said she wanted to talk. Always fun. So we talked out some things. Then she asked me why we don't have sex as much as we used to. We've been together about two years. Then I told her it's because she's put on some weight in the past year. Well, that was a huge mistake. (laughs) (laughs) That That was about a week ago. We have fought pretty much every day since then, and she keeps saying she is going to leave, that she can't be with someone that doesn't like all of her. So I told her that I didn't mean it, and it doesn't matter. But in reality, it kind of does. Yeah, no shit, dude. Uh, what should I do? Just should I stay with her and let her get fat, <laughs> fatter apparently, or yeah. should I tell her it bugs me? You already did, and let her make the decision for herself. Her mom is bigger, so she, so she bigger says there's no way. Yeah, <laughs> bigger than her. Still. So <laughs> they're trending up. Yeah, <laughs> her mom is bigger. <laughs> uh, I hate that euphemism, bigger. It's like no, she's just fatter. Like so bigger than a. Her mom than, is than a, bigger still. Yeah, how long could you live off her in an apocalypse scenario? Could she fit in a canoe? Yeah, could she fit in <laughs> a canoe? Could she row a boat? Could we go canoeing together? Uh, her mom is bigger, so she says there's no way that she will be able to lose the weight because it runs in the no one runs in her family. Uh, and she's also bipolar, so it's kind of hard to talk about things that could possibly make her mad. Anyways, yeah, you don't want to trigger her. That is all. Yeah, you don't want to trigger nah, her. Oh my god! Bring home some Dunkin' Donuts. So much fucking Tumblr in this post, please, Kyle. Oh, uh, right. All right. So first of all, you're not the asshole. It. She asked you a question, and you gave her an honest answer. 
maybe you should ask her, like, would you prefer that I lied to you? Or would you prefer that I was just a different person? Because I'm not going to change. That's, that's just who I am. You, you asked me for my, my opinion, and I gave it to you. You asked me why I wasn't fucking you. It's because you've gained weight. We should see other people. And just get it over with. Get rid of that one. You don't want the fat, crazy chick. Like, like that's not how it works. It goes like this. In the top tier, you've got hot chicks who aren't crazy. Just below that, you got hot chicks who are crazy. Way the fuck the down here. System. This is the world system. Way the fuck <laughs> down here. You got fat chicks who are crazy. Okay? You don't need that. That's a double that's a that's double acceptable. Fuck uh -uh. that girl. But not literally. No. no yeah, see you can't. the problem here, you can tell that by the way he phrased it, like if it was just a little thing and he was like, Oh, she's put on, you know, nine pounds or, you know, twenty pounds recently. Like, he would have said that to make it downplay a little bit. The fact that he says she's gotten bigger recently means that this is a behemoth of a change very quickly. <laughs> like, just... He said she put uh, on some weight in the past year. You can, If she's you put your mind to it, you can pack a lot on in a year. <laughs> All right, like, so, so it's like this. It's If she's not going to gain the... If she's not going to... It doesn't sound like she has any plans to lose this weight. It sounds like she has... Uh, accepted this weight as part of her, she's like a that, that victim that whole, of her genetics. Yeah, yeah, she's that whole bit about you not being able to love all of her or whatever. She's Nonsense. right. You can't. You can't love all of her, and that that's the that's the deal breaker right there. Like like, there's no reason to think about this anymore. Be like, yeah, you're right. I can't love all of you. That that 45 pounds of fat just isn't something that turns me on. I I don't want it in my life. I want to live to. I want to live a long time. I want to live a healthy lifestyle. That's important to me. It's also important that my children are healthy and they live a healthy lifestyle. And I don't think I can accomplish any of those long-term life goals with you, Miss Piggy. Yeah. How about and he brings a little? Yeah. And then like, how about know, he really a crack pipe and then demands that she love all of him? Sure, I like crack <laughs> now and then or all the time, but that's just a part of me. I just <laughs> love crack. I feel like I'm usually like the kinder voice of what I think is sanity in this thing, but not this time. Like, listen, I'm not saying you expect her to stay model thin until she's 75 years old or, you know, like throughout her entire life or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever. People, you know, I, I've gained and lost over years. So is my wife. Like, I, I, I get that. But this woman seems to be trending bigger and bigger and saying you're going and, to have to accept that trend. Yeah, and, and it's going to get worse and worse now that she's, apparently accepted it about herself it's not even something yeah. to overcome That's now it. now it's something like well this these double stuff oreos aren't going to eat themselves and <laughs> you know it's part of me you know and you have to love me eating my double stuff oreos and then i force us to have you know paper Most over sense. all of our mirrors because i don't want to see myself gorging myself constantly like this is going to get worse had, before it gets better buddy you have a responsibility to your partner to stay attractive oh, I, to that partner, right? That's part of your deal. <laughs> like, <laughs> even, <I> was, <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? <laughs> you were talking, and I was like, uh, to Taylor, I was like, you ever fuck a fat chick? And he was like, eh. and I was like, how fat? And he went, eh. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Plus, like, like, how fat was she? We, we could have canoed. <laughs> Lightweight. Was she more, more than two hundred pounds? Oh whew, no! Like <laughs> oh, well, really? That, well, I'm not good at guesstimating that kind of uh -oh. thing. 
I but see. I wouldn't think so. That's a that's very could very you have picked her up? Could you have like picked her up and done that thing where you're like facing each other and you know had had sex with her standing up? Do you think you could have done like that? Like you see in videos online? No. No, I would have needed. That happens in real life. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like that. You know the the porn stance I'm talking about. Like, yeah, I, no, no way. You I'd couldn't have, have physically hoisted her. Not for an extended period yeah. of time. Three you pumps. I carry you three pumps. <laughs> Could you carry her like you know, like you carry the bride over the threshold, or would you have to fireman carry her? <laughs> it would have. It would have been like four bags of mulch. Thrown over your <laughs> your shoulder at the same time. All right, good enough. Good enough. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, this this guy needs oh, to yeah, look I, out for this because it's going to get worse before it gets better. I feel like we sound like such assholes. If this is the first ten minutes of the show that someone has ever watched, like, <laughs> right, right. like buckle up. It's it's more woman hate from here. Like this is all we do here. The whole show. Like, yeah, we really no, this is, off if this were exactly reversed the roles, I'd be saying the exact same thing. It's not totally. fair. I agree 100%. Yes. I, I, I want this to come off as misogynistic. It's really not. We're, we're making light of this because it's, we hate the whole fat acceptance movement. But if it were a man gaining weight, getting the dad bod, and the woman was like, yeah, honey, the reason I don't have sex with you anymore is because your dick has shrunk by an inch and a half due to your fat ass. Like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, dude, your dick's shrinking. Like, 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 like yeah, she's going to leave your ass. You better hit that treadmill, get a hobby that involves some physical activity, or she's going to be fucking somebody else, you fat fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I am. And he couldn't just say, oh, two extra large, you know, meat lovers every night. I want to all of me. I'll tell you what. I <laughs> think dripping. there is a place in some relationships where they, like, co-accept fatness. And if that's your gig, knock yourself out, right? Like. I don't have blanket wide yeah. fat hate, you know? If your 21st birthday party gifts to each other is that you can both get fat, I don't care, right? I don't want to share a, a plain seat life. with you, but knock yourself out. But if this fucking crazy chick is also getting fat and you're like, hey, I don't really get turned on by her anymore, and I'm guessing this guy's young, you know? Dude, just drop her. I, I feel like this. I'm reading a lot into this, mm -hmm. but I suspect this relationship is only existing because of momentum. Like, yeah, you, you know, it, she's not re-earning his love on it. She's got basis. a lot of momentum. <laughs> Tons of it. She's like a train. <laughs> yeah, she's not re-earning or re-establishing this love all the time. Instead, she's just making some withdrawals with her fatness and bipolar bullshit that he feels like he can't talk to her about anything that would get her upset. Like, it's hard to talk to her about things that could possibly make her mad. That's a line. That's a quote. Well, yeah. fuck Send I don't it, think he should drop it just yet. If no, he really does send her care. packing. Well, Dude, no, no. She's a crazy well, listen, listen to the suggestion. Right. So don't, first of all, you made this a huge barrel of shit for yourself by saying it and phrasing it the way you did. You could have went about that better based on what you've written. I don't know exactly how it went down. But the, what you should do is come up with something where it's both of you, where it's like we should start hiking together or we should get into lacrosse. Well, she probably can't play lacrosse. I, I don't know why I went to that. Any level mm. of physical activity, get her into that, but make it a mm. we thing, not like, hey, uh, you need to go and not be a piece of shit for an hour every morning. Like, She's going to be like, fuck you, join my thing. pie club. <laughs> like yeah. it, uh, I, I, might, I might look at the, look at the uh, contents of the pantry. And be like, you know, honey, I don't think that like this and this and this should be a regular that we stock. And uh, 
won't go over well. That is such a big deal when it comes to that. Like, I went to Costco mm-hmm. like a week ago or something, and I love. I can't keep Cheez Its in the house, or they'll just be obliterated. And by they who? don't sell reason by me. Okay. Like I love Cheez Its. It's my go-to snack food. They don't have like the one-pound human being boxes at Costco. They have like a six pound, like you're having three back-to-back parties and you need everyone to have their fill boxes. And I got one of those and just mindlessly ate it over the course of like three days, like a piece of shit. And then I had to go back and get something else. And I, it crossed my mind when I saw that giant pallet full of Cheez-Its. And I'm like, oh, I could use some more Cheez-Its. Like, you know what? No, I can't. I can't. I can't take that. In our oh, house, Jackie's like the cheese at Nazi, and this exists oh, okay. also with um, goldfish. If you eat Me them too. from the box, no bueno. You can't do that. She gives you shit about it. You need to put them in a bowl so that you have a proper portion, and then you can take that bowl to the TV with you. And it'll end up being like half a cup or something of goldfish that you ration to yourself and stop. Oh, that that's so depressing to me. I've done that. I've tried that approach before. Uh-huh. Where, but then from the first cheese it on, it's not even enjoying cheese. It's like, oh my god, there's like eleven count left. <laughs> like, <laughs> like how you're, you're trying down. to take little little cheese bites to make it last. Longer. I've tried to do that with Oreos, and it feels like rat. It, it, and I'm like, okay, three Oreos. Three seems like a rational amount of Oreos. And then I'm like, how pathetic is three fucking Oreos in my yeah. glass of milk? No, give me six Oreos. And then I'm just like, who's counting? Who the fuck's deciding how many Oreos I get? And then I just got the whole sleeve. And I usually ration myself one like entire length of the sleeve. Like there's like, <laughs> like there's like four lengths of it. So like I'll peel the box back and I'll eat like one entire length of the sleeve, which I think is like fucking 15 or 20 cookies or something like that. It's a lot but of cookies. I, Dude, it's Oreos, a shitload of cookies. Oreos, to me, occupy a lot of space, though. Like, if I have more, I, I might grab four Oreos. That's, like, my personal cap, I think. And if I grab five, all of a sudden, like, like that's a mass of food. I hold them like poker chips. Uh, <laughs> sit there watching TV and shuffle them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like rolling them into one stack. I like Doing to the do stuff with your fingers and flipping them around. I, I'll, sometimes I'll bring a butter knife with me and get creative. Like I'll take a cream out of like 10, 15 cookies and make one giganto cookie that's got, literally got like that much cream in between like two halves. Um, wow. I, I like having fun. I love Oreos. After uh, we just uh, indulged in fat person hate, we're like, I like fifteen stuff cookies. I lo- I'm gonna go one step. But like, oh, so so the week after the uh, survival trip, I started eating Five Guys, and I just haven't stopped. I just haven't stopped almost every day because it's I, unreasonable to get their normal I, size meals every day. It's gross. Well, God I get bless you. I bake. I get the double bacon cheeseburger all the way. I don't get the onions or the mushrooms. So that, and I get a large Cajun fry and a large root beer, and that comes out to two thousand three hundred and fifty calories per meal. And I do that every fucking day. You get a large fry from Five Guys. That's like you know those bags they strap I, the horses' mouths. <laughs> That's how many fries are in one of their larges. It's God. <laughs> They give you a it's they give you a it's like a sixteen ounce cup and they fill it heaping full of fries and then they just pour a bunch more on top into the bag and it's uh, it's literally twenty three hundred calories that For I eat every reason, maybe it's because I'm an inch or two sh- am I an inch shorter than you one or two inches shorter than you one about an inch I guess about an inch short uh, that doesn't seem like enough I don't know maybe it's because I'm older we'll give it to you I would fatten up quickly under that diet 
I, I, I that's what I've been going for. I, I feel like uh, I feel like that's the way to go. I feel like I, I lost a little weight during that trip. I feel like I've got that to make up for, and I'm I'm thinking about going into a into another workout cycle. Uh, so I'm I doing the dirty ball. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I've been eating so much of that Five Guys, and I love it. It's the greatest thing ever. Uh, it it really is my favorite meal. I think. It, I I always feel bad about Mm-mm. Five Guys and a double meat with all the fixins. Uh, yeah. burrito from chipotle make me feel the same way afterward where it's like what have you done <laughs> like, <laughs> so happy you I'm shit. oh did you need twice as much beef did you like there's <laughs> this is yeah. five pounds yeah, of once, compact food once one's not enough but 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 yeah like, like i'll work out though like i'll take some responsibility for myself and not get to 250 fucking pounds or something outrageous certainly not to three or four or five so like she should be doing, doing the same thing for you if she cares about you i i, I think if um she should she should want to stay fit to be healthy and and if nothing else so that you'll want to fuck her that's the main reason most people stay fit so um, she's not willing to do that for you so get rid of her find someone who will do that basic little thing uh, like I said you can have hot and crazy but you can't have fat and crazy like there's no reason to settle for that unless you he got like or injury or something if he didn't care at all about her so clearly he does so try what I said try getting both of you involved in like a physical activity. And both of you like start cooking together. Start doing that, so then you have a lot more control over what's being consumed. Make sure you're going on all the shopping trips, so it's not just a big barrel of diabetes every I'm, time she comes home. I'm stuck on this shopping. You know, maybe identify her weakness and be like, you know what? We shouldn't keep Swiss cake rolls in the house anymore. Like, mm. I just don't think that's good for us. And like, that's a thought. If you partner up on this, that's the right way to do that without fighting. But this mm-hmm. chick is a lost cause. I would fucking dump her on the side of the road. I ate oh, half oh. an ice cream cake yesterday. Um, Chase that <laughs> burger and fries with ice cream cake. Half an do? ice cream cake. I got. It's You're called an ice cream foot. roll. It's called an ice cream roll, and it's literally like a sheet of ice cream, three different kinds, and then they cover both sides of it with like cookies, and then they roll it up. They roll it up into this roll, and you cut slices out of it. But I just ate the whole fucking thing. I, I just ate the whole fucking thing. I think I ate six thousand calories yesterday. There's a critical mass of eating shit like that where like once you if you pass that first sleeve of Oreos or pass like half a cake or whatever you don't absorb it anymore you, I think. You no, no that's not where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> There's not some way you can helpful. eat your way to the other side through it. Like <laughs> you That would be funny. Just, it's like you just give up and you're like, "You know, I'm already in this deep." Like think about it this way. It would be neat if your body what was like you? you like, "Okay, with certain vitamins, like if you take ten thousand percent of what Thanks. you need, yeah. your body just sort of like doesn't keep them. It should be that way with calories. Like all I right, think it might. You know, two thousand calories. That's what I need. Three thousand calories. I'll store the rest. Fifteen thousand calories. We'll just toss twelve. That's yeah. what should happen. I oh. wouldn't. I I think we need a nutritionist for this to to fit. Well, I could maybe do a little googling, but but I think that might be the case to some extent because sometimes I really do eat. An, an unsettling amount in a day like there's some days where like like maybe it's the day right after a shopping trip and so there's like lots of options it's a great day. I, i'm still a child so like i'll try every single one of them like, oh yeah i want those chips and salsa oh but i also want that hamburger helper and that ice cream roll and i'm gonna have five guys for lunch and i'm gonna have like i, I i've been drinking so much soda I, I literally drank a 12 pack of soda yesterday like i don't know how many calories i had this it's week's a been lot a, fun. Of, a lot of calories in a so much sugar too yeah, most of it's sugar. Uh, lots of sugar. I don't Why don't drink you just soda. drink diet soda? It's better anyway, and it doesn't make your teeth sticky. <laughs> Nobody else agrees with me there? Uh, 
I don't, I don't. I haven't tried a diet soda. I had Dr. Pepper's like decade. The best. Yeah, I don't. Dr. Pepper soda. Dr. Pepper tins better. For, so at this point, when I have bad food, I've been working really hard to get in better shape. Like I'm fucking exhausted every day. I've lost 11 pounds, and um, I can't measure how much like muscle I've gained or something, but it has to be there. Like I, I'm just exhausted every fucking. It's just work on construction in the stable. But you have to understand, like today was a day where we took pressure treated plywood and laid it across the rafters and pressure. Each one of them weighs like 75 pounds, like these drenched in arsenic four by eight sheets of plywood are super heavy. And uh, and I'm dragging them into place and, and just like laying the chalk line. Right. I put the chalk line at the top and then I do like a decline burpee. As I like get down on my belly, look at where the rafter is, place the thing and snap the chalk line. And I'm just doing like decline burpees across the, uh, the top of the, the stable roof. And everything is so exhausting. I finished sore everywhere. The, the day before I was, um, we were putting blocking. So if you can picture a roof, there's rafters and every so often there's the ones that go across. So the rafters can't uh, lose their verticalness. Anyway, I'm like a spider monkey on top of that thing crawling all day long. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Um, I'm like a spider monkey crawling on that thing all day long, hammering stuff in with like a 12-pound framing gun. And uh, it's exhausting. But I'm eating better. I'm doing that. And all my clothes fit better. So I don't know how much fat I've lost. Compound, I know how much weight I've lost, 11 pounds. But uh, I, I just have to tell myself I've lost like 14 pounds of fat and added some muscle. Um, do you weigh yourself every day or do you do it like every few days? Uh, I probably weigh myself like five days a week and, uh, and I, I don't get all hung up over like, you know, like, ah, oh, I gained a third of a pound or something. I just watch the trend, you know, and, and make sure it goes in the right direction. But the reason I brought that up is Kyle's talking about the, the uh, some of his sin days. I feel like I put so much work into Like I am not, I'm exhausted. Every muscle in my body, deltoid, bicep, quads, hamstrings, cat, like not calves really, but everything else is exhausted on me. And, um, I, uh, I don't want to have like a sin food and like just undo the, the work I put in. It's, it's, it's too much work. Yeah. That's where I am right now. Yeah. Everybody goes through phases on this stuff where some days they're working out and some days that, you know, then some days they're not, but, uh, right now it's just about knowing when to nip it before it gets just spiraling. Yeah. yeah, you can't spiral. You gotta get to a certain point and be like, oh, that's enough. Of gain, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Improvement. yeah. Yeah, you can keep improving. Oh, that's too. I guess you could keep improving if you wanted to. If you that's... want, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm done yet, but uh, I, there were shirts on the rack where I'd look at them and be like, eh, that one doesn't lay right on you, Woody. And now it's like, oh, you know what? Lays better. Like, uh, it made a difference. So, yeah, that's a good thing. We had a good PKN this week. Mm. Ooh, some flamethrower action, right? Yeah, I, uh, I I moved my entire setup outside uh, and um, got the flamethrower out at the end of the episode. Though I think it was a strong episode before we got the flamethrower out. I thought thought we had a good time. We talked about steroid use and uh, we talked about uh, yeah, my guy. doctor and we talked about yeah. uh, Cialis, Agra. We had a good time, dude. We. That was a great episode. I swear, it's a good time to be a Patreon right now. Uh, we're doing Patreon questions. We did, but the PKN was—I called it the top five percent. I think 
And uh, yeah, definitely. I stand by that. That was um, that flamethrower is so badass. That's that's. Oh, and you're getting a flamethrower. We should mention that you're getting one too. Yes, I and I'm very excited about that. I I dude, when I got that text from you that I was getting a flamethrower, it was like. <laughs> I, <laughs> I felt blessed. Like I, I <laughs> felt jealous. I, I, I don't. I, I am. I'm at a loss for words. I'm just like, how is the universe smiling on me so much right now that I, I it, like, things are. Ah, uh, I'm getting like a flame. Everything's thrower? going, like, you know, heads up for Woody. Yeah, everything's coming up Millhouse. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, good reference. I'm very excited about the flamethrower. Um, that that's gonna be cool. Uh, I'm wearing my new underwear. Thank you, me undies, and and like the the, the PKA adventure stuff is going on. Like I, I just feel like like it, we're just firing on all cylinders, and damn, things are good. It's uh, the one you're getting is the uh, the um, the X42, I which think is. It's the less expensive one, but it's actually the one I want. Now, that might change. Now, you'll have both in your hands, and you'll really know which is which. Yeah, my video is going to be all about like comparing the two, pointing out that, yeah, one of them's $900, one of them's $1,600. Um, but there's a big difference between them. The, 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 the XM42, while it doesn't shoot as far and it's not as powerful, it's, uh, it's more professionally made. It's, it's more professionally put together. And then the uh, the X15, which is the larger one, the backpack model, while it isn't as professionally made, it's kind of thrown together parts. Um, it it is a legit fucking flamethrower. They're shooting napalm fifty feet, and you know you got the backpack on, and and you can shoot for several minutes. You and, could clear out some rice fields with that. Oh, you could clear a rice paddy right the fuck out. <laughs> as you do, yeah. I I just it. it well, you've had both in your hands, so you're a much better character. But Not yet. At the, um, well, you will have, you will have had them both. Yeah. Um, looking at the web page, though, something about the all-in-one contain thing looks to me like it, my preferred form factor. But you yeah. might be like, no, Woody, it's hard. It's very heavy to carry, and the backpack is nice. I, I don't know. What's, I don't know. Yeah. I um I prefer the backpack because I feel like I've I haven't shot the other one, but I just like having a backpack full of pressurized gasoline on my back. Um, that's pretty awesome. It's three, it's three and a third gallons of fucking gasoline on your back and then a 20 ounce CO2 pressurizing it to like 800 PSI, I think. And you're just running around with that shit on your back. It's great. <laughs> How hot is it? Like so hot. Like it's, <laughs> I think the diesel. I thought last gasoline, time you said it wasn't that bad, which is why you didn't mind it. Oh, it's so hot. It burns <laughs> it like, I know those, that gasoline and, and diesel burn at around 475 degrees. But that doesn't mean that's as hot as it's getting because there's the air pressure and everything. I don't know how hot it is in front of me. Maybe that's something I do for the video as I, I nail down exactly how hot this blast of flame is. But when I really hold the trigger down like for three solid seconds, like full blast, it gets so hot that I'm like trying to like extend my arm to as far as it'll go. But it feels like my face is being burnt. Yeah. Not heated up, not getting warm, but like... You know how... I imagine it like this. Like, you've tended to a fire before, right? And, yeah. and every so often you need to, like, readjust a log, but it doesn't go easily. So you're over the fire longer than you want to be. And yeah. afterwards, it, you're sweating, and, and it was, like... You're it's not, a flash heat. You're not burnt, but you're 
almost burnt. Like whatever, a zero degree burn. <laughs> Whatever's below first. I've played with this thing five or six times, and at least twice, like two of the times, I've like quickly went to a mirror to see if I was injured. Like it, it burns that badly. It's a painful burn sometimes if, if the wind catches it just right and blows it back in your face or, or something. Um, it's real, real hot. Can you just wear something? Like a yeah. mask? Yeah, I could totally wear a motorcycle helmet. I don't want to be a pussy about it. Yeah, why would you, why would you not burn yourself? I will, <laughs> one way or another, I'm going to be on fire for this video. Like, like I'll find a way to, to be on fire at some point in this video. I have a pair of, I have a couple fire suits. Just in case. You know? <laughs> I used to do um, a little off-road racing, and you had to wear those to enter. Hmm. Hmm. I'm probably going to be on fire at some point in this video. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, you might want a more hardcore fire suit than I. I got my Ghostbuster suit. That's Ghostbuster less hardcore. Suit. I don't think that protects me against um, ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> if I get ghouls, is it a legit fire suit? <laughs> Fuck no! It's a Ghostbuster suit. It protects against everything. Oh. What is the, is that? Are you just saying it because it looks like a Ghostbuster suit, or is that the it's, name for it? It's literally a pair of coveralls with. It's right? <laughs> like the name patch and the Ghostbusters emblem. Like, like it's a Halloween costume that I bought surplus somewhere. <laughs> okay, you're gonna need something better than a shit tier Halloween costume. No, fuck it. I've been playing with this thing all week with like like in shorts and like I'll put shoes on so it doesn't because it drips gasoline pretty bad sometimes. Oh, you're, that Malaysian shit tier fabric is gonna go up like a wick, <laughs> like a match. Just. Oof. Dude, that thing's so badass. Like, anytime I see an insect or, 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 an, or an ant mound or anything that I could burn, I just, just fucking take it out. Um, and, and the neighbors, I could hear, there's a mostly African-American neighborhood um, at the end of my property and over some fencing. And uh, I was in the yard last night, just at, pitch black dark. It's, it's maybe 11 p.m. at night, and I'm just running around in my backyard, shooting this thing up in the air straight up and waving it around wildly, shooting like multiple bursts. So it's like <laughs> lots of fireballs like going in different directions, like a war zone. And uh, every time you shoot it, I mean, everything lights up like, a f like flash photography. And I can hear him over there, motherfucker got a flamethrower! <laughs> Hell yeah! And I'm like, <laughs> just like, like, I just, I was laughing so hard. Motherfucker got a flamethrower. <laughs> so yeah, that's um. Have you had any run-ins with the cops because of your flamethrower no. antics yet? No, not yet. I'm expecting it at some point, I guess. I've been driving right. around with it, um, just in my passenger seat, just kind of strapped to the passenger seat. Um, and I figured, you know, if I get into any kind of an altercation, I could give somebody a little, little, little burst. You know, burn yeah. them a little. You could. Like I could that steal. Would, that'd be the news trending <laughs> worldwide. That <laughs> FPS Russia fends off assailant with flamethrower. <laughs> It'd be great. Or what if I stopped a crime or something? What if there's some crazy shooter and I get out and strap my flamethrower on and like come to the rescue? You never know. Sir, I'd... we're questioning you for evidence. You need to drop the act. I do not know that what you say. Like. <laughs> He come to me in Russia. I, I always burn them. Like, <laughs> no, that would be great. Not for it's, you. Uh, but no, for probably not. Um, no, that that that's legitimate. Like, I got a bunch of machine guns and and body armor and, and all kinds of of stuff that goes bang. But that thing's fucking legit. When someone sees it, they're like, they don't think it's real at first, and then they see it go off, and then everybody's just been shocked and awed. My dad hates it. 
He's like, <laughs> like I, I'm like, I, I yell at him across the field. He's like working on a well pump, and I'm by the the pond. I'm like, hey, dad. And he like looks up and I go, and like shoot fifty feet of flame straight up in the air. And he just goes, <laughs> just like, like, <laughs> like. I strap my cousin up with the thing and let him start playing with it. Dad's like, just one mistake and it's all over. One mistake. And then he just leaves. <laughs> your, your dad is in the right there. I know he is. He kind of is. But it's like, it's a piece of machinery. And I, like, I look over the flamethrower and I'm like, yeah, this is fucking legit. Like, like, this is attached here and that's attached there. There's no way anything can go wrong. Like, there just isn't. Like, I don't know what could go wrong. Everything seems really sturdy and well-made and... Uh, you know, the, the, uh, where, where things attach together is like super heavily, uh, like, like overmade, it seems like. I, I, have, I have no fear operating that thing. And if it does go wrong, it'll be like eight tenths of a second of agony and then just a pile of, you know, professional dust in the middle of your field. I, 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 it's not a phaser. I think it's going to be like a, long, a lifetime of agony. Um, no, I I've mean, t- like, if it exploded, wouldn't that just like incinerate you? Unfortunately, no. It would just cover. Me. <laughs> it would just cover me in liquid gasoline, and then I would ignite, and it would be. Uh, it would take a good, you know, probably thirty seconds to put me out completely, and I would just be burnt horribly. Oh my God. I tell everyone. I've told like my told my cameraman. I told you know everybody that was there. I'm like, look, if I'm fully engulfed, like, and like my eyes are boiling out of my head like someone shoot my ass like like legit like i was i was like you got yeah. your gun he's like Put yeah I, he's like yeah i got my glock i'm like shoot me with it like kill me kill me if i'm fully engulfed because i don't want to survive it and i'm probably not gonna like, you don't want to wake up in the hospital with your dad <laughs> there looking at you no lips i should have listened when you said not to play with a say shower <laughs> Sorry, ain't gonna grow your lips back. Just, just eat your ice chips. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> eat your ice chips. <laughs> yeah. So I told, and I meant it. I like. I don't want to survive a catastrophic flamethrower accident. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> Sorry, I left you so long. I, w- I really wanted to show you my fireproof suit, but uh, I thought it was in the northern attic, but I. I just couldn't find it. It must be in the, the southern northern attic. attic. Yes, oh. <laughs> we have a northern and a southern attic in here. What kind of folk live in the northern section <laughs> of the home? <laughs> in the small door, apparently. <laughs> or That's... little people. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, little people. My mistake. I, you know, I, I can get why they wouldn't like that. I don't know. Whatever. I didn't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. Both I... of them are bad. I, I think they need to come up with something better than either. Yeah, I to to. So, in one regard, I see why people get offended when we, for example, say it, because maybe we're furthering the use of those words if we say if we use the word tranny or midget. But I feel like they should realize that 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 we're kind of doing a comedy show here, and there's a lot of tongue in cheek, and you should just loosen the reins for us a little bit. And anyone who out, out there who's impre- who's impressionable, we're pretty respectful of pretty much any and every community community um so so you know we don't mean any harm we're just trying to make you laugh with all the trans and midgets and faggots and 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 negroes and whatever you might be the gooks the slope eyed yellow yeah the mix the dirty oh wow look at look at risky woody over there taking a (laughs) chance (laughs) (laughs) no but kyle's got an irish thing i wanted to say we actually do accept mix a little (laughs) Kyle does not that's 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 where we we don't fuck around. We're serious about the Irish. Like we we mean that. 
Um, but but yeah, yeah, I, I see every now and then someone like um, I don't think I've done it in a long time, but someone will say tranny and and somebody will get offended. I saw we had a tranny, uh, a transsexual. I'm such an asshole, a transsexual <laughs> uh, fan, and he was like, yeah, or she, I'm not sure. Said, um, you know, I'm the one transsexual PK fan. Yeah, I, I noticed that so and so said it. So sorry if I offended you. Hey, I have another Patreon question. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's an, am I an asshole? Okay. I like. <laughs> yeah, these are the best. So here's my situation. I know this might be a little strung out. I think he means drawn out. Strung out. But anyway, <laughs> but I don't want to have any questions about my situations, and you guys are judging my assholeness. I'm 17. I'm a senior in high school. I live a good life up in Canada, like that's possible, and money isn't really a problem. I spend a lot of my time inside doing things I enjoy. This might not seem as relevant, but I find it to be. I have friends. I'm happy. And the only thing I don't have is a real job. Quotes. A fact that my friends seem to tease me and think negatively about. I plan to go to post-secondary school for computer engineering, and the programs I'm looking at are all co-op programs, meaning I'll have to have job experience in my field of study. My schooling would be paid for by my parents, thus I have no desire to save up a ton of money in high school. I spend a lot of time on school, straight A's, and I don't want to spend my free time working a part-time job for some extra money that I don't really need at this point in my life. I make some money doing some freelance video editing, but it's not a whole lot, 100 to $200 a week, so I really don't ask my parents for money that often. My point is, am I an asshole for knowing that I'll be able to afford university via my parents and using that to my advantage by not working away my younger years? I know that work experience is always a good thing, but like I said, the co-op programs in my university will allow me to get some experience at that time as opposed to McDonald's jobs that won't help me get a job later on. Though this might be, I thought this might be a cool question to ask you guys, and it might stir up some conversation. Thanks for the opportunity to ask, love the show, and have for a great number of years. Is he no, an asshole? Um, he's not being an asshole No, he's not an asshole. He's, I can, like, it, it depends how he's handling it with his friends. Like if he's arrogant about it being like oh look at you johnny burger king gotta go there every day just to make enough money to pay for your shit tier uh community college while my parents are going to take care of this but that doesn't seem like what he's saying it just seems like you know if you're doing well in school you're getting that 4.0 and you're not slacking and you think that's the what's going to prepare you best for your future yeah do that maybe go out and get a job if you feel like you're being a drain on your parents and you start to demand more money than that or need more money than that, which you probably will when you get to college. But for now, just pour the effort into school. I think you should ask your parents what they think about all this. Oh, and, and, and that'll be your guide right there. If they say, uh, you know, yeah, maybe you if they think you should, maybe you shouldn't. If they think you shouldn't, you probably shouldn't. And, it, and, and they would know better than anyone. Uh, I was going to suggest, I was going to ask, you know, how... How well off are your parents? Is paying for your tuition like a drop in the bucket to them that, that you know that they're never even gonna miss? Or is it something that's been saved for and, and focused on for years? In that case, it might be nice to take a little bit of the burden off of them. It would be mm -hmm. a pretty great surprise if maybe you paid for your own books the first semester or something. Um, although these days I guess it'd be better just to torrent those motherfuckers. <laughs> um, do that for them. Hey, that's what you should do. Instead of getting a job. Figure out how to torrent all of your books offline and then tell your parents, hey, don't worry, books are on me. Then you look like a hero all the way around. And, uh, oh, even better, don't tell your parents any of this shit. Get them to give you cash for those books. Then you torrent them. Then you got your money. That's true. That would make you an asshole, though. <laughs> that, then you're an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if my brother <laughs> asked me this question, 
I would evaluate it based not so much on whether I wanted help getting payment for college, but whether I thought a job would benefit her, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, hey, dad, I'm thinking of working at McDonald's uh, just to have some extra spending money. And I think to myself, hmm, does this girl who's getting straight A's and seems to be happy need employment added to her life? You know, like it, if she didn't seem to know the value of a dollar, didn't seem to have like a work ethic or maybe an aloofness that a real job would knock off of her, you know, which is something I value, then I would say, yeah, get a job. But if this was a perfectly acceptable person where things were going right now and why break a good thing, then I would say, no, you focus on your schoolwork. You've got a life to, to work. Especially if it's a mic job, you know, because like, uh, I know there's a lot of people who might not like me saying it, but you're not going to get any real valuable experience at McDonald's. Like you're going to be treated like scum, like you're bottom tier of a bo of the bottom tier. If you're starting off fresh at McDonald's, like if it's a job that's going to benefit you, you know, you're about to go to university, it, 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 whatever, let's say you're going to be a veterinarian. If you could do a summer internship with a vet where maybe the first couple of weeks you're scooping dog shit, but occasionally you got to sit in on a surgery or something like that, or you get to you get to learn the ropes a bit, or at least know how things go, like that's a job you'd take. But if it's a mic mm -hmm. job, you'd be better off studying, enjoying this little bit of your youth that's left, any of those things. I'm not sure about that. Um, you might be right, and it's certainly not a crazy thought. But like my first job was at 13, and I don't want to retell stories too too long-winded, but uh, I scrubbed the rice off, rust off bicycle spokes. That was the core of it. I, I rented out bikes to people who wanted to ride them on their boardwalk. And I'm getting up really early at like 5 a.m. or 4 something to get there at 5. And um, uh, because it was by the ocean, I was just constantly battling rust. And uh, and I dip the steel wool in the bike juice and clean it. And then after that, wash up properly because you can only ride your bike till 11. And I'd peel potatoes for the french fries. And um, that mm. was my that was my gig. I didn't learn skills that apply to today. Like, you know, I don't really peel potatoes or anything. You should. I, I could. I'm pretty You could good. be a big help if we want to make some French fries. I know what you're going to be doing. <laughs> Boil them first <laughs> and I'll take a butter knife and they come. Yeah, anyway, so, um, uh, but on the other hand. How long do you boil them? I, they came boiled. I don't know. Well, you're worthless. I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I told you I didn't So anyway. You don't even know what the bike juice was, do you? Yeah, that was pre-mixed. <laughs> it was like uh, gasoline, kerosene, and oil or something all mixed into this. It was awful. It would, and um, the steel wool would poke your fingers, and then the bike juice would infect it, and it was terrible. So uh, anyway... But what I got out of that job was a certain work ethic, a certain pride, a certain like getting to a place on time. You know, when I had my more real career oriented jobs, it wasn't a new experience for me to understand hours, to understand punctuality, to understand having a boss and respecting that guy. Uh, you know, if if hypothetically, and I'm not saying that's this guy, but I had lived my whole childhood up to my first job being kind of a spoiled brat who, you know, like uh, my parents give me money and I'm privileged and I don't see why I should have to earn anything, then maybe I would be a different guy. So um, uh, you do get things out of a job that aren't just cash or you skills. Do, but the fact that he's concerned enough to bring this up leads me to believe that he's not a really entitled, spoiled brat. Because if he was, this wouldn't even be a question in his mind, he would just be like, oh, of course I, I'm entitled to this. I deserve this. Like, it's how it's always been, and it's how it's always going to be for me. I'm different. But 
Like, that's right. I'm glad I you guess said I'm, that because that's yeah. the phrasing I was hunting for. If he's an entitled, spoiled brat, and, and that's almost why I'd like to ask his parents. If his parents say, oh, yeah, let's get little Johnny in a job. He's an entitled, spoiled brat then that might be one route. Or they might say, no, little Johnny's perfect. You know, he, he's, a, he's an old soul who's understanding his character is strong yeah. and his grades are high. He, the path he's on is the one we're looking for from him. Yeah. So. There's a chance they're doing this for him because they want, like this is what they want for him. They want him to pour all of his effort into academics, you know, to, and then, to get a leg up. There's another thing. Um, with a Mick job, you're typically not self-driven, right? Like you're at a station, that station comes to work and you do a thing. With what he's doing, like he's video editing, I imagine video editing involves a certain amount of like self-advertising, self-promotion, finding people who need this work, getting stuff done on your own schedule. He's building a skill set now that could lead to self-employment. So mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing at all, right? Like it, it, what he's doing is, is, is better in some ways. It's worse in others because he doesn't have, you know, someone teaching humility. But, um, you know, to go out there and, and create some opportunity for yourself and earn one to two hundred dollars a week uh, and that's all a mcjob's gonna pay anyway you know they're gonna tax that you're gonna have to earn three hundred dollars to get two hundred back and uh um you know three hundred dollars at ten bucks an hour takes a long time mm -hmm. so so you're doing fine i think yeah um, hmm. but yeah so doesn't sound like an asshole it doesn't Which is always it. concerning with these a little bit because <laughs> when you get those, am I an asshole, I donate to charity, but am I giving enough? It's like there's something you're not – like there's got to be something else in there because there's no way based on this story you could think you're an asshole. You seem like a perfectly good guy who's at least concerned enough to be willing to go out and work if it's what your parents want. Um, but, but yeah, to, to answer the question, I would my, my guess is not an asshole. Yeah, I'd say no. Yeah. <clears throat> Kyle concurs. Do you want to do some questions or make some in later in the show? I'm looking through them. A couple. There's a few oddballs here, but it's mostly good. This, this one wants to know why I don't have a southern accent. I, I do, I guess. I've got a little bit of a southern accent. It changes. Um, you know, I'm more likely to dip into the southern accent if I'm hanging out with some southern people. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know. Depends who you're speaking to. Like, yeah. My... I have seen him really southern. Like, sure. And, and it's more than just accent. Like, and uh, God, I, I hope this doesn't come off as negative at all because it's a, it's a talent that I envy. But like Kyle can dip into straight, aw shucks, country boy. Like he'll make less eye contact. He'll be like, oh, you know, like, like it is, it is the whole package of I was raised in a log cabin without plumbing. If he needs to go there, it's in his repertoire. And yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you can break it out right now or if you need to be interfacing <laughs> back and forth with the same guy. If I need to be talking to somebody else with a certain accent. No, it's, it just depends who you're talking but, to. I'll, I'll, I'll usually try to mem uh, sort of mirror, mirror whatever, wherever they're coming from. There's no reason for my grammar to be better than the person I'm talking to. They're going to see that as a slight. Or if, you know, I pronounce a word, if they say oral, if they're going to put some oil in their car and instead of oil, they say oil, then there's no reason for me to, to look like an oddball and be like, yes, oil. Yes, oil. <laughs> like, like, no, just, just say oil. Just, just move along. I, <laughs> I, I wish I could do so. I used to go off a little bit of oil on it. 
I used to go <laughs> off-roading all the time. And these guys were country, country, like back country, deep south country. They had banjos guys. and shit. Yeah, oh my God. And um, I didn't fit in. Like I couldn't, I tried. I <gasps> liked them, but they didn't like me. And uh, and there'd be so we talked on the CB a lot, and you have to know how shitty a CB speaker is. It's it, it, maybe some people have good ones, but mine was shit. It was like an all weather outdoor boat radio thing, and uh, they'd be talking about like tars, and I'm like, come back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think like look at you die. I'm like, I, I, I'm really sorry, but I don't know what we're talking about right now, <laughs> you know. And uh, and it would just it 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 would distance me from them. Yeah. Wait, what did they sound like again? <laughs> This is the word Tar. tire, and and it would be just T A R essentially. No, yeah. I know. I just I like hearing your impressions of any <laughs> okay. accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, look at your tire. Your tire's going flat over. It's yeah. See, now I understand you, but this is and it's over a CB, which just adds yeah. a level of difficulty that makes it to worse. it. Yeah, and it was stronger than you just did there, and um, that was one of the reasons I feel like why did I stop off roading? Really? Well, part of it it was that. It's a lot of time, you know, we'd go super far away and, uh, and it was expensive, but a big factor in it was, I just wasn't making friends like I wanted to. It seemed like two in every 10 people were getting along with me and enough <laughs> is enough. And I just fucking stopped, <laughs> you know, like it, now I'm like, and just to get to explain why I wasn't getting along in my head, I'm like, Woody, simplify your fractions. <laughs> right. But <laughs> This, this in this like deep southern thing, like it, it just, it wasn't fitting. What are you laughing at? I want to make a <laughs> fraction joke, but I know better. <laughs> All right, I don't know the fraction. That to myself. Joke. Oh, I, we were talking about fractions oh, earlier. Oh, yes, yes, yes. All right. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna make a joke, but I, I'm just gonna shut the fuck up. Is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Appreciate that. But um... well, shucks, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> But yes, sir. Ain't no need for no risk protect here, no, sir. Kyle, on the other <laughs> hand, you know, it, 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 I, I was with him and and you know, a whole collection of people that were really southern, and he like suddenly I was the only non-southern guy there, and, and, and I'm like Kyle, Kyle left me, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> 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 I offered him some skull. He didn't. <laughs> had to leave him behind. Like, like the rape was both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think I, I, I think I picked that up selling cars. I would always do that, you know, because the customer base would vary so much. Sometimes I'd have to deal with like a single white woman and, with a kid, and then sometimes I'd have to deal with, um, you know, a really like uh, hood black guy who, who's. And I got I to gotta make this guy like me. I got to find, find a way for us to relate to one another. So the way I would talk would change. And I, I would start sounding more like him. And, but, but then I'd have some old fogey redneck who would come down to, to buy a truck. And, you know, I'd talk to him about fishing and stuff like that. And I'd stop, I'd stop pronouncing my G's on, the, on I-N-G words. I need to sell um, cars for a year. It sounds like sociopath boot camp. Right? <laughs> you, you spend six weeks selling cars, you'll have all your accents down, you'll have, you know, like, you, you'll just mold right in, and, like, it it's, sounds great. I, I, I can give it a I, go. Day in the life. I don't think everybody did that. It was just kind of me. It just, you know, it was, it just trying to do the whatever I could. Really, did that. To be, to be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you... you We've seen your accent skills, so so I would imagine it. I would love. What would be hilarious is if you tried to fit in with those uh, like off-road guys. Guy? Like, 
this is my southern accent. <laughs> and I was like, did he have his voice box taken out? Like, like, what's his deal? <laughs> I, your accents are so bad, I'm still not convinced that this isn't a ploy. Just yeah. as a gag, a bit. I did where, one that was Because every one of them, it's like an asymptotic line that approaches Indian accents but never reaches it. Like, it'll start out southern, and then before you know it, it is a bad Indian accent. Like it's and sometimes you'll just throw some gravel in the back for no apparent reason. Yeah. Like, oh, it window. is me, Senor Pirate Russian. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that's real bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Woody's not uh, good with the accents. I think it has something to do with the the same disabil disability that makes it hard for him to pronounce words and names. I think that, that like like Carl Drogo. I, I love that. Like like he called he's called called Carl Drogo. Carl Drogo. Yeah, that's that's. that's <laughs> but he's got a dozen of those. Um, oh, way more than a dozen. There was a while there that he went like on a like nine straight streak of not knowing any celebrities' names. Like, at all. I feel like he studied at some point, because they, at some point he just got a lot better, it felt like. Like, it was one night where he was, like, getting them all, every, one after another. Who's this? Mm -hmm. you. you getting uh, celebrity names. You've really taken an upswing. Well, you couldn't have gotten worse, but it's gotten huh. gotten better. Has You've been it? getting a lot of them first try. Um, Some of my regulars I just know now, like Liam Nielsen. Nelson. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. says it every time. No, but um, Emma Watson. I feel like I actually learned her name over this time. Yep. Um, now, is Emma Watson the Harry Potter chick or the redhead? She's the Harry Potter chick. All right. Oh. Yeah. And um, yeah. what is Liam's last name? Is it Neeson? Neeson. Fuck. That should be uh, the Woody lightning round that we do. As we come up, <laughs> we say uh, name of the guy in Gladiator, and then he'll say, like, Russell Simmons or something. <laughs> like. Uh, That'd be good. Uh, you're thinking of Leslie Nielsen, who's the gray-haired uh, slapstick comedy guy from Airplane and Naked Gun and all that stuff. Yeah, is he dead a good now? Actor. He was yeah. really funny. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot. I liked Why, all. That you didn't stuff like Airplane? I did like Airplane, but I felt like it was the it, it was it wasn't his acting that that did it for me. It, it as a matter, I always always slightly annoyed. By that guy, Leslie Nelson, or oh, whatever. You didn't like the Naked Gun movies. I didn't really. With O.J. Simpson and everything, and it wasn't would you say you hated him more or less than Robin Williams? Just <laughs> hmm. the style less. of comedy I think you hate. So I bet I can guess some. Some I bet you you hate Chevy Chase, right? Yeah. Do you like Steve Martin? Sometimes. Uh, you, I, you don't That's like Jim Carrey. I am with Robin Williams too. Like Robin Williams has had a couple good roles that I enjoyed as well. Just usually not as goofy ones. Like when he's doing his flubber character, which he did in like half his movies, uh, that that's not my cup of tea. Mm. Aladdin, right? I, I feel like he played that sort of goofy off the wall. That is, that was how his comedy was too. Like unplanned, spontaneous, you know, super fast thought process they used to give him credit yeah. for. Um, I like it, yeah, I, think I feel like when he's fun. really on a roll and and he's like and and it, may, it it's really good. If you really listen to it, like like he's coming up with some crazy connections. If you really and, listen uh, to it, there's a whole lot of sound effects and just zings, roos in there, and you're like, that's not even a fucking thought. Like you're you're just filling airtime with shit. Um, I there's a lot more f quick, you know, bang 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 jokes than just like ho ho, huh? Ooh, zing, like <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> uh, 
I, like I understand him. where you're coming I, from. Yeah, he's I, just not I, my cup of tea. Um, but I think you definitely don't you don't like slapstick comedy. It seems like like I don't know. Did you like the Three Stooges? No, I don't think anybody uh, born after 1941 really liked <laughs> the Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Three Stooges. I think they're still kind of funny. Um, I, I don't laugh out loud at them like I did when I was a kid, but I can still get a chuckle from the Three Stooges when uh, when Shemp starts doing something silly. Um, uh, any any of them. I, what about Chris Farley? I, oh, I liked Chris Farley. Yeah. Um, that I, was kind of slapsticky, like in Tommy Boy, where it most of it degenerates into him just yelling. Yeah. Eventually. Fat Lots guy of in a little coat. Yeah. <laughs> ruined the temper, the melody of that, but it was still. I, it really made me laugh. I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, I guess now that you say it, it really was just him kind of yelling and being fat. Yeah. Was the, still really funny. I probably wouldn't have liked Chris Farley if he made ten more movies like the people who didn't die. Um, you know, Chevy Chase, Jim Carrey, uh, Adam Sandler. You know, I really li- like the Water Boy. Love that movie, but after you see him play that same sort of dopey, this is my Adam Sandler accent. That's terrible. But uh, like you know, the, the the accent that he does during the Hanukkah song, that dra- thing. I forget how it goes. The Thanksgiving song. Like he's just put out so much material using the same joke that it wore out on me. And I bet Chris Farley would have done that to me had he not died early. Mm. It's possible. Well, who else was in his class that's irritating now? I'm trying to, like, David Spade did. He doesn't really do anything anymore. That I've yeah, seen. he does. He's, he has been on a, uh, on a primetime television show without pause for literally, like, 25 years. What's he like, on now? Uh, I do I don't know the name of the show. I can't tell you the name of the show he's on now. But 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 I, he was doing an interview on Stern, and they were talking about how successful he'd been. How he had he had literally been on some prime time big big deal TV show without stop for like a, over a decade. It was an it was a ridiculous amount of time, and he still does stand up and does well from that. And uh, he just did Joe Dirt too, and it went straight to Crackle, which I'm sure was like a, a payday for him. Like I, I don't think he's just doing that for charity. They produced the movie. Is Entourage um, a TV show? Mm-hmm. It is. He was I did. I watched like three episodes of that, and I did not care for it. The Goldbergs looks like a TV show. Um, did you ever watch Entourage? Oh, Rules Kyle? of Engagement. He was on that for six years. What'd um, you ask, Taylor? Did you ever watch Entourage? Um, I, they seem like a bunch of douchebags, like they are. doing douchebag, doing douchebag things, and it just didn't interest me. Uh, I think Kitty's got it on uh, on her Amazon or something like that. And I, she's been like she watches like anything that's mindless to, when she's doing work. And uh, I don't know, she was painting the other day, and there was Entourage on in the background. But like, nah, I don't, I don't watch that. I'm watching Boardwalk Empire again right now. So, oh, I just rewatched that again. Recently. I can name them actually. I've got it up here. He was on Just Shoot Me, ninety-seven to two hundred three. Eight Simple Rules, 204 to 205. Carpet Bros, 208 to 210. Um, And then it has SNL, 1990 to 210. I don't know how well that sticks. Rules of Engagement, 2007 to 2013. And that covers it. He's been on TV shows back from like 1990. Larry Sanders Show from 92 to 98. Um, But even if he didn't do anything, like uh, I feel like you're allowed to not do anything. Heck, that... um, Whoever played Winnie Cooper in, um, uh, what was that show with the guy who did lots of voiceovers? Fred Savage. Oh, The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years, yeah. Winnie Cooper's not a loser because she's not doing TV anymore. She just 
whatever. She was on TV, hopefully made her money, and then chose a PhD in mathematics. That's, I don't know. You can do what you want. The um, but but David Spade, I feel like, has been really successful as like a, a not an, a, a top tier celebrity. I, I like his his what he's done with his career. I, he was talking. I listened to his interview not too long ago, so this is kind of in my in my head. But they were talking about you know how much money he makes just touring. Apparently, like he can go out anytime he wants and make a considerable amount of money just going from comedy gig to comedy gig because he's David Spade. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of those actors like you'll look up their Wikipedia. And it'll be like actor, producer, and comedian. It's like, how the hell is this guy a comedian? I, and I never knew about it. But I bet they go out and get a few grand every spot if it's a decent gig. And it's probably not hard to get booked if you have the name recognition, even if nobody knows about your comedy. Like, I don't know anything about David Spade's style of comedy. But if you saw that, at least you'd be tempted to be like, oh, well, maybe I will check that out. Maybe he's funnier than just Tommy Boy. He's a funny guy. Um, I like his stand-up. Yeah, I haven't actually watched it. I'll have to check it out. Mm. All right. I I've been trying to get into Louis C.K. Um, and I, I I think I watched either two or three specials. It's hard to tell because I didn't make it through any of them. I, I'm really <laughs> struggling. This guy. I I really just don't think it. Did he, you, did you watch me? The but maybe thing. He has a he has a. Uh, what's it? Uh, yeah, he, he's like. But maybe. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. The piece called. What, what is a? Is it a bit? I think yeah, a, bit a bit is a collection of jokes. He has a bit called but maybe, and. Uh, which be, special was that? Like two years ago? Something like that's a good guess. Yeah, two years ago. It was the one that was a little disappointing because I felt like he was on top ah. of the world. His stuff was like an awesome special, another Grand Slam special, and then the the new one comes out two years ago, and you're like, it's not that I hated I, it. I've just been getting Grand Slams out of him. His last two I, haven't been very good. I, I can't get behind the, in any of his stuff, and, and I want to. Like, he's had a couple of shows, and one of them's called like Louie, and the other one's called like Unlucky Louie or Lucky Louie or something like that. And like, I watched like multiple episodes of both of them, I think, and then I watched at least th two of his specials. And I even picked some of the older ones that went back to like maybe maybe a 2006 special and uh, like a 2008 special or something like that because I thought like, oh, that's probably his good stuff, right? Like, you know, go back to. Chris Rock's early stuff, that's when he's really killing it. Go back to Dave Chappelle's uh, Killing Him Softly. That, like, that stuff's amazing. I bet his early stuff's good. But I couldn't get through it. He just wasn't entertaining me. I wasn't smiling. I was just watching him do his thing and just nodding. Like, I, 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 he, doesn't, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't make me laugh. I thought his 2008 uh, special was pretty good. Like, not yeah. uproarious, uproarious or anything. Like, you weren't dying laughing. Like, I wouldn't put any of his on par with any of Bill Burr's. Like, I think Bill Burr's worst is still better than CK's best. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoy uh, Bill Burr. Uh, his, his, his worst, I think, was his last, that, that black and white one. Um, I didn't like that as much as I'd liked any of the others, but the previous three just kill, um, like, like every bit of them. One thing about Louis CK, and I see this with some like people that are killing it, you're like, man, must be good to be Louis C.K. right now. Like, you know, like it, he's just whatever, 20-year overnight success. You know, I, I don't want to say overnight success. Like, he didn't work at it. But um, in 2008, he got divorced. So while on the outside, he was doing his best comedy work ever, and he thinks we're crushing it, and he's telling stories about his, like, family and stuff, and you see him as that. In real life, he's suffering some traumatic shit, not from Minecraft. He got divorced as, as he was making his billion. And uh, it's like, that's some rough stuff right there, I, I, I mean, like 
my closest experience of divorce is PKA Dan. You know, he stayed in our place, and and I got a, a vibe for how hard it is to go through. And um, uh, I don't know when I see Louis C.K. or uh, um, right now that who's playing Batman? Uh, Tall, dark, handsome guy. Uh, um, oh, Affleck. Affleck. He's right? playing yeah. the new Batman. Ben Affleck's getting divorced. Louis C.K. got divorced. All these guys, and it's like, dude, like you don't want to be them. You, you want to say like, that ah, he's got a hundred million, like. Hall of Life's problems are not an issue because for most people, getting money is the primary. Like it, it's where they spend all their time. It's the focus of all their problems, and you know, like it, it's hard to relate to, to to money not being, you know, like the biggest concern in your life. But uh, dude, it, I don't know. It sucks to be Louis C.K. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. Like he's wildly successful. I didn't like his show either, but hopefully he has a rebound, like makes another special that I think is really funny. His his show, though, I didn't watch Lucky Louie. I think the one that got canceled first. But how many episodes did you watch of the Louie show, Kyle? Because I just I tried to get into that. and I just couldn't. I, I, I definitely watched the first episode. and I don't think I made it through the second. I watched a lot more, although I can hardly remember it. But I finished whatever was on Netflix. Makes me sad for him and not in a sad way where it's like, Oh, ha, 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 just uh, some chap down on his luck for a bit. It's like, oh, this is depressing. Like, he paints himself as, like, genuinely miserable. Yeah, and, and you the believe theme it. song is a downer. Like, I, 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 I couldn't that. even hum it, but, the, like, it opens up with this, like, oh, shit, things aren't going well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's weird. Dude, Putin. So Putin's banker, Vladimir Putin, this is the, uh, the, the in charge of Russia dude, his banker is suing him for $12 billion. And uh, <laughs> apparently they like work together or something. And Putin, using his power of Putin-ness, just expropriated his assets. Like he declared that bank's assets to now be Putin's. And... Uh, the banker is claiming that Putin is actually the wealthiest person on the planet. Mm -hmm. Richer than Bill Gates, richer than Warren Buffett, that while it doesn't show on paper as his personal assets or something, like he is in control of far more money. Like he can just take whatever he wants. Like, you know, if you're a billionaire in Russia and you think you have a billion, you don't because Putin, it's Putin's billion. <laughs> Um, they think that he is the Arnold, wealthiest guy on earth. Some of those Arab princes have access to, uh, or in royalty, have access to enormous amounts of hundreds of billions. Um, yeah. So, like, I feel, I feel like they rank up there. But I've heard that before about Putin. But one thing I heard on um, maybe NPR or something—it's been months ago now—they were saying that he had such an enormous fortune that he had, and they—I don't remember exactly how, but in some nefarious way, he had made a lot of money his. And uh, they were saying that he had two choices. He could either pass along power to, to someone who, he, he, who was still his puppet, like a Medvedev situation that we had a, a while back, or he could never leave power because whoever would take over would surely seize him and all of that money back for the country. So it's, uh, I don't think I we're going like to see the end of that guy for a long time. There are limits, though, right? Like, he could put that money in a Swiss bank account. Or if he put it in, like, Wells Fargo or something in America, then, like, Wells Fargo doesn't respect Russian seizing or something. I don't, I don't know enough about international banking. Peter put and, the fire. And just, 
yeah, there's hundred when there's hundreds of billions of dollars and, and like a, a world superpower and financial institutions. I wouldn't. I, I figure all bets are off. It he should just sit tight with that money and wait until he's he's dead. You don't even need that much. Bill Gates had this thing, and you, I think I've said it before, but he's like a hundred million. He's like, I can understand why you'd want to be rich. I can see, you know, that you, you want to have money and you can do things. You don't have to worry about money and stuff. He's like, but after a hundred million, you've got plenty of money. And you think about that, like, um, you know, these expensive, like, super great mansions and stuff are going for like twenty million. At some point, houses just don't cost anymore. Twenty million, and you still have eighty million left over to live off of, and you're outrageous at home and your cars and like how many su a supercar is a million right yeah can you have more than like can you enjoy more than like four of them or something sure one for one at least one for each day of the week but i figure you know if you've got tens and hundreds of billions then then all of a sudden you could hire some lobbyists we could get some we could make some change happen we hmm. could uh we could influence a few politicians maybe i could get some maybe i could really have some power and i think that's the difference between a few billion and hundreds of billions of dollars is the enormous amount of power that this guy's got. Um, not only could he just go, he just went and took a little bit of another country uh, not too long ago, and nobody said shit. <laughs> he went and took some of it. He was like, "That part's mine now, <laughs> motherfucker." And then they sent it, and they just shot down a random airplane. Like, 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 like those weren't even Ukrainians. He killed. Like, like. <laughs> like Nobody's gonna fuck with that guy. That's true. Um, it was like a Malaysian he's got an, airline. Yeah, he's got a lot of power. Um, he does. Um, one of the most. I wouldn't be surprised if he was actually the richest person on earth. Like, yeah. Who else aside from the like Kyle royal family royalties, of Saudi Arabia? Sketchy to me. Like, so you know what happened? What popped into my head when you said that is my contractor, the sketchy fuck who did this house. Um, he told me he had something like seventy million dollars worth of coal like royalty access to that. And um, I'm like, 70 million, holy smokes. Like, this is an amazing opportunity. You know, you, like, why isn't that your main focus? Like, why are you working on my freaking hardwood floors when you have 70 million in coal? So he was lying. <laughs> I, I don't think he was. I, I think that it's not as great as it sounds. You know, he's like, I just have to get it out of the ground. Oh, is that all? And then he starts telling me about all the gosh darn hardships, all the, you know, like, yeah, the conveyor belt broke and this happened and his investors stopped investing because he's like, we were just about to make money. And, you know, we just needed one little more splash of cash and, and things would have been fine. But uh, um, anyway, getting out of the out of the ground profitably is hard sometimes. It's cash, though. So they they're give these the Saudi royals are given allowances by uh, the royal court, and they're enormous. They, they they have a pool of cash money. They they're not dipping into a personal account. They're dipping into the country's bank account. So it's never ending. It, it like when's the last time the United States uh, passed a balanced budget? It's been a little while, right? But we just keep spending the money, Quentin and it's here. the same thing for. It's the same thing for these guys. It doesn't matter if they technically... First of all, they do technically have the cash on hand because of all that oil money. But even if they didn't, they just keep spending it. So if he wants to spend $50 billion tomorrow, he can. I, 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 think, I think the Saudi guys have more money than anybody. But... My, I don't know. It, it, at some point... like after, Back to Bill Gates' point. After $100 million, I feel like you're good. You have all the money you could want. 
I disagree. It just depends what you want to do. Like, like if you want to do truly outrageous things, like if you want to jet set constantly, like if you want to spend, uh, you know, if you want to be on three on two continents a day, if you want to be doing, if you want a a seven forty seven for you and your posse and another one for your vehicles when you fly into whatever country you're going to this week, that way you've got your two hundred thousand dollar truck that you can all pile into. Yeah, but what he means sudden, is that you have enough to live comfortably the rest of, of your life and like three million five generations three, down like yeah. three not million you would, can't like oh well you can't afford six planes it's like, not yeah yeah right it's like you can't have two 747s flying on that's what these saudis every day that's what these guys do though like 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 these guys are ridiculous like the, i remember the king of jordan uh hearing about how like he did that thing i described where like he had the plane for him and his friends and the other plane flying behind him with their vehicles so they they both land and all the vehicles unroll out of the cargo plane and they all get in their their pimped out vehicles and they go and do whatever they're going to do in that country and they've got like diplomatic immunity like that i feel like awesome. that's about I, as i hear you but like, i don't even think i want that i, I, oh, I come I, on i, I don't want to like travel that much I, but what i can see doing <laughs> is being like you know what i feel like dinner in paris right now you know like it's morning but or, or whatever it would take because of the time zones but like let's do dinner in paris because fuck it at a hundred million you have go to paris for a meal money you're fine i'd mm. want to have like a house that looked really really normal from the outside and just drive like a couple year old jeep grand cherokee but like underneath is just like an underground fortress of majesty and luxury. <laughs> so that everybody, like, when I did anything a little outrageous, they'd be like, "Yeah, but look at that guy. Look at—he's still at his roots. He look at look at that house. Look at that car. He he could afford so much more. This guy, you give him a pass, you know. Whereas if you <laughs> do, do something do crazy as a rich guy, they, yeah? they're not doing that exactly. But but in I'm um, I'm I've been reading about New York. Now this isn't the city, I think, or maybe it's the Bronx or, or whatever. Like, just call it New York. I don't know. Um, when they have these, like, uh, there's a term for their stone houses, like, uh, it's not townhouse, it's uh, a brownstone. I, brownstone, I think, is what I'm going for. And, um, anyway, they can't build out anymore, you can't have more land, you know, your neighbors say, but they can build down. So, they're building, I, I don't even want to call it a basement, like mansion basements, like amazing basements with indoor pools. And like, it, it's not, it doesn't feel basement anymore. They've got skylights in the backyard to like bring in natural sunlight. And like, they're just going wild. They have two to three story basements that just keep going down and they build it like while they live above it. Like they just tunnel under there and they have like what I picture to be heavy equipment, like excavators underground working as they go three stories deep on their basement. Yeah, I was reading that about uh, London uh, because of the property values had apparently skyrocketed there. I, I believe it was London, but it was really cool that that that's, that was the, what they were doing. They were creating, you know, these really rich guys who were creating super basements, just just truly uh, incredible basements. Did you hear about David Cameron? That whole thing where apparently stuck his dick in a dead pig's mouth as some sort of college initiation prank ritual type thing. Who hasn't done that? I gave him right, a right. <laughs> I didn't stick my dick in it, but I, I bit that pig's ear that time. Um, it was dead. Yeah, what, what's up with that? That that can't be true. That whole story about the aren't there the guy? Photos? Oh no, well, I was sir. not aware of this. I don't, I don't think there's any photos. I I, I, I just think it's um, I, I didn't see care. any photos. Yeah, it was college. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're making such a big deal out of this thing. Who cares if he stuck his dick in a pig? 
pig's mouth, whatever. Like, like clearly he wasn't like it was a it was a gag. Like he wasn't like now. Now be one thing if he was just like if he did it and everyone was like, <laughs> and then he's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's about yeah, and, and everybody's just like. When's Dave gonna let the joke drop? Like he's really getting into this one, huh? Yeah, he's quite the laugher. He's not letting this one go, is he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, like twisting the pig's ear and stuff. Like I don't think Dave, that's what went down. Ten pounds. Stop. Like you did it. <laughs> they want the pig now. They want the pig back now, Dave. They're gonna eat it. Oh no, yeah. I'm finished. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what happened. What an awful way. Oh his PR person must just be having a shit fit. Like, there's no way to respond to that. Excuse me, Prime Minister Pickfucker. i got a bit yeah. of a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you let that one get out? Somebody should have been out there squashing that down, like, like bribing people, doing whatever you had to do to keep the Pickfucker story out of the light of day. No, but see, you can't even try and squash that down because then it's like, you know what oh, I think happened? attempts I, to hide Pickfucker. I bet... I bet that got dug up in relation to this that whole pedophile scandal that they're having over there. I bet I bet there's lots of investigators digging around into all the government. I, I bet it came out because of something like that. You know, it seemed like they let all those uh, that there was this big pedophile uh, ring that they exposed, where there you had these um, these upper class uh, British people basically fucking a bunch of kids. It, it turned out, and, and it seems like that nothing's going to come out of that. So. Uh, it's nice to know that they're just as fucked up as we are. <laughs> it's that's great. I, I mean, uh, I, I've said this before, but like nobody insults America like America. Like you know, when Ferguson is happening, it's all oh, no. this major race problem. Things are terrible. We, you know, and some people will be like, "Hey, this this group of people isn't being a good citizens." And other people will be like, "Oh, we have problems with people assuming that they're not good citizens," and and all this controversy. Whereas in France, you know, they have riots and stuff, and and they don't like say that their country is seriously damaged or flawed like we do americans hmm. i bet they America. do we just don't hear about it as much because we are a bigger player on the world scale as far as like when something happens here like people know about it from other countries We're it's just a bigger deal frankly I, as far as how much it impacts the world as a whole than I, I and you know it does seem that it's like cool like hip now to be like oh fucking america land of the free yeah right we can't even you know, do this and that, and uh, oh, Republicans right. like everyone's Democrats. so fat, everyone's so this. And you know, we did. I was watching the the Joe Rogan experience recently. He's talking with Donald Cerrone, and they're like, you know what? America's got a lot of pussies in it. Like we're not like Canada, where there's men, men, lumberjacks, and bearded people, and this and that. America's filled with pussies. And I think, man, like it doesn't matter what you say about America. People just sort of latch onto it if it's bad. They'll go with it. I had a friend who um. It's he very was, safe to make fun of America. He, he Nobody's going to get offended because if you do, you're a nationalist. He was saying people needed to drink more, right? Uh, this is water. He's like, all these Americans are walking around dehydrated. Typical American, always dehydrated. Really? Really? This is the fucking land of milk and honey. Like, it, we are so well fed, apparently, but we can't find any water. And we're just in a constant state of dehydration all the time. I don't buy it. But I feel like it, it's so long as it's negative and it's about America... You're good to go. People will believe it and latch on to it and run with it. I'm, I, I, and I don't know why that is. But I, it, but it you is see a it, right? noticeable trend that it's just a very safe thing to make fun of America. Even Americans. Just like, it, it's because it's become so popular, I think, that 
if other Americans get in on it, like, oh, these fucking ridiculous Americans, then all the other foreigners will be like, oh, well, you know, this this is a cool one. We found the one, guys. You know, this guy's cool in our books because he sold everybody else down the river. You know, all those other fat fucks, not me. Like, <laughs> it's just... I was teasing. You, you have to notice that as well, Kyle. Right? Just it's easy to make fun of America. It's it's uh, we're a big target, and and there's so many Americans. So there's 330 million of us spread out over this whole gigantic land here. So there's all shapes and sizes and different times kinds of assholes in America. So you could say something negative about America, and there's some probably some Americans who will exemplify that if you look hard enough. I was talking to but, Chiz. We were doing the stable stuff, right? And the stable involves lots of like climbing on. We're working on a roof, so there's lots of climbing ladders and pulling yourself up and whatnot. And he doesn't like being on the roof or a ladder at all. He is a ground fellow. That's his preference. And um, I was like, you know, why don't you come up? It's okay, you know. This is the emergence of sexy Chiz. Like, do some climbing. And um, uh, he's like, Woody, when I fall, I fall a lot faster and a lot harder than you do. And I'm like, Chiz, you fall like American. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> not even you're doing though. it. Is yeah. it true? I, I don't know. I'm so mi- so. Uh, look, intellectually, I understand that, like, regardless of mass, things fall at the same rate or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in practice, they kind of seem to don't. Like, if I drop, um, I don't know. I don't know what it'll. Well, be. that's only in a vacuum, and it's if. Yeah, thank you. Maybe you can fill the rest of this out. It, no, I, I was saying like okay. he he seems to fall harder because there's a lot more mass at He'll the point of impact. So like it's more like faster? no 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 accelerate at the same rate. Uh, there's yep. a, there's a gap in my physics here. Like ten I, meters per second squared. Right? It, it, that yes, right? that's the formula. Yep. It, yeah. It's not that I don't know the physics. It's that it doesn't match up with my experience oftentimes. Or is it right? cubed? It, it, <laughs> if I, I drop something light and I drop something heavy, that heavy thing seems to make a beeline for the ground. And that apparently is well, not the I physics. I think that's Dro- psychology. How about this? You drop an empty, if you drop an empty soda can and a full soda can, they'll hit the ground at the same time. Will there be. you go. Absolutely. In a vacuum. If you're dropping it from like 30 feet and it's a little windy, that full one is going to hit the ground faster because the wind <sighs> resistance applies more to the... God, we sound like assholes to, to anyone sitting here. here. I'm going to drop a knife. It's kind of heavy. And a Sharpie. And I'm going to see if one hits the ground more quickly than the other. They're going to hit the ground at the same time. Yes, they do. The, the, the Sharpie literally hit first. I attribute it to an error in my dropping. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. No. What did you expect? Like, the knife hits and you're like, see? Even as I speak, the pen <laughs> continues Take that, to Isaac quote. Newton! <laughs> Take that, Isaac Newton! <laughs> I, I, no. I don't know. I just, you can't rewrite calculus. This is how it works. What I, just... I thought that... But, oh, okay. If it was paper, obviously, it would do the same thing, right? There'd be a little of that action going on. Um, in a vacuum, the, the, the paper and uh, a lead ball would hit the ground at the same time. It's, it's just the air slowing the thing down. However, an empty can of soda and a full can of soda are dealing with the same amount of wind resistance. And, and, yeah. and like, to those of you watching the show... As long as it's not like blowing straight up, like blowing the can away or anything. To those of you well, watching the show about. marveling at my stupidity, please cut me a little slack. You've probably had a moment like this too. Yeah. He is an American, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's a clip on that online. It's either on the moon or in some yeah. science, you know, factory where they dropped 
like where a feather and a bowling ball, where they create uh, science from scratch. Uh, <laughs> they drop a feather and a bowling ball at the same time, and they both fall exactly the same speed in the I, vacuum. I've often Weird. seen it done with like uh, different size and weight spheres on a ramp, but somehow I just didn't think it would work with a Sharpie and a knife, but it did. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Same trick physics. So, so, like, people will say, "Oh, well, does this bullet drop faster or not as fast?" All the bullets drop at the same speed. The the thing that you got to aim higher because when it's a slower bullet, if your bullet, the faster your bullet gets from your gun to the target, the the less you have to, uh, you know, uh, elevate because all the, everything drops at the same rate. I hadn't attributed that to ballistics, but that makes sense. Yeah, they, they all drop so at the same shoot. rate, but they get there at different rates. So you could shoot your gun and at the same time drop a bullet, and uh, both of them are going to fall at the same rate. And so you can do the math and figure out how high to aim above something at a certain range based on the velocity of the bullet. They need and to shoot a bullet that looks like a little wing and do a thing. How would you do that? Uh, you'd have to have a tail rudder, too, <laughs> to look like a little airplane. <laughs> That's called a missile. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Those yeah, work, too. No, I don't know. Let's not get any deeper into physics. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> apparently I've exceeded my depth early Physics on. is our strong suit. Can't you guys <laughs> tell? Yeah. Hey, you want to do Kyle's topic here? I have a topic. Uh, you linked it. Oh, I just thought it was funny for a, for a, for a, a laugh there. That, that interlink? Yeah. With Brock Lesnar? Well, yeah, so there's the old thing. It says, you know... Would you do it's, it's sort of a would you question? It, 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 here's the kicker uh, one five minute round and no ref uh, against, um, excuse me. You're, so you're fighting um, Brock Lesnar, and it says, Would you go on, uh, would you go one on one with Brock Lesnar in an MMA fight for $1 million? Yes or no? Here's the kicker it's one five minute round, no ref. He doesn't stop pounding you until five minutes is up. He, uh, until five minutes is up if he doesn't want to. So, would you? And Alistair Overeem just just writes yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just for reference, this is what if you, if you click if you look in the comments down there, the first comment is uh, a GIF of Overeem destroying Lesnar. Yeah, I anyone who's not another professional fighter though, like you, you if he has like a contract where it's like you cannot stop beating this person for the full five minutes, it's like. <laughs> You won't make it three minutes before you're dead. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, you're going to be dead, dead, dead. I, I feel like you need to master some sort of, like, running martial art. I think the running martial art, some sort of... Ah, the French with... practice. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> For, I, I just want to say something. Overeem was on a lot of steroids at the time he did that to Lesnar. Now, really, not no as many as Lesnar. Like, look at Lesnar. Like, come on. I, I was about to head there, too. Yeah, I... I now Lesnar's been a beast since his college days, and usually that's that's one of the things people do. They look at the Overeem fought like a, a weight class or two below uh, six now eight years ago or something like that. Uh, Lesnar, on the other hand, has been like that since puberty. So I don't know. I mean, look at that. It doesn't seem like a natural physique to me, and and all his time in the WWE imply steroids to me. You know, an environment where that's sort of encouraged and whatever. But uh, Overeem's been busted. Yeah, Lesnar is just such a scary individual. Oh God! Yeah. Taylor, would you do steroids? Under uh, for for what? There has to be like an end game. I cosmetic purposes. Oh no, no way! That's too like that's awful for your heart. And I'm talking out of my ass. I'm not 100 percent sure. What if you had a doctor administering sure. them? 
oh, if like a doctor said it was okay and that it wouldn't give me bad side effects, then yeah, I'd try it. But that's like really, really bad for you, isn't it? Like you're going to die 20 years I, earlier because your heart's just going to explode. Mixed. I mean, it, you're you're right. It's really, really bad for you if you're taking the kind of doses that a professional bodybuilder might take. But there seem to be a lot of people who say, you know what, the steroid boogeyman, when taken in lower doses and in moderation, is not as bad as, as people say. Now, I don't know, right? And it's outside my area of expertise. But um, the other thing is the psychological part of it. Like, I've had friends who did steroids, and um, I'm exaggerating. I had a friend who did steroids, <laughs> and uh, um, he was a, a swimmer <clears throat> slash water polo player. And he got so into it. And it's like a really common story. Like, you know, he started weightlifting and he had these improvements in his body. And it was all done in an effort to be a better swimmer slash water polo player. He like was on a college scholarship and shit. But um, after a while, that became secondary. It was really about like what it was doing for his body and then the, the impact that that would have on his ego and self-esteem. And and he was all wrapped up into his gains and stuff. And I've seen so many people come off of steroids because I'm such an MMA fan. And they start posting like inspirational shit on their Instagram, like, still me. And he looked, he's like the dad bods creeping in, <laughs> and, you know. And, and you're like, dude, not still you. No, you're looking flabby compared to steroid you. I think we need to do some practical research here. I'm going to talk to my doctor about this, see if we can get me on a low dosage <laughs> of steroids. Talk to I your doctor like, and see if steroids are yeah. right for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just have some big hulk of a, of a guy you should talk to your doctor see if steroids are right for you too and he just crushes an apple in one hand and it explodes and then he goes into a roid rage and starts crying hysterically and punches a wall you, are you familiar with HGH gut? Uh, or, yeah and there's yeah. another term for it too it starts with a P like Palombano gut or something like that uh, but your organs keep growing with human growth hormone I think. I mean, I've heard that. That's the, not true, is it? The things do keep growing. Your head does, um, and, oh, and you, it looks kind of weird. You've mentioned Joe Rogan uh, with that. I didn't notice that ever until you pointed it out, and I went and looked at a couple pictures, and he's got a hell of a coconut up there. Like it's a bit. And I, I couldn't it? afford to do steroids. My head it, <laughs> <laughs> it's already gigantic. I couldn't afford to. <laughs> He'd be a bottle Yeah, but I look character. pretty great, right? I have like, a, like a, a handler holding my head up like a newborn. <laughs> I'm I'm seriously like, like I think I'm gonna make a doctor's appointment uh, probably next week, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, here's what I'm gonna gonna do. I'm gonna say hey, and, and this is where I'm legitimately coming from. I'm gonna say hey, I've heard that sometimes guys have low testosterone and they treat that. I want to take a testosterone test. Let's figure out what what my testosterone levels are and if they're healthy. And if they're not, let's do something about it, because I think that would be great. There, and I want to so see what my doctor says about all this. My prediction is that they are healthy. That You have to say, I want to know if they've declined since I was 18. And if they have, let's go back. Yeah. Because that's a guarantee yeah. that they have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh... I think that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to talk to him about it. And I'm, I'm from, I've done a lot of research in the past about this, so I'm familiar with the, the gynoplasty, you know, the bitch tits and the, the back knee and um, um, the, uh, the, the, the hair loss, which is the biggest one that would concern me. But I believe that as long as you're not doing a, a massive dose and as long as you, uh, after your stack or your cycle or whatever you call it, you, you, go, on to some st you go on to some other drugs to, to balance your estrogen testosterone levels and make sure that they don't get way out of whack, 
because you know your body stops producing testosterone when you're on it yourself. That's why your testicles shrink temporarily. And I think there's a lot to. I think there could be some gains there. I think that would be fun. To, to, I'm sorry. I, I thought there was a gap. Please carry on. No, I, I think that would be cool. I, I would like to try that under the, under the supervision of a doctor and, oh. and see just how much. Sure, you need too to, risky, dude. Woody and I watched this video. Oh, my God. It was on PKN. I don't know if we want to rewatch it. But I, I... the before and after, he went from a guy who works out a few days a week and, and like has big, strong but flabby wide, sho wide shoulders, not a lot of definition, but a lot of bulk. He went from that and kind of baby face. There was so, there was enough fat on him that he kind of had a, a poofy face. In one year, <laughs> like the guy with the cam the guy with the camera goes, God damn! <laughs> like he came out the same machine as Captain America. <laughs> he just did ten years of gains in one year. Legitimately, he comes out looking better than Captain America. Mm -hmm. Like like Chris Evans wishes he looked like this dude. This dude is ripped, uh, like like super low fat content incredible definition and and his physique is just he's a bodybuilder and he looks like a, a good one at that like like he's not like just a real ripped guy he's like oh yeah that guy could probably win some sort of bodybuilding competition like each muscle group is just perfect oh. his back looked freakish the, he's too big much bigger than i'd want to get bigger than i want to get to the aspect of steroids that scares me the most there's two of them one is the coming off of it right like your body starts producing its own tea and you you know, like all of a sudden you're, you're less than you were before. Like it, if it was do steroids and then phase off them and kind of try to keep where you were naturally, that'd be one thing. But no, you do steroids, you come off them and you turn into the prepubescent old version of you. I don't want that. That sounds terrible. The other that's aspect. Why, that's why you need a doctor there to be, to be giving yeah. you drugs to counteract that. The other aspect of it is. I worry that I'll have like mood swings or aggression. Like it, when I was, um, I was a college swimmer and, um, no, I don't think anyone on the swim team did steroids, but just hanging out in like the athlete circles, the football players did do steroids and those guys would like lock in a room and roid rage and it'd be all trash, like a rock stars hotel room and shit afterwards. They get into like fights with each other and it was a roid thing. Everyone knew it was a roid thing. That guy does roids and he can't control his temper. I don't want like I'm a dad, right? You know, like I, I don't want like a like if hope gets moody or something for me to respond inappropriately. You know? I, yeah, th I think the time is like the time is past. Like, your steroid <laughs> window has closed. No, like, this is when it opens, man. Like it, <laughs> this is this oh, is when what do you hook you up with a stack. You're gonna be you're gonna be ridiculous. Yeah. If I had a if I had a doctor say that it was okay and he would like a really low dose and it's like you just keep working out like normal and in like eight months you're gonna be like thirty pounds pounds better and I can guarantee you won't have really bad awful side effects but other than that like if there's even a risk at all like well yeah maybe you you're they could permanently make your hormones out of whack you might have really high est estrogen afterward and be weeping like a meat loaf and fucking Fight Club. <laughs> um, at the very end of this so then if that's the case just get some whey powder and creatine and go to the gym like it's not worth mm. the payoff I, is not worth the risk but the, so <laughs> as a as an mma fan um trt testosterone replacement therapy was legal up until like i want to say a year and a half two years ago so you were seeing all these fighters in their late 30s 
at like the top of their game. Career resurgence. Dan Henderson, Chael Sonnen, Vitor Belfort. These guys were the best in the world at like 35, 38. That you take all the experience and wisdom and expertise and like ring craft that someone gathers over a lifetime of fighting added with the testosterone and athleticism of an 18 year old and you have these like superhuman fighters and like you're like woody the steroid window's kind of closed on you no man this is when you want it like you know how old are you 24 ish Mm -hmm. you don't need steroids that's ridiculous the the steroid window has not yet opened for you (laughs) I, I, i have so testosterone levels generally peak uh during adolescence and early adulthood as you get older your testosterone levels gradually decline Typically about one percent a year after the age third after age thirty or forty. Woody could be down ten percent right now. They'll hook you up, Woody. Yeah, yeah. And, and and sometimes I look at the changes in my body, right? Like now I'm I'm headed in the right direction now, naturally, obviously. But um like you know, if I have a shirt that's too tight, especially like a month and a half ago, I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of a bitch tits thing going on there. Bitch tits is also a low T side effect. And um you know, like I like, fuck, maybe the you know, maybe maybe get some high tea. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I, yeah, we're going we're going to talk to Doctor White about this. Get this all sorted out. I need pumping Dr. iron. Wait, I, wait, you you haven't entered the. What he says, I'm too young for this. I think you are too, Kyle. You're still in your twenties. No, 20s. fuck all that. No, I'm gonna go talk to this guy. I'm gonna go see what I can do. I I, I want to do it legally under the uh, the trained eye of a physician. But I think it like I think it's a good idea, and I don't want to go like crazy with it. But I think a little bit, you know, give me a little bit. It'll motivate me to work out if nothing else. And it seems like, I mean, that guy who was pr- probably on a huge dose, his gains in a year were like a lifetime's worth of working out. It was extraordinary. Like I, I can, I would like to see like what's, what would it be like if you if you were on these steroids for for six weeks or or, or, or two months or something like that, working out five days a week. It seems like it would be a life-changing amount of mass and muscle you're throwing on. Looks like a good idea to me. I'm going to see what the doctor says, though. If you come off it, though, you get that, like, weird, like, someone who lost a ton of weight look, you know, where, like, some of the muscle doesn't stick around, it leaves, and then you get, like, that saggy arm flesh. Like, that's a thing. I I, I don't know about all that, but um, I'm going to move forward with this. Yeah, you, to, you definitely can't do it at the extreme levels. And then, like, I, I don't know if you guys know who Don Fry is. Uh, I wonder if yeah. I Google. Yeah, I got the mustache, right? Yeah, that's the guy. Bad. Well, I'm that's not going to be the only one on the show who's not on roids. So. <laughs> uh, this, is gonna, this show is going to get so much more contentious. Like, new topic. <laughs> no, I wasn't done fucking talking, Woody. <laughs> he's just crying. Just, like, like, uncontrollably. Like, like he's all my fear. Like, uncontrollably crying is, is not the direction I worry it'll go. It, it, mine is, like, that I would be, like, like, like you guys say, I am That's with waiters, but for real. Physical altercations and. <laughs> yeah, right. Choke a waiter out. Um, I can't find ice, like, ice in my lemonade. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> oh, no, well, if you're gonna get on steroids, I'm. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I remember we used to take this testosterone booster when we work out. That was like over the counter from GNC called T Bomb Two, 
And uh, and I have no idea if that if that works or not. It's uh, you know maybe it's just like snake oil or whatever. But we always thought it did. And uh, and and w- maybe it was a placebo effect. But I I always felt like I was a little bit of a jerk when we were taking that stuff. I, I know it definitely made made you sweat. Like taking what for, it was. It was an it, it was a supplement. Um. It was a. It was pills. It was supposed to be a testosterone booster. It was called T Bomb Two, uh, the letter T, the word bomb, and then you know the numeral two. Um, but but it was like eighty dollars a bottle, and uh, I would double the dosage until I pissed green. And, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They wanted to. Didn't take the bottles word for it. You know. <laughs> no, no. I figured they're full of shit. They were like three pills twice a day and i was like fuck that four pills three times a day like let's see i would literally take them until my piss turned green and that's how i knew i was getting all i could handle because you know it's just passing through at that point i figured so i'd back Kyle, it up <laughs> the bathroom's starting to look like a toilet bowl's looking like a shamrock shake in there are you feeling yeah, okay yeah. shut up <laughs> I, shit and uh but but we were I don't know. I, I went to GNC and bought a bunch of uh, stuff, but but that was one of the things that we always felt that and creatine and protein powder. We always, I, I think those are the only supplements that I ever felt like I was getting any benefit from. And I bought creatine a bunch of safe. stuff. Yeah, creatine's definitely safe. I feel it, you can run into dehydration issues um, when you got like team sports and they're not letting the kids drink enough water because you got to hydrate a lot more with creatine. But other than that, I don't think there's any so drawback. Advice: PKA medical advice is not to be followed. I, Unless you want to get huge and. <laughs> I feel like we're like Mac from It's Always Sunny giving this yeah. advice. I'm cultivating mass. That's what you're going to be eating four of those five guys' meals a day. <laughs> they're, they're like trying to cut me off. I'm going to Roy Bridge. Another! Another! <laughs> These free peanuts aren't going to fucking cut it. <laughs> so, um, I'm Uh-oh. looking at this. This is Don Fry after. Okay. And this is Don Fry before. Uh, it, it, his arms have shrunk. His body's gotten bigger. I don't know. It, it, it was actually not as extreme as it was in my memory. But coming off the steroids, it changed him a lot. Like, look at um his traps. That's the muscle up here. It's uh, ah. That's a telltale sign of it, I think. He's been retired, you know, for a while. And... No. Dude, the difference in these pictures is less than you might guess. Like, oh, really? Four years or something. Hmm. Well, that's shit. That's that's actually plenty of time to lose. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to maintain muscle mass like that. And it and in this first picture, he's got some. There's a lot of Don Fry to go around. <laughs> <laughs> Such a I, I, there's that iconic fight where he's fighting that giant Japanese blonde guy. Yeah. And they just say fuck it, and they just start hitting each other in the face, and and it's like this. It's like they're they're it's like a hockey fight, you know, when they grab the jersey and they <laughs> they do that in the ring, and it's just they're just trading haymakers back and forth, and you see Don Fry's face just going, ur, 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 and he's just taking them. He doesn't care. Just and the Japanese guy's face just turn into mush. It's like he's sw- so swollen. Uh, that he doesn't look like a human being anymore. He looks like some kind of, kind of a fucking alien. That was a great I fight. know exactly the giant blonde Japanese guy you're talking about because every time I look up an MMA montage of like so-and-so highlights or like ownage or whatever, it's always them getting in the ring with this, this big blonde-haired Japanese guy who just relentlessly gets his ass rammed for like 10 <laughs> minutes it's just he is in every highlight reel like that crow cop highlight reel yeah, yeah, like yeah. four 
it, there's like four <laughs> clips of him just getting kicked in the teeth. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> in seeing that gif, I wasn't sure who won. Although afterwards, uh, the, the, the before and after is pretty dramatic. Don Fry wins. And even that exchange where they just punch yeah. until one guy doesn't. Do you have that gif? Yeah, I've been showing it to everybody. Um, I'll get you one. Yeah, well, I guess the Japanese guy was not on roids. I heart. It was pride. They were pretty much all on roids. <laughs> oh, um, great son of <laughs> the. What was that? Is like a hockey fight. <laughs> what is that Japanese guy's flabby belly? I don't know. He's not on roids. Uh, Could be. Just has a little too much. It was sashimi written into their contracts. The like the contracts had guarantees of no roid testing. Interesting. This just seems dangerous. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if you notice the Japanese guy, I feel like about halfway through this, he's he looks like he's hitting him with the back of his hand, like he's he's uncoordinatedly knocked out, uh, like he's he's still moving. But I don't feel like there's a lot of thought behind it. One of my favorite things in fighting is when one guy tries to alpha the other, and the other doesn't allow it. Like it happened in that Robbie Lawler fight. Remember, like uh, Robbie Lawler was uh it was i think it was between rounds three and four but it could have been four and five i think it was three and four and um robbie lawler just sort of like stands there and he starts alpha and um i'm telling it back well, it was no, between was, rounds and they were Roy both McDonald. exhausted yeah they're both exhausted robbie lawler starts trying to alpha Rory mcdonald just like well, he doesn't go to his like, corner up. and Rory mcdonald was like what no you're not the alpha and they both start like staring down and pushing off like it was a weigh-in and uh, um, they, I, I heard Rory Law, or, um, McDonald interviewed it afterwards, and he's just like, yeah, the guy tried to alpha me. I can't have that. You know? <laughs> no, no, not allowed. And it happens a lot. Like, Conor McGregor tries to alpha people constantly. And uh, um, sometimes he gets away with it, and sometimes the other guy just doesn't. You know, it's like, no, no, no. I'm the alpha around here. Is he undefeated, that Irish guy? Uh, in the UFC, he is. He had two losses coming into the UFC. Hmm. Is he as good as people seem to think? Uh, it's really I watched sketchy. This fight. Early on, people thought he was maybe mostly hype. And uh, then he just keeps winning and winning and winning. I personally joined the Conor McGregor train when he beat Dustin Poirier, who was very much a legit guy, and he's tearing up the weight class, a class above him now. Um, and then he beat Chad Mendes. So his big question was, could he beat a wrestler? This might be too... And this might not be interesting for non-UFC guys, but uh, Conor McGregor was a pro boxer before a UFC fighter. And when it comes to striking, he is as good as it gets. He, there is no question. He may have the best striking in the UFC. You know, he's, in, he's in that list. He's in the conversation. Is who is the best striker in all the UFC? Conor McGregor is, is part of the conversation. But his ground game is shit. And uh, he went up against a guy who was a takedown expert, Chad Mendez. And uh, he did take him down a bunch, but after he took him down, Connor just kept like elbowing him on the head, on the top of the head, like and then just the looks so painful for both, legal but barely legal. And um, and Chad Mendez like didn't do what he wanted to do because he kept getting hit in the head. Like you could tell, like what he wanted to do was be in his guard and like ground and pound and beat the hell out of him. But instead, he's like, fuck every time I do. <laughs> you know like he's taken his elbow and like with the hardest part sharpest part of his elbow like the guy's head's right here and he's just 
boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And the guy's looking up at the ref like, these aren't legal, are they? They hurt so goddamn much. And the ref's like, I'll bet. I'll bet they do. The ref, oh. And the ref and like, said they were legal. They were yeah. legal. Um, and, uh, and, you know, Mendez was still doing better, I think, from the top. But it certainly wasn't the like you know really dominant. So it's like Connor was crushing him on his feet and losing a bit on the bottom until Connor eventually knocked him out. And at this point, is he as good as people say he is? Well, shit. What what else does he have to do? He beat probably yeah. the best ground game in the in the game, and he's got the best striking in the game. Yeah, Connor McGregor is very very good. I can't wait for his next fight. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed that fight. That's the only fight uh, time I've seen him fight. But I like fighters who are entertainers uh, as their first career and fighters as their second career. And he's definitely one of them. He came out there and put on a show. Um, I liked. I, I, fe- I found his like silliness and antics in the ring were. I, I like them more out of him than I do. Uh, what's that clown from uh, Brazil that I that I hate so much? That so goes in there and taunts. Yeah, he he'll do. He, that, it's always taunting them and uh, and dancing around. Yeah, 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 he goes in there and, and and he's silly. And as a result, the fight is isn't as good as it should have been. But McGregor seemed like, in my opinion, for my dollar, uh, he increased the value of the fight with his silliness and his dancing and and all that stuff. I. I it, it make especially since I'm rooting for him. Um, I'm like, oh, be careful! Don't don't dance too much. He'll lay you the fuck out over there. Like that's not a kid you're fighting. Like that's the that's the guy they thought would be a good match against you. Your that dancing interesting with. stuff. So it's not. I, I don't. I suck at it. But um, they're counterpunchers, right? Anderson Silva in particular is probably the greatest counterpuncher the UFC's had. So what he does is he stands just right outside of range and taunts you. And what he wants you to do is overextend yourself and. Uh, then he can, you know, really get you. If I try to, if I try to throw a right cross from outside my range and start leaning over and all the stuff to, to, to try to make it hit, then um, you've got it easy, right? You, you've got a, a real easy, like you know, dodge encounter going on there. And that Anderson made a career out of it. And the cool thing about his dancing is that, from a judging perspective, when he was being passive, he looked like he was clowning you. Whereas other counterpunchers that don't do that shit. Um, they just look like they're dodging the fight. They're backwards the whole time, etc. He might be backwards. He might be out of range, but he's clowning you. So mm-hmm. he doesn't really look like the beta. Sometimes he'll just stand there with his left all the way out. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, it, and I feel like that's just him being like, well, I know how long my arm is, and I know how long he is. Now I can be extra silly. I don't even really have to look at him. I just wait till he's near my arm, and then I move back. Like I feel like he's just being as silly as he can out there. Before I struck at all, I had no idea how difficult it was to know your range. Right. If you've never if you've never struck, then you, you might not get it. But it's really hard to know, like where the end of your arm is, how when you can hit the guy it, that knowing your range that people will put their arm out as a measuring stick so they know where it is. They use their feet as a measuring stick like that lead leg is how far you can punch that. Like I thought before having tried it, like, well, I'm so successful at grabbing salt off the shelf that I know how long my <laughs> arms are. But, you know, like I, I, you name it, you can put salt, a book, anything. I can get it off a shelf. Honey, can you pass the salt? I know how long my arm is and I cannot reach it from where it is right now. <laughs> I don't need to hand that here. <laughs> yeah. But um, if you start boxing, then you'll find that, uh, like, it, fuck, even a heavy bag. Like, it took me a while to sort of sort out. Like, yeah, just, just where is my range and where should it be? Yep. So, mid roll. Yeah, let me pull that right up. 
I'm happy about this one. <clears throat> you wear underwear every day. That's 365 days a year, rain or shine. You need it to be extraordinary without any insane price tag. Uh, Me Undies understands this, and that's why they've created the world's most comfortable underwear. Luxury at half the retail price you'd find anywhere else. Me Undies is made from Modal, a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. Um, they wrote twice as soft as cotton twice. Because uh, it's because it's twice as soft as cotton. That's funny. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and that means it's twice as soft as whatever you're wearing right now. Most of us wear underwear every day. So why settle for low-quality, multi-pack underwear that's scratchy and lame? MeUndies has tons of colors and styles for both men and women, which means you and your lady can finally have matching underwear. They release a new design every month. And on top of that, they even have free shipping to the United States and Canada. MeUndies has a money-back guarantee. If you don't love your first pair, you get to keep it for free. That's right. You don't, they don't want your used underwear back, so <laughs> you have nothing to lose. The best part about all of this is that they're offering 20% off of your first order when you use uh, our URL, which is MeUndies.com forward slash PKA. So click the link in the description or go to MeUndies.com slash PKA to get your 20% uh, off on your first order. And I got to say... I really do stand behind these underwear or inside of them, however you want to look at it, 100%. Um, I, I, I like underwear. It's very important to me when I'm picking out my outfit in the morning. If I got a lot to do that day, if I'm filming that day or if I'm you know, going on a date or whatever, my underwear selection is, is, is very important to me. I want my, my, my best pair, the best feeling pair. And nowadays, it's the me undies pair of underwear that I've got. I got two pair, and uh, if I've got one of those on, I feel like everything's going to be all right. Yeah, no joke. Like, what are they made of that's softer from cotton? Um, I pronounced it. Uh, it's mo. It's Modal. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's it's I've so never nice. Heard of that shit? But like, it, it. So before we knew that that was a big part of the thing, everyone is like, "It is so soft. It is so soft." Mine was in the package for a while, and um, uh, you know, like Kyle was raving about it, and he's like, "You got to check it out." So I opened the package. And it's like, holy shit, the hype is real. Um, it, is, it is not your everyday underwear. It is, well, you can wear it every day, but I mean, it's not the underwear you've seen before. It's fucking... Does it give you I that good underwear silhouette? Like, oh. not like those baggy, shitty boxers that you wear too much where it kind of makes everything like shapeless and baggy down there. It gives that sleek, aerodynamic look. If you're proud of what you're packing down there, you're going to be very proud in this underwear because it, it, it really lifts you up and just shows you off to the world. You've got a nice package there. It's clear what's what and that you're in charge. It's, it's, I, I would show you, but it literally is a bit pornographic. You can really see what I got going on down here. Like, I mean, it's just clear which direction things are pointing and, and where everything's at. And, Me but, undies, if you're watching this, you should consider the male underwear equivalent of the Wonder Bra, right? Just a oh. little, little, Give me a little lift. A little lift, a little package enhancement. Oh, I'd love some inserts. <laughs> some inserts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want, I, I, not my cock. I just want two enormous Wings Redemption style balls. <laughs> Like if I could just get two like little little silicone implants and and maybe a little pouch to tuck them up into. Yeah, you're gonna need that after the steroid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was t I was telling my girlfriend about this. I was like I was like we were talking about the the side effects and she's she's like doesn't it make your dick shrink? And I was like no, no. that's not true. It makes your ball shrink. Which Can't wouldn't rarely... make your dick bigger by comparison. That's what I said. I was like and I don't I, I'd be happy if my ball shrank. Like like what's I'd be happy if I didn't have any. You know if I still had the medical functionality of 
you know, if they were internal. Like, I'd be fine with that. Like, I don't know what the big deal is about, is, is about having the balls. I feel like aesthetically, they suck, right? I don't no, want to... think of how weird it would look without them. Oh, I think it would look much better. And also, I feel like, like, like just get rid of the whole scrotum. Just, it's just like your, your butthole and then like gooch and then like a, and then like a cock. So and, you and effectively that's it. double the taint area. You double the taint. You do double the taint. But I figure like maybe add a muscle group down there or something. Something to like work on and like pump up and, and show off. Maybe you got like two little little biceps down there or something where your balls used to be and you use those to like flex your cock or something. Uh, I, that's what I would add to human anatomy. And they're a huge weakness anyway. Like what chick doesn't know to kick you right in the balls if uh, you know when you're trying to grab her in a dark alley or something or whatever. Oh, you, the worst. What have you? <laughs> um, you know, the, the people are always kicking me in the balls. Always. Uh, oh, so. <laughs> they can't, can't walk down the street. Take when's it from the last me. Even kids know that. Yeah, when's the last time you got hit in the balls? Uh, oh, oh. It, it's been happening too much. I have, um, <laughs> I have a puppy Great Dane that wags his tail furiously, and he's just at the right height. Uh, I bet it happens twice a week. Huh. Uh, I, I used to play this game. It was real bad. I can I used to play this game, um, and we, we stole the game from some other friends of, of Kitty and mine. Uh, it's great, terrible grammar. But what these guys do, these brothers, they, the, the rule is this. You can hit the other guy in the dick as long as it's recorded. Because at the end of all this, you make a montage of a year's worth of cock slaps. And, and so they, they would find interesting and creative ways to do it, of course, but it has to be recorded. So you got to get a buddy to film it, a hidden camera, whatever, and that's the game. And what they a terrible, this game. fearful life to lead. You it's don't want to go out. These, it's these two brothers. They, they, you know, they're grown ass men with like successful uh, careers and pretty wealthy guys. But like, they still play this cock slapping game to this day, and and that's the rule. If it's on, if it's recorded, you get to do it. So. Um, you know, I, me and my friends took up that game for a short period of time at one point, and God damn, like you, you learned to just not enjoy that quickly. It doesn't take the first time someone blindsides you by like hitting you in the dick with a broomstick. You're like, well, fuck this game. Like, yeah, I don't want who to wins that game? <laughs> no who wins. The viewers, I guess, of the of the like the montage, because like, they show us the montage of them getting hit like literally eighty times in the dick over the course of a year. And like every, and it's real, you know, it's not like a movie, like nut shot. It's like, it's, you know, grown men falling in public places and lobbies and hotels and restaurants. They don't care where it is. So it was pretty, it was pretty hilarious. That's so stupid. But yeah, that was the last time I hit in the dick uh, or in the balls, like, like really good, like actually struck on purpose rather than, I don't know, dropping something on my lap, like about, a, about two years ago, I guess. Uh, that's the worst. It is. It's very upsetting. <laughs> Have you ever been... Dude, I, I had a guy... Uh, he didn't kick me in the balls. He kneed me in the balls in eighth grade. And I'm still mad at him about it. Like, <laughs> we were friends. And um, uh, basically, he, he came up to me. He put his hands on both of my shoulders, like on the top. And was like, hey, Woody. And then he kneed me in the balls. How effectively and like I was just like I dropped to my knees it was awful it took a few minutes to recover like like you see in the UFC fights mm. and um, so you're in luck I have his Facebook page right here <laughs> <laughs> we'll share that with everybody oh my god <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> 
This Wait, is... did you just show this to everyone watching? Yes. Yeah, oh, th my God. This is Sean Bernardini <laughs> from Ocean City High School. This is what he looks like now. And, um, and fuck him. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, look at He's what a cocksucker so this is. That was like 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not completely over it really. Um he did right. age pretty well if I'm honest. He's the vice president of the Willis Group, an insurance broker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck him. I probably still got more money than he does. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, he's flying a helicopter in this picture. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> he's like touching a rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a cool! Let's let's hook up with this guy, Taylor. He yeah. seems fun. Cool. You know what, Kyle? Let's start a podcast. That looks like Woody at a distance as well. Like I think we. Can You're gonna it. upgrade. Um, uh, oh my God, that's this guy. I, I'm looking through his photos. He seems like he's got de Woody. Definitely. Can well, let's not. I, 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 I'm gonna stop now. I, I don't know why we're tearing this guy apart. That need um, Woody in the grade. Looks like he's a. Kind of so he's having a great time. Kind of a douche, <laughs> this guy. So, uh, uh, playing in this one picture, Woody. Who is this guy? He's <laughs> in a fighter plane. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what the hell is that? Oh, like, is that like the one I thought he was in a, a helicopter. He's in a helicopter in a plane too. <laughs> oh, the other one. Well, he looks young in that shot. Oh, that's a plane. No, no, he's definitely a pilot. He's he's in the pilot seat too. Yeah, but I, like like he did some time in the military or something. Like like. And he's a veteran. Why yeah. are you making oh us go after this guy? Oh god! You should have done a little hey. more research before this. Why don't you make fun of his he chubby wife? the balls for nothing. Why don't you make fun of his chubby wife while you're at it? You cruel son of a bitch. Does he have a chubby wife? Me who said that? I. Well, I'm not even looking at his page. I feel guilty transitively <laughs> being a party <laughs> to this. Yeah, he's got a chubby wife, but what of it? You know, I mean. I bet he loves all of her. <laughs> uh, is she bipolar and you can't bring it up? Um, but yeah, that was Sean Bernardini and he need me in the nuts in seventh grade for <laughs> absolutely no reason whatsoever. And the only reason he was able to pull it off, like I was so defenseless, is that I legitimately considered us friends. I wonder if did he remembers Did it end that. right after that or did you like put together a long con that I guess came to fruition three no. decades later <laughs> it didn't it didn't end end like i remember i went snow skiing with him uh, in high school but i did never trust him again never mm. so uh never well. forget yeah. never forgive it, it, let's uh, hope that i hope that no one tries to mete out any retribution upon this man <laughs> anything <laughs> like that uh, oh new topic sure all right yeah, all right uh, over 700 killed in crush of Hajj pilgrims in Saudi Arabia. I don't Hajj. know exactly how to pronounce H-A-J-J. -J. Hajj! That works, I guess. Is so, that, that can't be right. <laughs> H Hajj? Hajj! I don't know. It seems, seems close. Um, two giant waves of Muslim pilgrims collided at an intersection on Thursday near a holy site in Saudi Arabia. More than 700 people were crushed and trampled to death in the worst disaster at the Hajj in a quarter century. So I think this is like an annual thing. It drew 2 million people from 180 countries this year. The huge logistical challenge from Saudi Arabia. I'll say 2 million people is a ton. Like, that is a lot. And um, they go to these holy cities, and 
like there, there's some pictures here. I'll, I'll show you the link and then share it with the, uh, the people. But um, if you look at th this picture in particular, oh, view gallery. Let's see what else they got. Oh, God, I didn't mean to see dead people on stretchers. But um, uh, you can see in the first picture anyway, this road that like goes as far as the eye can see and turns left so you can see more. And it's just filled shoulder to shoulder with people. Um, millions of pilgrims, I guess they call them, checking out these holy cities. And two of these, like they came together in an intersection and 700 people died. <laughs> so Jesus. And they said this is the worst in 25 years. So uh, 25 years ago, something worse than this happened. <laughs> they need to make some new locations for this. Because that's think out of control. sprout up new holy cities. But if you could, I bet there are like a bunch of tourist destinations that would like happily do that. Like, I don't like crowds. Come to Mount Rushmore, the new holy location for pilgrims. Well, not you there. Would, you would have a hard time getting me in a crowd of that many people to begin with. So... Uh, that just seems, that just seems way. Uh, eh, it, just, it doesn't seem like a good idea. I would not be there. So, I think I'm having a hard time. This problem by designating more holy locations. Like maybe that should be the PKA exercise. Yeah. Can they just Skype it in? You know, like God will understand. <laughs> like if hundreds, almost thousands of people are dying every, you know, quarter century, you gotta. That, that's unacceptable. You gotta. <laughs> Any other activity, they'd be like, "Oh, too dangerous." No, 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 no. Like, we what gotta a put terrible a way to die. Disney World yeah, should be trample. a holy location, right? Because Disney World can handle a lot of population. If you drop a hundred thousand, two million, not two million, of course, but you know, we need to do a couple of these, right? We could say like Disney World, Disneyland, um, Paris, right? Trump That's Tower, it. Trump Tower, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, just New York in general. Like, I, I feel like if this was New York. Yeah, we wouldn't have this same issue. They, they, they'd be on like taxis and Ubers and stuff like that. Um, New York can handle two million. If two million people came to New York, I'm not sure they'd notice the population change. Oh my God, they would. Two, Am I like wrong? there's eight million people in that metro area, right? Between seven and eight million or so. Mm -hmm. If that grew by twenty percent over, or I guess like almost twenty five percent overnight. You're right. There's, that I would was be actually a shit wrong. show. There's 8.4 million, so you're, you're pretty much on target. And uh, 2 million would be a huge addition. Yeah. But, um, but I do feel like we could slip in like 500,000, and it would be crowded. But they Have it in the it. middle of Wyoming, and it wouldn't even make the news. Like, they, hmm. it's just a huge crowd in the middle of Wyoming. Nothing else there. There's field. nothing. Less than a million people live in that whole state, and it's gigantic. Like, they could keep them there. They could just <laughs> live there, be really close every year, you know? Hmm. Set up shop right next to the, the new holy place. But You know, if it wasn't for internet access, locations like that would be really appealing to me. To live in, like, a big, vast area like that, like out in the frontier? I, I don't, that would maybe be cool. I'd start missing stuff, right? Like, I ran to Home Depot today. <laughs> if I lived in Wyoming, would that be 30 miles away? Because that's an issue. That's hard for me to... I'm just not that good at planning. <laughs> you know, that'd be, a, that'd be a problem. And being that far away from any, like, sports or things to go to, that would really suck. It, except for the movie theater. I don't go to many public entertainment things. Like, we used to do musicals a lot. We kind of got away from that. Yeah, you don't really go to sports games ever. No, not really. I mean, I used to go to Hurricanes games, but somehow I haven't gone for a couple of years. 
Um, what about the Panthers? Or where are they even based uh, out of? They're actually pretty far away in Charlotte. Oh. Yeah, so it's just the Hurricanes. But they're in Raleigh. I'm even closer to them now. So maybe I'll catch a game or two. But I do. Oh, so Google sent me this shirt. It, uh, it says, hashtag fiber is coming. And oh, cool. It's North Carolina, and that's where I live. And <laughs> it's, it's like the Google colors. And, oh, and that's cool. Hashtag fiber is coming. I had no idea what the hell was on your shirt this whole time. Just, <laughs> we can only see half of it and it's a bunch of dots. Uh, well, that's cool. Yeah. So it, I, I don't know when. Like, I, I think they literally don't have their first customer yet. But um, it's slow. It's slower than you think. Like, last year, and last year's a while ago because it's late September now. But last year, you know, they announced that they were going to Raleigh. And there's... I think they said they finished planning and now they're in construction. They're like, have you seen the trucks out there digging up and laying fiber? No, no, not even one. I have no idea. Like it, it doesn't No, I haven't seen that. Um, but I, I guess they've started and it's yep. happening. But if Texas is any model, like it, it could be five years before I get it. Kansas city's got it like all over the place. They have, and they seem to be the exception. I have no idea why Kansas City's going comparatively so smoothly, uh, but um, and, and maybe Raleigh's going smoothly too. I know that we, the uh, what was it was cool because Google announced they were like looking at Raleigh, and the citizens told the local politicians in no uncertain terms, like you get your shit together. We want fiber here. It is tremendously important. I mean, we're at Research Triangle Park. Like, it, it, it's a it's a population that cares about the internet, and um, and the politicians felt a ton of heat. And neighboring cities that Google wasn't looking at started trying to get on Google's radar. Like, holy shit, you know, like it, we really need to figure out how to get fiber here. So, um, so yeah, and they did it. I guess they accomplished it because yeah. I don't understand their selection process. Like, it, why start out in Kansas City? Why? I don't know about Kansas City in particular, but the selection process has a lot to do with governments that are willing to work with them. They want access to right of ways. They want uh, access to like telephone poles. Like, you know, they're like, hey, you know, we'll pay for it, but we want to hang wires on existing telephone poles without you giving us a lot of shit about it. You know, like it, they're like, if you want fiber, grease the slides with regards to how hard it is to dig up the ground, hang wires on poles and et cetera. Yeah. And, that's uh, what's annoying though clearly missouri is willing to play ball why do those yes. fucks over in kansas city get it and not st louis it's not fair i want that that oh, fiber i didn't understand that so st louis missouri doesn't have it but kansas city does because mm -hmm. st well, louis missouri is like the bigger better part right uh so kansas city is the second biggest city in the state st louis is the biggest as far as oh. like crime and shit goes st louis is much more dangerous but that's like the actual downtown area I might be mixing up St. Louis with Kansas City. Kansas City is Missouri is the bigger part, right? Kansas City, Missouri is the bigger part. Yeah. yeah then yeah. Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. St. Louis, that's, Missouri that's it. it's not is intuitive. the bigger part. Kansas City and is then, really in Missouri. Yeah. Not Kansas. Pretty there's a little bit of Kansas City in Kansas and there's a little bit of St. Louis in Illinois, but that's like the East St. Louis. <clears throat> so I mix them up. But but yeah, I, I have I don't know. I think everyone in every area is like, Google, come to me. But uh, uh we'll see if you know how hard it is when google gets to my house but uh mm -hmm. i'm so I feel a little fortunate anyway and that they're just on their way yeah, you'd think did you think atlanta too 
That'd be nice. Did you see that Diana Rigg, the lady who plays Lady Olena uh, on Game of Thrones, died? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that no. sucks. I like her. Oh, she was really good at that, too. Yep. <laughs> they finished filming, right? So we get another season? Uh, that I don't know. I feel like they're well, probably how... done by now. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they're done by now. But yeah, that sucks. She was. This like is one the, of my favorite newly the, introduced characters. Queen of Thorns. Oh, yeah, that's definitely what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed her work. <laughs> she and Tyrion yeah. had really good banter. I liked I thought so too. And um, chat. Uh, who's the, the eunuch? I, I feel like she had a couple Varys. scenes with him. Yeah, Varys. It, I, I, I like the clever ones in Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, they're like Tyrion, etc. Like, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, who's the guy that probably died at the end of the last episode he, uh, he's he's oh john the snow redhead. no um <clears throat> the oh, other brother uh, stannis stannis baratheon is yeah. yeah stannis baratheon he seems to me like more of a brawn guy right like you don't see him doing clever banter and figuring out his next move as a chess master in the same way that you get from Tyrion or uh, what was her name the queen of thorns lady something Elena. lady elena um like that I like the the clever ones I think more than the strong ones. But there's a place yeah. for everyone in that universe. Yeah, well that sucks. I'm surprised you like Olena. She's clearly Irish, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> now she was a that's a shame. I wonder who they'll like I said, like Woody said, I wonder if she's already filmed for like this upcoming season and uh if she's done with done with the show. It seems kind of awful to say but like i want to know if the show is going to be ruined or not i i imagine she's not done their character's not finished and they'll need a replacement speaking of replacements daenerys uh, did we talk about this in public yet is that i don't i don't know um we talked about it I, yeah i was we definitely talked about it um i i don't we we I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not. But basically what we we're saying is like we don't like the fact that she's not comfortable showing her tits anymore or getting naked what? at all. Yeah. Um, no more nudity as far as she con- she's concerned. It's in her contract heard, now. Yeah. And I heard Stern talking about this, and he, and, and, and he was basically saying that he thought they should just replace her. Like, yeah. like they should kill her or replace her or whatever it takes. Because um, like the whole thing was, the whole reason that she um, you know, got the role was because you know she's gonna be naked. They didn't hire this chick because she's a great actress. And if you watch, um, if you watch the uh, the new Terminator movie, she was the weakest part of it. She's not a good actress. She's not uh, what would her acting ability is not what brings you there. It's her looks. She looks a lot like the character. She's beautiful, and she was getting naked. And now that she's not, I I would totally vote for getting rid of that actress and replacing her with her stunt double, body double, whatever she's called, because that chick. That chick is so much more hotter than uh, Emily Clark or Amelia Clark, whatever her name is. Um, Amelia Clark is hot. Um, I like the eye- expressive eyebrow thing, and 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 I think she's got an amazing body. She's beautiful. That's why I think she should be naked more. She's but if pretty, she's but not, she's not be, Hollywood exceptional to me. Not Hollywood exceptional. They're just gonna do a body double thing, so it doesn't matter anyway. They right? No, they're not. They're no nudity, even from some sort of digital effect. And I didn't like that Lena Headey wasn't naked, but then I heard that she she was pregnant or something. There was some complication there. Yes. I don't know. I, I hate this fake nudity. And then I started researching. And it turned out that a lot of the nudity on uh, Game of Thrones in the past has been body doubles or CGI. CGI. 
bullshit. I want real titties. How much does that fucking cost? You telling me it's cheaper to CGI a titty in than to get some real titties up in there? I know a place that for fucking fifteen dollars cover charge, it's titties all night, and but they can't get some t- titties on HBO, and I'm not happy with it. I've got an uh, idea. So what? get rid of Amelia Clark, get Sasha Gray in a blonde wig, and you're golden. That's just let's just make a whole new show. That's just She's Sasha an Gray actress. Sasha Gray is a legit actress now. I've seen some of her. I've seen bits of her role like trailers and stuff like that she can act and, okay. and it's weird because yet if you've ever seen a non-actor i'm sure everybody has but like if you see um rampage jackson in the a-team or uh, uh randy couture you know in his expendables roles like you realize like every line they deliver has a certain undertone of like insecurity that real actors don't have right he's wondering if he's doing a good job while he's doing the job and it shows if you look for it and um uh, sasha gray didn't have that like she seemed like like she's taking some acting lessons and she's trying to become a real actress and and she is now is she going to like you know win an oscar so hot i don't think so but um i don't think she's her ass but yeah but um but she is a genuine actress. And that Amelia Clark chick or Emily Clark, whatever her name is, I'm not seeing anything great out of her. Replace her. She just freaking looks Do you really vulnerable much, and though? confused. Like, yes. I, just, I don't care if there's no more nudity in that show what? the whole rest of the time. Just I don't put think more tear in there. material. Just, it's, <laughs> uh, it's. I like. The nudity is a big part of it for me. Like, we're watching. Really? All right, so I'll give you a perfect, perfect example of why I watch these shows and why I like HBO so much. We were watching Boardwalk Empire last night, and it was we may have maybe we watched two or three episodes, but encompassed in those episodes, one man got his face beat in with a wrench, just beat caved in. They show it happen. Um, couple of throat cuttings. Another man gets scalped, peeling the flesh back off his head, and when there's nudity. It's it's full on nudity. You see you see you see pussy. You see ass. You see like the crack at the bottom of the ass, so you can see like her pussy from behind, rear pussy. Uh, <laughs> there's there's there it's legit nudity on Boardwalk Empire. They don't I don't see a lot of merkins uh, in, in the group. Game of Thrones is even more turned t- um, tuned down from that. Like there's everybody there's a bunch of like floppy soft dicks and like like you see plenty of tits, but they're always kind of showing vagina in the right light, so you never see any like. Uh, like like uh, you Actual don't see vulva. vulva, you don't see pussy lips, and uh, and I don't like that. I, I want as much nudity and violence as you can cram into these shows, <laughs> and 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 if all of a sudden like this actress is getting too big for her britches, uh, and, and saying that like no, I don't, I I, I want to be considered a a, a good a, an actress, and I, it's not about you know the nudity, and it's like well no, we hired you for the nudity. Your character is constantly naked. Like we didn't make you have sex with that underage slave girl in season one. So from let's just have some titties, okay? Like I, I, that's how I see it. it that that character is supposed to be naked all the fucking time. I want titties everywhere. Yeah, and that, and that's a, thing it's a weird time for to. transition anyway. Like I, why why now? Like now that she's finally getting. Well, it's not just now. Point. It was it was last year too. Like she hasn't been naked since she too. got out of it. As far as I know, she hasn't been naked since she got out of that bathtub and like made Dario Naharis uh, like swear his allegiance to her. You know, she got up, she got out, and she you had you had breasts and you had full uh, like back nudity, um, but but no vag. I don't think. 
And like, I think that's the last time she's got naked. Now you watch it, and they're trying to be so strategic about placing her elbow or like moving the camera up in a way or like pulling the blanket up to her neck. And it's just lame. It, it just, it's just lame. Like, like, it's just lame. I don't like it. I want the nudity there, and if she's not willing to do it, I want an actress who is because mm-hmm. she's not like a big part of the show to me. It's not her acting that... It's never been her acting. It's never been anything about her other than her body. That's Tyrion is the fucking actor. Tyrion brings something to the role that you can't replace. First of all, he's a little guy. I only know of one more talented little person actor, and it's that British guy that works with Ricky Gervais, and they probably bring him in in a pinch. But other than that, where are you going to go? And I'm not just saying that because he's a little person. There's plenty of actors on there. You cannot replace Jamie and, Lannister. And I like Tyrion more than the other guy, too. Yeah, I love Tears, my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely so. Everybody's favorite character. He's an Arya. um, Who did you just say that the good looking. Jamie Lannister. You can't replace Jamie Lannister. It's hard to replace Jamie Lannister, and Jamie Lannister's acting is good to me. Like, Tyrion, I think, is a great actor. Um, Varys. Won an Emmy. That's how you pronounce his name. Um, Varys is a very good actor. I wouldn't want to see him. Varys is on that show because of his acting. The Queen of Thorns can act, and I think she does a lot of great stuff in the like in acting. Um, Daenerys just has that same freaking like she goes from stern to vulnerable back and forth. She has two emotions in five years, and it's shit. And you know, we can the character's great, but the actress isn't doing anything special. That's right. that's that's all there is to it. For the, sure. And maybe maybe a better actress would have brought something special to that role. Maybe we're saying that her that that the role of Daenerys is a weak role and a replaceable role, not because it's poorly written, because I don't think that's the case. I think it's a well written, well rounded role. She's just not filling the shoes, Who's and the now she's not she's... even filling the, the, the <laughs> whatever they put their tits in back yeah. then. Oh, for two. She's oh, who's the guy that played um he got killed by the mountain. I'm so bad with all these names. Which uh, one? The, you know? The Cobra guy. He was like a Ah, Oberyn. Prince Oberyn. Right? Oberyn went in there, had a I don't want to say a minor role, but he's like he was less in the book. One season character. He crushed it in the uh TV show so Big time. much. It shows you what an actor can do. A Daenerys, on the other hand, we're all campaigning for her to get swapped out. Yeah, I, I don't. It'd be weird if she got swapped out now. I, I, no. You got to look at the body double first. Yeah, what? you got to look at who we're replacing her with. Hang on, let me let me find this. No, um, I've I've seen her before. Really? Well, I mean, they look very similar, except the the other one's hotter. But we've never actually seen her act. So what if she's even worse? Ah, uh, she's probably an actress. She can hang. There, I sent you a link. I don't know. I just. The only reason that I'm even interested so in Daenerys' storyline at this point is because Tyrion is now in it. For the longest time, every time her little plot came up, it was like, oh my god, what's she going to do now? Complain about her dragons leaving her because she's a child and not capable? Mm-hmm. Or is she going to ask about ships? Or is she going to make some half-assed plan to release slaves in an area that it's really not going to end up working out? Like, then you leave and all the slaves get punished? Like, it, oh, it's just a shit show. She's like the Trump over there. Like, I'm... I deserve all this. So wait, but, are you anti-Trump? Uh, I'm anti-Trump, like for real. Like if I'm being real, like yeah, I don't want him as the president. That's kind of like making a mockery of it. But as far as the funny, the comedic value of it, it would be really funny. And <laughs> he only looks appeasing, or appealing rather, compared to the huge collection of idiots that he's standing around. Like See, he just is more charismatic. I, I I'm a. 
I'm really curious about your thoughts on the, so you to me have identified as Republican lately, right? I could be wrong, but that's, that's how it's come across to me. And, um, and you know, there's, there was sort of a, like, I was liberal when I was younger, but I'm conservative now. But to me, like, it's not that I hate Republicans or I'm anti-Republican. It's just that it's been a long time since they were a good party. Right. They're a bunch of mm-hmm. kooks and wackos and they go so far to the right and they, they pander to um, re- crazy religious people and uh, like they, they love their war. Right. They're huge. You know, they always want to mix it up and they feel like taking the country to war is like a, a really cool and manly thing to do. And um, like until they aren't that party, that's the party they are. Yeah, but I'm. I just can't find myself liking any of the Democrats. And I've always been socially liberal, like mm-hmm. Kyle and I have talked about here a dozen times. Like, I don't give a shit if you want to marry your toaster. Like, do whatever you want socially. As long as you're not infringing on my right to do what I want to do, yeah, then as go, long as go it's nuts. not my toaster, because I use that yeah. all the time. As long as it's not my microwave, my, you can go, go to Home Depot and get your own shit to marry. <laughs> don't come to my house and demand it. But financially, fiscally, I am pretty conservative but it's just difficult because anytime you look at the republican candidates they'll say something like financially where it's like okay i can get behind that a little bit but then there's just a quagmire of nonsense of no, like, no, oh, also also these mexicans like it's like oh god damn no it, it, it'll be like they'll lay out their this, this financial plan and they'll, they'll talk about um you know you know cutting fat or they'll talk about um getting rid of um 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 Entitlements, oh, whatever, and various entitlements, and then and you'll be like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, and then they'll be like, because th- and that's how God would have wanted it. Genesis yeah. twenty five, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Whoa! I thought you were, an, I thought you were an economics guy. What, what? Genesis? Wait, no, no, and and then you're just like, you get pulled right back out of it. They they, they mix their good ideas with their crazy ideas. They 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 they, they mix them all together, and, like, and they make it a- difficult to. There's a litmus test over on the Republican side that you have to be a little crazy, you know, so they'll say something that makes sense, but then they have to say a lot of shit that doesn't or their party or their base will leave them. (laughs) Well, how is that different from Democrats? I feel like the Democrats say less crazy stuff. Yeah, I I don't know what uh, like the craziness that comes from Democrats. Certainly Sanders with the 95 percent tax rate is crazy in my mind. Um what else do the Democrats Climate denying that? stuff is just, it bothers me. Um, that is stupid. But I've got a crazy Democrat thing. Um, the way that they hate GMOs. Um, the ge- yeah. So GMO, genetically modified organisms, these are crops and such that yield better and they're resistant to certain pesticides. Um, yeah. The science on that is is similar to climate change in that, like, look, these things are healthy for you. Like, that's it. It's okay. It's good food. You're, you're cool to eat it. And kind of like climate change, you can find that 3% of scientists who say, I don't know about this stuff. But that to me is the Democrat science denial, right? I think in general, people think of Republicans as the ones that ignore science, you know, like, oh, yeah, climate change. Who knows if that's happening or not? No, it's measurable and it is and it's caused by humans and, and, you know, like the scores posted. But the Democrats do the same thing on GMOs. And uh, that, especially in Europe, 
I, I remember I called out Carly Fiorino for um, that whole Planned Parenthood thing mm-hmm. she went on, mm-hmm. and, and and I was shocked that no one called her out on it. Well, this past week it seemed like everybody called her out on it. They, yeah. they, they, they Dan Rather was like like called her on her bullshit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was glad to see that because what she said was a lie. Like like there's no like she just lied. I I, I really wish they would start. I wish they would start calling these politicians liars to their face. I, and and not, it doesn't have to be something nasty. It, it, you can just you can just do it like this. Like, here's what a liar is. Read the fucking definition. Here's what you said. Here's the proof that what you said was a lie. Here's proof that you knew that it was a lie. Mr. Trump, you are a liar. How can the tr- American people trust someone who is by definition a liar? There would be <laughs> nobody left on any stage. They'd all also, <laughs> you're all liars, actually. Like, let's, let's just go down the line. But no, but in this case, it was like she t- she had her minute or sixty or ninety seconds or whatever it was uh, on a, on the national stage. Twenty three million people watching, and she just started spouting lies. Lies. She just I, she might as well have. And, and the worst part is they were kind of based on something that was real. She just went on a, a tear there, making shit up that wasn't true, claiming she had seen things that she could not have seen because they don't exist, and then like adding things together and. and she lied. She she misled people, and she did it on purpose. And, and she's, I don't like that. I don't I don't know how that she she makes it to the next debate after telling a lie like that. I I, I don't know how anybody can be like that. It's about how many people they get to like them. Like it's that, politics. That it's made not about, dislike her enormously. Apparently, a lot of people didn't. I, uh, I it made me dislike her just because. God, I I Carly, didn't come out of that liking many. Carly is now. The only person I dislike more than Carly is um, Huckabee. Huckabee. If 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 I'm going down the line of like you know um, you know I, I got to vote for one of the whatever fifteen people that it's possibly <laughs> twenty get thirty. I'm, I'm including democratic yeah, okay, hopefuls yeah. and all that stuff. Um, you, you know if if I'm going down the line this then that and this then that Huckabee's right at the fucking bottom I think and then right above him is Carly Fiorino because I, I don't the more I read the more it seems like she really did do a terrible job when she was a CEO mm-hmm. she did. Um, <laughs> it, it seemed like I read a thing today about her taking a lot of government um, money and 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 just wasting it and and she made a hundred million herself uh, by running co- that that company into the ground the way she did and then she just told that lie that that lie that was just ridiculous and then when whenever she would start spouting like her thoughts for the future U.S. military it's like does she think that we're going to have to fight space aliens because otherwise this is a little insane right now when she's talking about these hundreds of naval vessels we need and these dozens of new battalions of marines you know marines are like the first are like the shock troops they're the ones you send overseas to like invade a, a, a people first like she she feels like we need more many more like the dozens of divisions and, and she just kept on like with these numbers and then at the and the same breath talking about cutting the national debt and it's like we owe 19 19 trillion and you're wanting to add on the equivalent of like great britain's military to our already inflated military like you feel like we need to be able to take on every country in the world simultaneously for some reason maybe if you weren't such a cunt that wouldn't be the truth (laughs) well maybe a little diplomacy would outweigh the need for for another hundred naval vessels maybe we don't need 200 more icbms we could just not be assholes and uh and i just did not like her she really turned me off with everything she said 
And not to mention that lie that she just got caught in. And I knew it was a lie then. And I was shocked that, that the people on stage didn't know it was a lie. And oh, I, it made me doubt it. It made me doubt myself and my own information, my mm -hmm. own sources. I was like, could I have been wrong? Could that Planned Parenthood thing be real? Are they really standing there with a, with a, a live kicking fetus, presumably, uh, that, could, that could be incubated and live? And they're talking about killing it in a way that will preserve the brain to, to settle it on the open market? No! No, they're not! She's lying to you! Don't believe that shit. Uh, it's who would really... you vote for as of right now? Because I can't imagine myself voting for anyone on the left right now. Hillary Clinton is just as much of a liar with all of her email horse shit. Like it literally, she'd be in jail if she wasn't a Clinton. I Bernie Sanders that, so, so she's far actually been found left. like to be okay with the email horse shit. They're still investigating. They yeah, are, they're but like she deleted some of her private mails and, and they came out and said that like, yeah, we've looked into this and she's completely in her rights to do that. Mm, it's I don't a know. private no. mail server and it's okay to delete your private no, mail. No, it's that she was, she was sending running. government information over a, her email server. Yeah, she did mix them up a bit. Um, That's a big deal. Like uh, jail for no more than three years, I think I read. She was like doing it on purpose. Maybe. Knowing. I, I feel like there's been a lot of Hillary witch hunts. And look, I don't like Hillary. I really don't. I, I, it's one of those situations where it's like, dude, if half of what they say is true, and I think half of it is, then it's completely unacceptable. You know, they, I keep bringing up the cattle thing. She turned $1,000 into $100,000, you know, in like three months. And you know how you see the stock charts, they go up and down. She like called every peak and valley all along the way. And meanwhile, she knows nothing about cattle futures. But yeah, it, so there's clearly something nefarious going on. Yeah, you don't just guess right. your and, way into yeah, that. There's been a bunch of real estate transactions that, that they thought to be kind of shady that she's been involved in. That's what the, the Monica Lewinsky thing started as a real estate transaction witch hunt. And um, I don't know who I'd vote for right now. If I, I, I don't like the. My, I, but I want to finish my thought. Okay. There, there's, but then there's other stuff like Benghazi where she really didn't fuck up or do anything wrong. Like that, that thing's been put to bed and there was nothing on her. Um, they, they, a bad thing happened in Benghazi and, um, you know, a, a couple people died Four, I think in total, four people died, but they made it seem like Hillary killed them or that Hillary was involved or behind it or, or, you know, it was enacted in an incompetent way. And that wasn't the case. And this email thing, like nothing's sticking. I feel like they sometimes... They're not done. There's still an FBI investigation going on here. Sometimes they just slander the fuck out of her. And then when it's over, it's like, yeah, I don't really know what happened in that Benghazi thing, but I know she's bad. That's my she's only takeaway. But she's being investigated by a Democratic uh, uh, um, uh, president, uh, under a Democratic president. This isn't a witch hunt. Like, the FBI's going going yeah. through stuff. When they questioned her about about deleting these emails, they, they asking her about wiping the, the server, she's like, what, with a cloth? You mean, like, dusting it? Like, like a she's, horrible thing to say. Either yeah, she's clearly really being a face. Or playing stupid. And neither yeah. ones. Being stupid and playing stupid, I don't like either of them for my president. She yeah. was running above playing stupid is even worse. She was running a above top secret government emails through her private server in her house, and and the tagline the Republicans are running with was that it was in, unsecure. It could have been hacked into by the Chinese, mm -hmm. the Iranians, uh, or or just some eighteen year old hackers who wanted to have some fun. It, any of those things could have happened. And she deleted a lot of stuff when before she turned any of it over. And there's still um, I, I, we'll see where it goes. I. I 
we'll they're see. reconstructing the deleted emails yeah. now to see what yeah. she was deleting. Yeah. Regardless, enough if just like what you said, if forty percent of it is true, it'd still be on the pale. Like you don't want that person as a president. Yeah. And we which saw, is what my point was. Taylor and then was like, Joe, everyone up there will be gone if uh, if we get the liars off there. I'm not sure that's true. Like Obama for would... all his faults, I don't think he lies to people. And when he does state of the unions and stuff like that, like it all turns out to be hundred percent true after the fact checkers look. Bernie Sanders, um, you know, like I, I don't agree with all of his policies, but I don't think the man's lying at all. Uh, you know, Trump lies knowingly and you know, Carly Farina lies and a, a lot of them will just flat out tell lies because they think it'll help them. But there are a couple of them. Okay. Well it doesn't have to be a stone cold lie of like i was here on june 5th mm -hmm. oh no you were there on june 5th like it could just be like a flagrant misrepresentation of what they'll be able to achieve in office mm, does anybody okay. really think that bernie sanders is going to be able to make you know free shit for everyone oh no we're, we're having free health care that free throw that word around oh we're, college education gonna be free under me all the uh, Fuck the fact that I've only had three sponsored bills in the last 20 plus years. I'm about to change everything. No, nobody's stopping me. Like, he knows that that can't happen. All these politicians know that their promises are horseshit. And if they said anything less than those ridiculous promises, that everyone would be like, oh, well, that's not remarkable. Of course, anyone could do that. Can so you imagine if they went up there and they had realistic, realistic uh, aspirations? Like, you put me in president, I'll tell you what. I'm going to slow that, that debt down. It, it's not going to go down, but, but it... We're on course to hit twenty-four trillion. I'll only hit twenty-three. Yeah. <laughs> in reality, that's that's probably like a best-case scenario for us right now. You'd be like, we should be like, yeah, man. If you can keep it under twenty-four, like we'd like you. We we need a professional like you keeping our debt under twenty-four trillion in the next four years. That'd be great. But instead, they you got somebody like Bernie promising the the moon and the stars. It's just really that's anything and everything. Point. When you Not include unachievable campaign promises. Then That's Bernie the same thing as long. lumped in, yeah, with the yeah. rest. He, uh... but I don't know who I pick. Like, like I, I, I used to do this thing where, like, I, I, for some reason, I felt compelled to like figure out who my best candidate is, as if in some wacky way, like me just thinking it would make it happen, mm -hmm. or, or I felt like, like, well, I need to settle on one before it's time, so I know if I've won or lost. But I feel like I'm going to lose no matter what this time around. I, I really don't like any of these guys. Biden. Uh, it is 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 looking like one of the top choices. Even though I hated that guy just just four years ago when he was in those debates, I despised that guy. I thought he was such a dumbass, and he was always saying these almost as bad as Bush with public speaking, just really a klutz. But like he's looking like the lesser of the evils right now. I feel I don't want Hillary. As far as everyone, or just of the the Dems. As far as everyone, I like, I feel like I feel like Hillary you want is all another awful. Obama effectively. Yeah, you, you I could do a lot worse. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I could do a lot worse. I, I feel like I don't want Hillary. I definitely don't want that. I, like I don't Obama's, want Bernie because I don't know what kind of shit he might step in. Given what he inherited, Obama's crushed it on foreign policy, in my opinion. Now, some guys will disagree with that. But, you know, pulling out of Iraq, uh, you know, dealing with ISIS in a measured way, uh, working our way out of Afghanistan. Um, you know, every time someone mouths off, he sends some drones over there and gets some kills. Like... Uh, I don't know what you want. You want a full-fledged war all the time for everything? You know, he's no sissy on foreign policy, yet he hasn't launched any full-scale invasions, which for America is pretty measured. And um, I like that. At home, 
Like Obamacare, in my opinion, is actually a really good thing. And and God, in twenty seconds, the core of Obamacare is this: everyone has to have insurance. Therefore, everyone gets the benefits of insurance. It used to be like this pre-existing condition shit would would ruin people. You know, like oh, but you had back knee and didn't tell us, and that's a cancer indicator. And and they insurance companies would fuck you over. Now that can't be the thing. Uh, and, that's and not. It, that's not a cancer it, indicator, is it? They just raise premiums for everything. <laughs> um, the well, premiums, the 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 rise in premiums has slowed down you know, compared to pre Obamacare. Uh, it, it's it's you know, the, it's still above inflation, but it's you know, looking at the rate it was at before. Now it's just you know going up, but not like it was prior to Obamacare. But the big thing is everyone is covered and everyone gets treated and you know, there's no dodging there you can't before there was a pre-existing condition problem because obviously you know like the, the thing you want to do as a consumer is not buy insurance until you get sick and then you pick it up and everyone else has to pay for you you know the way that insurance works is you have to carry it the whole time and uh now all of america is buying insurance and now all of america doesn't get fucked over when they're sick and it's a it's a huge improvement over the previous system and uh, premiums have gone down. I still haven't picked my politician. Yeah, God. It's real hard. So I, it's easier to like clip the ones I don't want than it is to pick one. So I'm just going to continue a little bit. So Huckabee's just an absolute no. He's way, way too religious. Rand Paul, um, Rand Paul is pretty high up there on guys that I like. Because mm-hmm. um, he doesn't want to go to war. Because he doesn't want to go to war. And I feel like that'll save enough money that his other craziness can't be that bad. Um, I feel like like if there's anyone who who like I think that their sort of personality or the way they do things will make a big effect on our future. It's Rand Paul. He's up there because he won't go to war. He'll he'll shoot at some people, but he won't invade. Um, you know if he has to. So he's he's not eliminated. Bush has got to be eliminated. I, I just on principle, I won't stand for a Clinton or a Bush. Um, Trump is just it's just a Looney Tune, and anyone who's who's seen this week's episode of South Park, that was fucking hilarious. That's one of their best episodes ever. Um, so no Trump, of course. That Carly Fiorina chick is just is just a a disaster waiting to happen. I, I hope she falls behind in the polls. That doctor surgeon Ben Carson, ben Carson he, yeah. he, he clearly doesn't even know enough about the Constitution to know who is is and isn't. He doesn't even know the eligibility requirements for the job he's running for right now. So let's just mark him out right now. The way that he said that, like a Muslim can't be president, or something, like that, like this should be a religious litmus test. I can't quote him, He's but but something like that. Yeah, yeah. It just what about uh, Chris Christie? I don't like that Bridgegate thing. Um, because I feel like that shows that he's kind of a dirty guy behind the scenes. But aren't they all? Um, I feel like his expense the- account too. Like it, like he's been charging hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, yeah, we can. Well, we can afford more it more than his previous people, right? Like it, what he's been doing with his expense account is kind of having a money no logic, petty cash that the other governors didn't have before well, him. As long as he doesn't do what Bush did and run up his own personal one trillion dollar tab, then I'll be okay with it. How much lobster can that fat fuck eat? I mean, let's get real. He's feeding like, everyone he knows and buying shit that's not just food and add fifty million to the cost of having Chris Christie as your president. You'll never, you'll never even feel it. Well, it, it just. It's a little, you know, royalty, like dirty to me, you know, like, oh, yeah, my whole family wants watches. Yeah, and, every you know, politician they, does that, though. 
Yeah, I, I just. Uh, I, okay, the bridge The bridge is a bigger slide. thing than me. I didn't like the way. So basically, if you don't know Bridgegate, a mayor uh, for American politics, the governor's the whole state. The mayor's just a city or a town. Uh, a mayor didn't support him in his reelection. So what he did is he shut down the lanes from that town or, or reduced them from like whatever, five to two, so that the people in that town had awful traffic jams as a way to punish them for not being Republicans. And, you know, that kind of shit, like you think about it on a political, like on a statewide level, like or, or a national level, if, if suddenly like. I don't know. He picks a blue state like Massachusetts and says you don't get any highway money because you didn't vote for me last time. We can't have that in a president. And uh, I don't know. So it's dirty on a level that I'm not used to. Mm. I what about um, that other guy, uh, Kasich? Kasich. That was like the guy Kasich. that you liked quite a bit. Yeah. I well, he's got no support behind him. He'll be out of the race. I soon thought enough. Kasich I... did really well in the debates. And then once like the score was posted, nobody was talking about him. Yeah, um, you saw um, what's his name that Scott Walker. Scott Walker, like like a year ago, was leading in the polls. Now he was he's, he was polling at zero percent or something when he finally pulled out after this last debate appearance. So he's a non-issue. Um, I don't know, man. Who's left? Like Cruz and Cruz just doesn't appeal to me. I I, I don't I don't like him. Rubio. Uh, no, him either. I I, I don't trust either of those guys. They, they seem kind of kind of greasy and and not in an ethnic way like chiz uh, <laughs> i just don't i just don't know about those two and they're both religious guys who who use that to guide them it seems a lot and they seem they got that whole fake like family bullshit that just just feels fake coming out of them like like you're a goddamn politician like i, I don't i don't care about your shit i, I don't know i just don't trust them i trust any of those guys it I, I don't know who it would go. Like, like, there's a reason that Trump's doing so well. It's because everybody sucks so bad. Related topic. Yeah. And the honesty is a little refreshing. Honesty, Even if I don't think, is the word no, I'm searching uh, for. Being unabashed in his approach to responding to things. Like, he's not being honest with all of his answers, but, like, the, the not waddling around the issue and actually yeah. just saying, like, I'm not apologizing. I'm not doing that. Like, that's, that's novel like to people. He's dishonest as hell. But he is somehow refreshingly less, <laughs> less calculated. Um, mm -hmm. If you watch this video, it's only 12 seconds. Uh, ready, hmm. set, play. So what that is, is the Democratic National Committee chairman, right? She decides sort of how the party runs the party, not, not the country, but how the party is going to strategize and win elections. And one of the things she does is she decides when the Democratic debates will happen. And how many there are. And how many there are. And um, they're scheduled. There's only two prior to the first primary, and there's only six total. And by comparison to the Republicans, that's not much. Um, and, and also it's very late. Like the Republicans have already had two debates and the Democrats are at zero. And it appears that it's calculated so that Hillary doesn't face a challenger. You know, once you put them all on stage together, the fact that one guy is polling high to an, higher than another kind of disappears. You know, like the media treats one guy as up here, trying to be on camera, and another guy is down here. And, and it's a big difference. But 
when they're on the debate stage, they're all kind of equals, or at least more equal. And it appears that they're denying Bernie Sanders a chance to talk to Hillary. You know, Hillary's at whatever, 40%, and Bernie's at like 25%, roughly, uh, nationwide. And, uh, and they're just like not allowing him to close that gap. Carly went from worst to second because of her debate performance. If Bernie went up against Hillary, a similar thing could happen. He could go from second to first. He could, everyone could be like, you know what? Fuck Hillary. I definitely like this Bernie guy more. So that lady who's making this decision for the Democratic, uh, the DNC, she doesn't happen to have any former connection with Hillary Clinton now, does she? Funny no, you say that. She does have a connection with Well, it couldn't be that close. Probably just a passing connection because they're both in the same party, right? Yeah, what is the think. connection specifically? She ran her fucking campaign. Did she? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She still is. Yeah, but no, she used to. Like, like she ran well, her she ran her campaign in the past. I'm saying like, she still is. Oh, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Um so it, it really appears to be there's a dirty thing happening on the Democrats, it, and her, their best candidate is not going to win. Her name's not like Debbie Wasserman Schultz or something like that, is it? You're really testing me, Kyle. Is it? Sounds right. Is that her name? Um, I I, I'm just guessing from memory. Like, like I, I thought you had an article. Uh, yeah. I, flashes I of your video. face. I, I didn't mean that. Pages coming up. Clearly, yeah. it's memories. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm actually looking. I'm, I'm scrolling it is through. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Thank you. I was looking at this thing about Carly Fiorino. Apparently, she scammed the government, the U.S. government, of four billion dollars, according to this report. Yeah, she like sold stuff to Iran when they were under sanctions. Ah, uh, yeah, she, she she did that because um, it's funny. She's so so it was person. one of the companies that she owned or something that was doing it, and they they did it in a way that was technically legal, I think. But in the same, but it. They would defend that by saying, well, it was a subsidiary, and we're not directly in control of that company, and it's overseas, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, they're more than ready to tout that she's worked in 180 markets. That, that, that's what, that her campaign manager was on, uh, was on um, talk radio the other day. She's been in 180 different countries. And they're, and they're like, personally? They're like, well, no, her, her company sells products in 180. And it's just like, are you telling me that HP sells computers in 180 countries? Is that what you really mean to say, motherfucker? Yeah, because I believe Woodycraft compares favorably with that. Oh, you know? well, I guess so. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> oh, you should see That's all? Many... Yeah, dude, I, we've got a bunch of people in the Middle East. We've got uh, tons of Australians all throughout Europe. I probably had sales in almost every country in the world at this point. And... Well, you know, like that doesn't make me ready to be president. Well, I don't. I, we should probably hop off American politics. I, I don't know how the rest of our multinational uh, audience yeah. is about that. But just so you guys know, we don't know who the fuck's going to be running <laughs> the country that controls hundreds of nuclear warheads <laughs> this time next year. But we it just could be really, a loony. It could be a guy named Donald Trump, um, who who be was funny. Who, who, according to like uh, 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 NBC, isn't even qualified to run a reality show. So we'll see how this goes. I have a whole nother. <laughs> Am I? Okay. Oh, so I was at Home Depot today. Oh, is this you, person? This Did you person? kill a migrant? Like, what's this wind up here? What'd you do? And uh, so I needed to buy a um, a nail gun. Uh, I'm, I was. I thought I was going to be nailing down felt paper. It goes like on top of uh, uh, sheathing. So if you don't know, you have a roof, right? You've probably all seen roof. The things that go across and like are, are rafters. And then there's plywood that goes on top of those rafters and they're nailed in. 
That's called sheathing. And then goes tar paper and then goes shingles. Well, that tar paper is held in place. And one of the things that people use to hold it in place is a roofing nail gun. And uh, they're just like regular nails, except the head on it is big, round, and fat. And, uh, and that's so that it doesn't like go too deep or break it. or Like you don't over puncture with the roofing nail gun, really. It kind of lays and holds it. And you can use it to hold tar paper. Anyway, hmm. I need to buy one. I don't have one now. I've never installed the roof before. Uh, did you get gay? No, I, I'm yeah. wondering why, why you don't get a fucking hammer. I, I have a hammer. But the thing is, we're doing about 3,000 square feet of roof now and about 2,500 square feet of roof on the next shop. And the thing's like 200 bucks. Now, having used the framing thing, like I probably drove 700 nails today. Like we're busy. Like, you know, and, and it's like, you know, I'll, I'll get in a spot and I drive 70 nails like in a little session. Like I'll measure it out and drive 70 nails. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a big job and we don't have like Habitat for Humanity, like hordes of people all doing it together. It, it's, it's mostly me. She just doesn't like to be on the roof. So I do it and uh, it helps to have automated tools. So anyway, I was going to buy it. I go up to a guy at Home Depot and I'm like, I need to you know, buy this thing. We're going to nail in felt paper. Then after that shingles and I need a guy who's an expert. And he's like, ah, oh, you want Matthews. So, okay, we go by, we find him. And uh, I'm like, Matthews, I'm going to pick out a nail gun and I need nails. Uh, I need an expert to help guide me through this. Are you that guy? And he's like, yeah, sure. And, oh, my God, he was not that guy. He was not an expert at all. You know, like, it, so the sheathing's half an inch thick, and I'm going to nail paper into it, essentially. So I don't want, like, two-inch long nails to nail paper into a half-inch thing. You're just going to have a ton of nails sticking out the bottom. Um, and they're going to they're gonna hurt someone sometime. Not that you spend a lot of time touching a roof, but I don't like tons of nails sticking out. It looks shitty. So I'm like, you know, can we get a half inch nail just to hold the tar paper and maybe something longer for the shingles, etc. And he's looking around. He doesn't know what he sells. He doesn't know how long the nails are or what length nails people customarily use. And I'm asking him, like, which nailer I should use. You know, is one more hobbyist and one more pro? Like, they were all within like thirty dollars. So I'd just get the better one. You know, when the prices are that close. And. Uh, He's like, well, this one here is a uh, Porter Cable, and this one's DeWalt. And he starts like <laughs> reading the labels to me, and and it, it's clear to me that he doesn't know like what these are used for or anything. And uh, he starts like stumbling on his own words. And I got a little, I'm like, are you trying to say something? And uh, you know, then he just like starts reading like this one here is 199, and this one here is 219, and it's like fucking no shit. Like I turn those people away. I've done this multiple times. It, whether I'm, it's, it's, it hasn't been with something like that. But if I'm buying like lumber or or, or something specific, when I need an expert, I'll and, and you know the guy will come by and I'll, I'll ask him a very specific question. And I run into this in my day to day life. I don't like it. I want a yes or no fucking answer. I, I'll ask a question like, hey, do you know if I need eleven penny nails or or, or what for this? Will this gun shoot eleven penny nails? If they don't say yes. Or no, or that one won't, but the Porter Cable will. Then you're fucking done. That's it right <laughs> then and there. I'll be at my house, and I'll ask Kitty or somebody a question. I'll be like, hey, do you know where my wallet is? And she'll start looking. Don't fucking start looking. I wanted to know if you knew. So if they, <laughs> if they, don't, if they don't have that information up here ready to roll, I, I'll always say, 
no thank you i i thought you knew and i'll just walk away that would have been the great line i think for me to use uh instead like i was i, I didn't say it great you know like it at first, like, I'm giving him a little time to collect his thoughts, right? Maybe he knows what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, when did you get shitty? Because you haven't been an <laughs> asshole yet, and I know this is coming. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> when did you spit on him? <laughs> so, like, at first, I'm giving him a chance to sort of look, right? And mm -hmm. he's like, you know, well, these things here. And he grabs a fucking, like, 5,000 screws. And I'm like, well, well, that doesn't even go in a nail gun. Those are screws. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> And he puts them back. Like, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, they're fucking screws, you fucking fuck! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Buy a nail gun. You don't use screws to hold in paper, you dumb fucking fuck. And so, but this is all happening in my head. That's not how the conversation went. I and, hope not. Surprisingly. I did, I did kind of say, like, but those are screws. And he's, oh, yeah. And he puts them away. And, ah, I get and, them confused sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then, you know, he's going on. And he's, he's basically just telling me what I've already found. Like, I didn't go straight to help. I had already looked at the stock. And yeah, just, yeah, and, exactly. You know, this is where I'm confused. And um, uh, so, yeah, but then he starts reading labels to me. And I'm like, all right, all right. Well, thanks for your help. Like that, right? That's my dismissal. And um, he keeps talking, and I'm like, are you trying to tell me something? Like, are you trying to say something? I'm almost giving him a second chance in my head. Although Chiz has walked off to the shopping cart and started covering his mouth. You can't take it. Yeah. You can't take it. Now, now Wait, so what did you actually say? Did you say, that are you I, trying I, to tell me something? Are you trying to say something? <laughs> he's, say it in the same way you said it. The best it, was, it was a little annoyed, but I'll go with, are you trying to say something like 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 that? And um, it, 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 a little a little douchey, a little douchey. Well, I, and um, I, and and I should note, it turned out that Chiz, I, he was on a mission for a little uh, metal bracket that holds the sheathing together. Like if it's not on a stud together, it has a tendency to do that. And this is a bracket that holds them together. Anyway. We couldn't find them, so I was like, I'll tell you what, I'll go to nail guns, do my thing. You go to whatever it takes to get it done to find that part. And um, the same guy helped Chiz. So Chiz knew, like the second that he I, that I brought him back as our helper, that this guy was shit. He was <laughs> fucking awful. So like he went on a tour of the whole fucking Home Depot together. Like they're just walking around looking like, oh, it's not in this aisle here. And not this aisle either. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, we don't need any of the aisles that it's not. We need to know the Remember aisles. the other day when I asked the guy for tape? And he was like, he goes, what kind of tape? We're at Walmart, and, uh -huh. and I, need, I need tape. I'm like, I'm like, hi, where's the, uh, where's the, I, at first I asked, I, I think I asked, where's the medical tape? And he's like, I looked really confused. And I was like, no, no, no I, I'm sorry, I'm butchering this. But I said, where's the tape? And he goes, well, what kind of tape? And I was like, 3M medical tape. And he was like, oh, I thought well, you were going to say ducked. <laughs> I thought you were going to say an I thought it was a question I knew the answer to, but, but just walk with me. Let's and I was just like, "No, I'll find it." Like like you know, I think afterwards he was like, "Well, I don't know." And you're like, "Well, any tape." And he goes, "Well, I don't know that either." Well, what? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's how what? It's like, "Can I have tape?" Well, what kind of tape? This kind. I don't know where that is. Well, then any kind. I also don't know where any kind is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know where any fucking tape is. That's the I worst to... thing ever. When you ask for like a specific thing. This happened the other day. 
at a place where it was like, uh, do you know where the molasses is? Molasses? Uh, Cheryl! Shay Cheryl! Do you know where it is? And then it's like two employees somewhere yelling to each other about your problem in front of all these other customers who are like, look at this dumb fuck, couldn't find something. Now he has to make everybody else listen to it. And then they come on an adventure with you, <laughs> trying to talk the whole time. Like, oh, what do you need this for? Just just don't talk to me, lady. Just just tell me you don't know, and I'll continue this painful process on my own. But don't, don't join my escapade now, trying to be a part of it. Because you don't want to be on cashier duty for five minutes. <laughs> like bitch. I can be this... very polite under crazy, uh, under unusual scenarios. I was buying block the other day, and I was buying like fifty eight inch con cinder block. Okay. Yeah, and I went straight to the source. I went to the concrete factory where they make the fucking concrete, mm, and uh, and they were. T it took them twenty minutes to ring this concrete up, and at the end of it, like the thing was like. $34.17 or something like that, and I had $35, and I had literally stood there for 20 minutes over 83 cents worth of change, but I didn't feel like anyone there was an idiot or didn't know what they were doing. They explained why things were taking a long time. I felt like I was dealing with professionals. They even loaded the blocks for me while I waited, but those motherfuckers at Home Depot don't know what the hell they're doing. At any time, like I am not an expert. I'm not. I'm just not. I, I I've I've worked a lot of projects from electrical to plumbing to to carpentry and stuff. But I'm not an expert at any of them. I just know which tools do what and how to use them most of the time. I still might electrocute myself or cause a leak, mm. but I'll usually get the job done. These motherfuckers sometimes act like they've never worked on anything. Like, like, they couldn't wire up an electrical socket. Like, if the bulb broke, they, they'd electrocute <laughs> themselves and die or something. They don't know what tar paper is. Uh, every time, and, and I hate to stereotype women, but oftentimes, if I, if I ask a woman, she really doesn't know. And, and I'm going to say this. If I was a woman working in that field, I'd be the fucking, I'd be the one. I'd be the one that when, the guy, when you were like, sir, can I help you in anything? The guy rolls his eyes. Well, I'm looking for a nail gun that shoots 11-penny nails. I'd be like, well, you want the Porter Cable CR5? That or the DeWalt if you like the warranty better. It's got the three-year warranty, and you can shoot brads. Like, like I'd fucking know, and that guy would fucking be impressed when he talked to me. That's one of the but, things the guy did. He was like, well, this one here's got the lifetime warranty. Pointing <laughs> to the big fucking lifetime warranty. Yeah, no shit. I re like, there is, on, on nail guns... There is about four minutes of reading material, you know, like the different features, the prices and the warranties. I covered that before I asked for help. That everything he said and did was a waste of my time. And that, like, not just that, but like, I didn't really want him on my adventure. So <laughs> by I, bringing exactly. him, it was kind of like a concession, like, all right. You know, I don't really want help, but if I, I need some, so I'm going to ask for expert advice. And that fucker it, it was worthless. And uh, I have started very uh, honest to, to all people in my life, whether I've known them for five minutes or five years. And I'll just I'll figure out how to say it in my head, but I'll usually calmly just say it. Like if I if they're if I'm done with them, like it happened the other night. I, I won't be too specific so that this person doesn't get the feelings hurt. But I was working and someone was just watching me work. And I was working, working frantically. I was on a time, there were time constraints. I was working with stuff I'm not all that familiar with. This person was just watching me like, oh, you're doing this? Yeah, I'm doing that. You're going to do it like this? Yeah, I'm going to do it like that. I'd appreciate it if you, if you left me alone now so I can get back to my work. And that was it. And they were gone. And I'm going to do that from, from now on in all situations. I hate this scenario you're describing 
with these people. Like, like I, it, I get kind of, right? I get uncomfortable in my own skin when I've got this person with me who, like, I, I feel like I'm just dragging them along for this thing. And I know they're going to ask questions, and i got to answer their questions. It's like, you're supposed to be helping me, but clearly you're too incompetent to do so. Like, you're not even as good as a quick Google search. Like, you just need to be gone. Like, like all you are is a pair of hands and and and, a, and another person in the crowd who knows how to fucking read, asshole. Like, like that's why a robot will replace you. It's 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 worthless to have those people. It, Am occasionally, I right about of course. When this happened. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I was just like, I, I'm fucking working here. You can you can just make yourself scarce now. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to it. Um, I can be pretty rude if I'm. Most of the time, I'm really happy-go-lucky. Like if I'm if I'm just doing if I'm just hanging out and chilling. But if I'm actually working, like the stuff that actually constitutes me making money, if I'm filming a video or getting equipment set up or something like that, and someone's, I feel like someone's taking my time away from that or distracting me. I get really upset about that. I'm a little different. I am if I'm really working and cranking away, I don't mind a spectator. It's when I'm half working. Like, let's say that I'm on Woodycraft just, like, interacting with players. That's a thing, right? A lot of people on Woodycraft like me, so I, I pop in and I have conversations with them. And while I'm doing that, maybe I slide over to Reddit or Yahoo or something and come back or whatever, and I'm just sort of slack working. If Jackie's there watching that, it's like, I, I don't know, I feel guilty. Yeah, it makes not... you anxious. Like, you, then you have to feel like you need to pretend to be all in on what you're doing. Yeah. So then they can witness you doing it for real. And it's, yeah, it's like passive guilt yes. for not working as hard as you want. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, not every second can be, like, full-on driving, uh, you know, attention. And, uh, yeah. I, I, maybe I'm just an asshole. I just really don't have any um, patience for people who don't know. <laughs> like I just really don't have any patience like like so th so there's a few topics that I feel like I'm pretty well versed on. One of them's guns. Mm -hmm. So like so I'll I'll be in a, if I'm in a gun store and I hear someone just saying stuff that's just they don't know what they're talking about behind the counter that annoys me and I'm, I I feel like you know I've got some sales experience too. So I feel like I'd be good at selling guns. I feel that's kind of what I do anyway to some extent. Um, so like I'll I'll hear like this gun salesman behind the counter who doesn't know what he's talking about and isn't effectively selling the gun he's talking about some gun he doesn't even own and selling that to the customers now the customers are like oh gee whiz i'm gonna go look for that like he just doesn't know what he's fucking doing and, and that always annoys me I, I don't like people who are bad at their jobs in sales in the service industry that's what it is that's what really gets at me i think i just figured it out i don't like when people in the service industry don't treat their own job like like a professional job they treat it like a, a bullshit job that they expect to move on from in, in a year or two instead of a profession I think that's what bothers me. I will say a thing about guns, and that maybe it's true with a lot of it, but I feel like there's a lot to know. You know, like it, if, if I show, a, if someone shows me a picture of a gun online, I'll be like, ah, it's an AR-15 or an M4. I don't know. They look so similar to me. But there are other people who will instantly identify the scope, the stock, the they know the difference between an AR-15 and an M4 and which one's a variant of what. And the the... You know, which mag there just seems like there's a that lot stuff of doesn't things. matter though. Like, like a lot of that stuff doesn't matter in this particular well, case. All right, so the guy wanted uh, he was interested in buying a suppressor for a handgun, neither of which he owned. Um, and, and he was just he, he, he clearly had the money. He, he mentioned some of the other things he owned, and he could afford to do this. And like the what the salesman should have been saying is like, 
first of all, well, have you ever shot a suppressor? And the guy hadn't. He said, well, you've probably seen them in movies, right? They're really freaking quiet. Well, if you want to achieve that, you need to shoot a gun that's, that's using subsonic ammunition. There's two ways of going about that. Some calibers are just by, by their nature subsonic, slower than the speed of sound, so you don't get the crack, the sonic boom. That, that adds to the loudness of the weapon. These are things like the 45 ACP and the 300 blackout. And you can also get 22 long rifle that's subsonic. These are kind of the three main calibers that I would go to if I were, if I were going with a suppressor. With a 45 ACP, every bullet's subsonic. You, you take this gun, slap this suppressor on it, and you're movie quiet. It's just, it doesn't even sound like a gun anymore. It's like a paintball gun or even quieter. Or a 22. Endless ammo, it's cheap to shoot, and movie quiet. Or this 300 blackout. On you can kill a deer hand, with it, and it's quiet. If your only goal is to not wear ear protection, then this works on almost any gun. You could do a 223 or, or whatever. Yeah, but the guy just wasn't doing a good job of selling and explaining any of that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't like it when people aren't good at their job. Especially when their job is selling stuff or providing service at one yeah, of those stores. This happened to be so. I need, um, as you know, I have a lot of lawn equipment, right? I have a tractor and three lawnmowers, and they all sit in the stable. And it won't be too long before these things are put up for the winter. Now, if you don't put something on them to maintain the battery, like if you just literally had them sit in the cold without having any kind of charge for four or five months, half those batteries will get wiped out over the winter. So I need a battery tender. Well, it just turns out that the battery tender person has like an online chat and uh, battery tenders can charge multiple batteries. Did you know that? I did not know that. You can wire them. I don't know series parallel or, or I'm a little mixed up on that, but I think you wire them in parallel and then you can charge multiple. Um, some of them are designed to really do it. Some of them are designed to kind of do it. The batteries, it, it turns out, need to have... Um, uh, similar like wear characteristics and capabilities. It's like it, you can charge four identical batteries and it'll just charge them a lot slower. Um, I understand. But I wanted to talk to her about my use case and she wasn't helpful at all. So then I was like, well, you know, do I need to literally buy four of these things uh, to do it? And um, she says, yes. I'm like, all right, well, at least I know what I need, I know where I stand on this thing. And I keep looking and they have like, four bank battery chargers, five, 10 bank battery chargers, or, you know, the battery tenders. And um, I'm like, wait, doesn't this thing charge four of them? Like exactly what I'm talking about? And she says, why, yes, it does. And I said, did you just forget about that one when I asked if I needed four? <laughs> and uh, she's like, well, that's four and one. The fuck, you know? And, and now I'm wondering, like, so the four and one is two fifty. $250, right? The five in one is like $800. How come? Does it do? Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, how much, how fast does this one do five batteries? And how fast does that one do four? Right. You know, in, like, in like what's case, the difference here? And you need a pro. I, that's, yeah. Like, I want to know, like, so, like, at least one of these, I have a preference for these Optima batteries. Are you familiar with them at all? Yeah. Yes. They're very expensive. They're more expensive. The one in my truck, though, is like 10 years old now. Like, it, I burnt one. When I burnt that last car, I forgot to take the battery out, and it was my like, multi-cell Optima battery mm. that I had just put in there to move the car. <laughs> Very upsetting. They're, they're expensive, but it, a battery's not going to be buy it for life. But there are situations where the more expensive one is a better fiscal decision. And I bought that battery in like 2005, and it just keeps going for me. 
and uh, and it doesn't seem to be wearing out or anything. I really like them. So I bought one for the, like when the lawnmower needed a battery. That's the one I got for it, thinking that oh, that'll probably be the last one. And uh, but not every charger can do it well. And I just want to know, like, do I need this expensive one to charge this? I'm going to have a mix and match. Some are high end batteries, some are low end batteries. And um, anyway, to make a long story short, she didn't seem to know about her products, and that sucked. I um, whenever I need a pro. I start with my dad because if he doesn't know, like he might know someone who knows. Because whenever there's something that he's not good at, like um, with with um, fuel injection, uh, with with cars, the computers in them, like he doesn't have the, the diagnostic machine to plug in and figure out what's going on. He doesn't know what the codes mean. If he sees three flashing lights, it doesn't mean anything to him because he's not trained with that stuff. So he's got a guy for that, um, or or like um, I'm trying to think what anything with computers really. Like Another like thing, based on my impression of your father. If he doesn't know, then he'll tell you that, right? Oh, and yeah. I prefer that greatly to pretending you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. It, that, that's, 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 yes. I hate that because people are always afraid to admit they don't know, especially if they're working somewhere because I feel like they feel like they've failed at their job, and they kind of have if they don't know, uh, you know, some basic shit. I rarely get professional advice. Like, I, I think I went to a paint store one time and I got some really impressive advice when I was asking about, uh, like, Chrome Illusion paint from a paint guy. I've gotten really good car advice before on, like, racing engines and how to rebuild them. I was doing a 383 stroker one time and I didn't know, you know, ex exactly how to go about that and the what I needed to start with. And I met a engine guy that knew a lot. But if I go to somewhere where you, like, don't have to pay for this professional advice and I need it, I usually find a forum somewhere and start reading online. That's the only way to find people who know what they're talking about and then have them be fact-checked by others who do as well and actually get your shit straight because these, pl these places can't afford to hire anyone who knows what the fuck they're doing, I guess. I don't know. You hate when you go out to eat or when you go up to like a deli or something and ask for like a specific meat or a specific thing on a menu and they don't tell you, no, we don't have that. They give you a completely like unrelated suggestion. <laughs> so you'll be like, if you see like crab, like market price, you'll be like, oh, I'll do the uh, crab tonight. Uh, we have trout. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just just say no. Don't try and fool ah, me. Ah, crab of the river. <laughs> Tricked another fuck into buying trout. He didn't even know what hit him. Like, <laughs> hey, I have a a Patreon question. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, Patreon, by the way, if you guys don't know, uh, there's a level. I forget where it is. You can check out the page. There'll be a link in the description and the annotation on the screen where you can ask us questions every month. So we're going to go through and answer some of those. But this one's fun to me. I'm a 21-year-old guy, and I've been having sex regularly for a year and a half. The following emotional side is all there, crazy feelings, but it still feels like I'm shit at actual sex and have no clue what I'm doing half the time. When did you guys start thinking you were good at sex in quotes and what is the best way to keep getting better when did you think you were good at sex i, I like sometimes they ask questions like i, I feel like yeah. sex is one of the things that i am good at and, and i don't know I, I really feel like from the beginning i was doing a pretty good job I, I feel like i've always been successful at making the other person uh come um i i've i've never really had any issues lasting as long as i want um, it's happened a couple times, definitely. Like, like there's been some scenarios where I was with uh, girls for the first time, and maybe was a super hot chick, and yeah, uh, a little overzealous. Absolutely, that's in. definitely happened before. But as far as like knowing what I was doing, I feel like I just watched enough porn or or something that like I had a 
and maybe I've got some rhythm anyway, just naturally. Like, like I figured it out, and I feel like I've always been That's good at it. Rhythm. Yeah, I, mean, I got a little <laughs> rhythm. That's how I, yeah, yeah, I got a little rhythm. You know, whatever. Um, I feel like I feel like if you don't have any rhythm, maybe sex would be hard. Maybe if you're if you're a good dancer, you're probably good at sex. Look at Woody over there, fucking award winner. <laughs> <laughs> I got a medal for tearing it up. Um, but but yeah, I, I I don't know how to answer that question. I guess if you're having I, the better question is how to what what are you doing wrong how to improve that um i feel like porn is just a great guide if you're a dude on on on, on a lot of things um maybe not that whole jack can't maybe some, not some of the ridiculous yeah, stuff I feel it like, depends on the porn <laughs> you're watching you don't know what you're doing how do you know which is ridiculous and which is just a great technique <sighs> i'll i'll take as a general rule of thumb if it looks rough it's probably not good it's probably yeah. just for the camera. If, if it's a particularly rough pounding, you'll find that most women, I suspect, don't respond well to that. If mm -hmm. it's a particular <laughs> rough fingering, then you'll find most women, that's not what they're going for. How about this? How about some tips? How about some little tidbits that we've picked up that may help him along the way? Because I'm not going to be, I'm going to, well, you want to you wanna twist your nipple a little and you want to let your left hand run down her rib cage to her buttocks and squeeze it firmly while you insert your, no. But, but, Rump maybe. Is bad, caress is good. Little things like, I don't know, trim your fingernails. That, that's one. Unlike Wings of Redemption may like to go in oh. there with his talons and, and werewolf's and, technique. Yeah, but personally, I feel like you want them as short as you can possibly get them without having Manicures. some sort of biological issue. That, yeah, if you can you get don't them. don't know if it's good or not. Yeah. It's yeah. inside of your mouth. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Because you're going to be jamming those things inside of her vagina. And especially if you're new at this, where the vagina is located where, <laughs> and the directionality of, of the canal may be a bit surprising for you. First of all, it's a lot lower than you might think it, it, it is if you're new to sex. And second of all, it, it goes kind of in a back and upward kind of motion. There's a bit of a hook involved there. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, mm -hmm. there's, there's some stuff to be, to be learned there about, about doing that. While and we're doing sex tips, um, if you look at the vagina, towards the very tippy top is the clitoris. Under that, urethra, not a pleasure zone. Underneath that, the actual vagina. That's where the canal is. I didn't know at the very first that the clitoris. Well, you grew was up in a different time part. than that. Yeah, maybe I had less access to digital porn, but I didn't know where the clitoris was at the, to be top uh, at first. And um, the G spot inside and up a little bit, you can kind of make the come hither uh, sign to find that, and it feels a bit like a squishy wet walnut. So here's what you want to do. Anyone out there who has a female close by that you can manipulate. So you want to take your left hand, you want to place it right on top, right above the pubic hair, really, and push down a little. And you want to put like two fingers in with, you know, facing up like this, like that's her belly button. And you want to try to rub the, the, uh, the inside of her belly button. You're just kind of like, like, like doing one of these, the come hither, like right on that spot. That's all you got to know. Maybe this get your thumb really up there. New ground. That's Maybe like. You'd be standard. I feel like we're talk. I feel like we're talking to people who don't know the standard maneuver. Oh, yeah. Well, I, this guy seems to, right? He's having a hard time. It feels like I'm shit at actual sex and have no clue what I'm doing half the time. Yeah, oh. you want to get her. You want to get her. Her ninety percent of the way there with your hands and your mouth, 
and then it doesn't matter if you're good with everything else. Then you can just like go crazy and fuck her like you're retarded, and then you'll be you're only you're like get ten percent do more. that. <laughs> yeah, like you're retarded, just go crazy with it. Um, I, I don't know, dude. I I don't know about um. um how, I'm trying to. Make, I, we need to see you have sex. Uh, could, <laughs> you could send in the only way a to video <laughs> of your technique. Um. Get get her to hold the camera, I guess. Or I could come. I got a lot of camera equipment. I would mic you up, get the lighting and everything. We'll I do this right. Feel like I'm in an awkward position. Make this a whole because production. while I, I and we've talked about this once before. While I think I'm very good at sex with Jackie, I haven't had so many partners that I know that I'm like some sort of sex machine, right? If 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 there was some reason to be a new partner, I might feel like, oh wait, shit, like you don't like X Y Z, you know. That was like my go-to move. Like it was always a surefire hit, and um, uh, um, yeah, you just stop there. You're good. No, no, I was yeah. gonna. Yeah, yeah, I'll just stop right there. Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah. We need a video for of you and proper critiques here. Yeah, um, twenty one. Here's so what I want to okay. say. That lick the alphabet thing. I think it's bullshit. Yeah, that yeah. Was the genesis. Of I think all that, that that was a that's a joke from Sam Kinison. It's a yes. well known. I like Sam Kennison. But I, you ever, yeah. uh, he gets tired fast. So much yelling. <laughs> watch a ton of him. But yeah, yeah, that's for that. That's cool the with Roddy Dangerfield. Of that. I, I, hmm? Yeah, but I, I, young me, heard this routine and thought, ah, store that away for when I get the opportunity. Turns out it, it's just kind of stupid. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we could probably help you a little bit more if we knew. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I kind of got told that by now. Give you any assistance? Um, <laughs> but but the, whoever was writing us, I feel like we could help you more if we if we heard from her side of it. Like like what's she telling you? I got hey, yeah, this is the answer. Talk to her. I talk to her and talk to her not just before you have sex or tonight or whatever. Talk to her while you're having sex. That's the most important thing. Get her to put her hand on your hand and make it do what it needs to do. A lot of girls are just really embarrassed and like skeeved out by that sort of thing. A lot of them are ashamed of their own orgasms, which is a silly thing that guys can't even fathom. But it's true. So like it may take some convincing and she may be really nervous and embarrassed about this whole thing. But the best way for you to be good at sex is you being good at sex is her coming. So let her help you help her. Actually, <laughs> like the That's way you said advice. that, one of the best ways to be good at sex is to be good at making her comfortable during sex. Like it, it, that is the foundation from which you can learn all your other techniques. You know, like Kyle is saying, talk to her and get guidance from her. Right. Like step one, make sure she's comfortable giving you guidance. And if you do that well, then you can get the rest. Yeah, so. that's the trick. Because any tips? I like we, the Kyle not... advice where it doesn't go crazy off the deep end at the very <laughs> tail end of it where it's all good and then it's like yeah you just want to do that make sure everybody's really comfortable and then you know just 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 give her a pop right in the forehead you know just just with the four fingers yeah. second knuckle right up the ass yeah. <laughs> and you want it to be a surprise <laughs> i call it the shocker yeah. draw attention yeah. to something across the room is that a bug then <laughs> i think that's the best advice i can give there because like i don't know like why sex isn't going well for you specifically and so therefore there's no way I could give you realistic advice other than just tell you random things that, that might make sex better but the real trick is to talk to her. He also and, said he started a little late so it could be that he's in his own head a little bit. Could be, you know. Um, 
you know, just talk to her. That that's that's the trick. And just be happy that she's not some like fatty that you don't even want to fuck. That you know, count your blessings. That Small you miracles. That, that's bipolar, so you have to be sure not to talk about things that make her mad. Yeah, yeah wouldn't want to anger her. Not a keeper, bro. Um, <laughs> where do you see hope in ten years? Uh, well, I'll go first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So, if you had asked me. You know, where I saw her in, uh, I'll say, 14 years, four years ago, it was very much the mom thing. But uh, she appears to be wired to be very career-driven. Uh, the way Jackie puts it is she wants to be me, right? She would like to have, um, like, her husband may want to stay at home, and she would be fine with that. She aspires to have, you know, a, a career that can have someone that can survive on a single income. Um, uh, she has, you know, like some of her greater ambitions include changing the world. As she used to be like, I want to be a foreign ambassador. I want to be, you know, like, uh, you know, like it, she wanted to be, um, she, at one point she wanted to work in a school system so that she could change the way that uh, kids with special needs are handled. And there's kind of a save the world thing going on there. And I'm trying, like, the dad in me wants to coach her towards like, you know what? Why don't we save the world without as much self-sacrifice, right? You could be like a speech therapist, which is like a really viable offshore proof career um, or, you know, a physical therapist or an occupational therapist or something along those lines. Like, you know, where you're doing a lot of good, but you also live in a big house on the lake, right? Like that's the, the, the balance I would love to strike as opposed to the government employee route where you're doing a lot of good, but it's absolutely soul sucking 50-year-old government building bullshit, you know, bureaucracy, et cetera, where, you, you know, maybe you could regret your decision. Um, so where do I see her? Well, I don't know. Her grades are pretty good. Uh, I, I think that I'm, it, she's more or less a lock to go to college and finish that. And, um, and you know, where that takes her, it's hard to be certain. But uh, somewhere, I don't know. In, in my hopes, probably... I still cling to the like speech therapist, physical therapist. I think that's a good life for her and something she's especially good at. Um, she wants to change the world. Uh, I feel like that's a little self-sacrificing. I don't want that for her. But one of those two routes seemed most likely. Hmm. What's well, nice? Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't <laughs> feel like 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 we need to take a turn at this. No, one. no, I think yeah. it's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and some of these are tough. What's the meanest thing you've done? What's the most shameful thing you've done? Uh, I don't have... Meanest thing? Um, I don't know. I guess I made fun of that girl in school that had the cane and all, but not to her face. Um, and it doesn't even count. Well, I did, I did do sort of like replicate her walk with an imaginary cane. Behind her? Yes. And I refer to her as Cane Girl, but not to her face because I still don't know her name. <laughs> One time I beat up a guy over nothing. It felt somehow not chivalrous. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like 14 or 15. <laughs> I love how like mine was so horrible. Nobody said anything. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to do? I didn't think oh, it was that this. horrible. <laughs> You're like, you made fun of Cane Girl? I know her. Yeah, <laughs> good old cane girl. You know what I did that I still feel bad about? So there was this girl in my high school, and she was a lesbian. Now, I've, just to set the scene, I think that was less accepted when I was in high school than it is now. Now, it seems like everybody's pansexual, transsexual, asexual, 
gay. It doesn't like like there's a whole spectrum. They don't even agree on gender. Something anymore. cool and trendy. Even gender's a spectrum. You know, mm-hmm. I'm mostly boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but back in the '90s, this girl was gay. And she didn't change with the uh, the other girls at gym class and stuff like that. And and she was out. And she had like she, I guess she was she's pretty, but not any kind of knockout or anything. She was just a, a normal looking in shapeish girl. And uh, um, she didn't have any friends. She was kind of ostracized. So I was nice to her. And then because that happened, she latched onto me hard, like. You know, it, we just pass in the hallways and it was like, Woody, how are you? And um, at first I'm like, good, you. But after a while, it was like she was a social pariah because of this gay thing. Like, it, you know, it, it wasn't working for her back in the day in my high school. And I turned off the charm strong enough so that she would stop latching mm. on to me. And uh that wasn't the, the me of today wouldn't have gone that route, you know, fuck everyone. I don't care. I'll be your friend. But uh, it, it still feels like one of the meaner things I've done. Like I was trying to be nice and then she latched on so tight. I felt like we couldn't just be like casually nice. We had to like, like she wanted hugs in the hallways and stuff. And, and it was like, nah, can't have that. You're going to have to back off. And the way to get her to back off was to cold shoulder her enough that she stopped. <sighs> Well, that's, you know. I mean, if that's on the... How old were you? Sophomore, junior. I mean, hey, if I can make fun of that cane girl, I mean, why can't you do that? <laughs> that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. At least you were being passively kind of shitty, not actively seeking out a handicapped person. To <laughs> I guess so. I, guess, I mean, she walked past me every day. Really, she was... Not very fast. You had plenty of time to think of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe that, that was part of it. That, that is true. She She really did. Sort of linger there in the corridor. <laughs> linger. Taylor, you have one? Of course, we wouldn't open the doors for her, so she didn't have much of a choice. I can't even think of the meanest thing. Like that, you saying that story reminded me of, like, I did the exact same thing with someone who's a social pride, not like a lesbian or a gay guy or anything, mm-hmm. but someone who, like, had no friends. And, well, it, I guess the difference was after like a year and a half of like shunning them, like trying to make it so nobody thought that I was that guy's friend so that then I could get lumped in on the picking on with that guy. Like, Hey, you know, screw Steve over there. Hey, and he always talks to Taylor. Fuck Taylor too. He didn't want that. But after a while I started to get like a little afraid of this guy thinking like this guy's going to, if there is ever a shooting at this school, I know that this guy is high on that list. So I completely (laughs) backtracked and acted like I never, like, stopped wanting to be around him or seen with him. So I guess Smart. for the wrong intentions, I was hoping that if that day came in the parking lot as we were walking in, he'd be like, hey, Taylor, how about you skip school today? My yeah. I'm like, oh, see you later. Like, I've got another that, story that was... That did make me feel like a piece of shit. Like, looking back, like, they that probably really hurt both of their feelings. That one person, they think that actually gave enough of a fuck not even to like hang out with them outside of school just to chit chat for a while and not make them feel so lonely that they were so ostracized that that one person that they held out on they probably went home and thought about like i could ask them to hang out this weekend maybe i'll I'll have something to do like maybe i'll be normal then that person tells them no i don't know that it's not like a like 
flagrant, yeah. but it is really shitty. I did the same thing, and, and maybe she asked herself, in, in my case, what did I do to lose Woody? You know, like, I, I lose after, I, I, I was, I gave it my all. I was really nice, you know? I, every time I saw him, I would greet him, I would this, I would that, and it's like she didn't do anything wrong except the, the world agreed that she was wrong, you know, like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it would have been hard to be. I, I feel like every uh, every day, I guess, it's a little easier to be uh, a gay high schooler. But man, that would have been a motherfucker when oh. in in two thousand two. I remember we were sitting in shop class, or me, we called it metals. It was welding, um, and, and the there was a guy who I didn't even know him, but but he was clearly gay, like clearly gay mm -hmm. and uh and i just remember he came in the room and like had to do a thing like he the room was enormous it's a shop but he came and like interacted with our teacher in some way and on the way out like some guy just yells faggot and it's just like yeah that's what this guy's to deal with on a daily basis like like people just screaming insults at him for no reason just just randomly that would have been awful like this guy just walked by and someone thought it was necessary to scream faggot at him i have another yeah. one where i'm awful so I'm in college, right? And uh, people know my life story. So to fast forward up to this point, I lived in the dorms. We threw jelly down the stairs. I got thrown out of the dorms. I had to find a place to live off campus. And I stayed in this bedroom in a house. And uh, this, this, I guess, young woman, young to me now, she was like 24. So she was like the grown up, owned a place, but she rented it out to college kids, like different bedrooms to help her pay the mortgage. So there were two of us there, me and this other guy. I don't remember his name, which you'll hear. So uh, this other guy was weird. He, uh, he had like this really strong social anxiety and he was thin, but he was ugly. Like to the point where not deformed, but like he just wasn't proportioned right in the face. He like stop you in the streets ugly. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. That's an ugly person. I, I, I wonder if he had an identifiable um, like disorder. Like, you know, like, I don't know. There's some sort of like, oh, yeah, that's Jason X syndrome. It gives you like large ears and kind of a, 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 an ex a prolonged jaw or something. Like, you know, like he just he, he didn't. If you looked at him, you'd think like, like oh, that's a, a weird face. It's not Down syndrome, but it is a thing that you just don't see all the time. So he was ugly. And uh he would sometimes have like panic attacks if he stood in a crowd, like at the student center with just all the people sort of buzzing up and downstairs. He just would freak him out. And um, he had great grades. He had a 4.0, but he was really struggling to, to just get by in, in school. This is college. And at first I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like I'm going to teach this guy how to get by socially. Like I'm going to be you know, whatever. And I even like took him out and we played Frisbee in the street together. You know, I was just like, you gotta get outside. You gotta spend some, you know, we're, we're playing Frisbee. He was so fucking God awful at Frisbee that I instantly regretted it. Like I'm throwing it to him and it's floating and he can't catch it. And he throws it to me and it's like, like I'm a dog playing fetch, like off to the side. Don't worry. Over there running and picking up the Frisbee. And it, it was terrible. Sound nice so far. When does this turn? So then the suicide attempts start. And, um, 
you know, like, like he's doing fucked up shit. Like his um his door, not good for a renter especially, but it had all these glass panes on it, and he broke one. He threw a ball through it, and it's like, dude, you all right? Like breaking your door, and uh, he's you know he's like, I was just gonna get the glass and you know do something, and uh, I'm like, you're not gonna right? And he'd talk him down. Another time. He's taking like a, a plastic first aid kit about this large. You've probably seen things like that. And he's slamming it on the mirror in the bathroom. And you hear it because it's loud. He's just banging the mirror, banging the mirror. I don't mirror. like this guy. This guy wants attention. And uh, I go over and I'm like, Yo, what are you doing with that? And he, was, he's, he explains that he was hoping that uh, um, the, the mirror would break and then the glass would somehow cut him in a way that he would die. So these are like half-hearted suicide not even that, like 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 yeah. like a fifth-hearted or something. That's that's. Yeah. I mean, that's retarded. What he was doing there. Really, he was making a ruckus. <laughs> and they're wearing me out. Like I started wanting to help this guy, and now he's an annoyance for me. And uh, uh, it was one night that I like. I went over to his place, and he was like sleeping on the floor or something. And uh, he's got like pills scattered about and such. And he ate them. He ate a bunch of pills. And uh, I call 911 and the the ambulance comes and the emergency crew's there. And he calls his mom and he's like, Mom, it's over now. I'm done. I'm going to die. I'm just calling you to say goodbye. I've already taken the pills and uh, I can't take it anymore. And um, I talk to the ambulance guys and and they're like, well, but this doesn't kill you. (laughs) You know, it's like he's taken an overdose of like, penicillin or something he took 71 a day men's <laughs> three months <laughs> am i gonna die well no but your your hair and fingernails are gonna be spectacular son I'm <laughs> yes. fucking now that's a lot of niacin you down am i gonna die 12 no, off the charts but the gonorrhea is cleared up for good you know yeah. <laughs> like, that's a lot of penicillin you just down that is really sad so when does this uh, it well, it's just that I stopped giving a shit entirely. Like, like even when I called nine one one, it was an annoyance that I had to put up with this guy, yeah. and that you know, like, oh, I'm taking time out of my day to get the paramedics here, and um, he left for a while. He was gone for like three or four weeks, and then he came back, and um, I don't know, maybe the semester ended. Like, I didn't really keep up with him. I just stopped giving a fuck about him entirely. Yeah, I, and I know he's constant problems. I, I've known people like that. After a while, it's like you stop taking them seriously and you start taking their threats seriously because they're not serious in some cases. And it's a really, it's really risky ground to be on. It's really thin ice because all too often someone has those threats. And then, you know, Monday comes around, Fred's not at work, and, you know, Fred's dead. Fred killed himself or whatever. And like, oh, he always talked about it, but he never did. But this guy, like, like, like Taylor said, like, he's just causing a ruckus. Like, like, <laughs> He's throwing a piece of plastic, a plastic baggie, essentially, against a, 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 a mirror. And, and his thought process is, well, you never know. Maybe it'll shatter, and then the glass will jump at me just so, and it'll, like, slip my jugular, and then I'll bleed out right here. Like, if he wants to bleed out, if he wanted to die, like, like how hard's a knife to, but, to acquire? But being me, like, okay, these are cries for help, right? And at first that cry was something that I was willing to like engage in and help him with. And after a while that cry became, dude, can you just fucking cry quietly? I ain't got time for your shit because I didn't like him, you know? And I could see why the world didn't like him and why he had so much difficulty making friends and why he was so alone in this earth. Cause he was ugly and he was, 
Um, like, an, I don't know, annoying and uninteresting. Mm. I got a really good one. I, uh, when I, like, five years ago, was walking through a grocery store, and this elderly woman was offering bagel bites. Mm. And she had just finished one batch, was turning around to get the next sleeve out, and I, I took all of them. <laughs> and I left. Didn't buy any bagel bites, but I, I, I took like nine. Yeah, bites. nine. And so I just I didn't stick around, but I could just picture her turning around like, oh, someone wants to try my bagel bites. And then, oh, Jesus. Like, where have they gone? Where's that nice young man? But uh, <laughs> that, I can't think of anything like truly awful. Like maybe I've repressed it because I have to have to have done something really, really genuinely mean. Um, I was driving the car one time when my cousin threw a barbecue, a a, 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 McDon- a packet of McDonald's barbecue sauce and hit this guy who was riding a bicycle with it. He was wearing this big poofy white coat that my cousin felt was offensive to him anyway, and, <laughs> <laughs> and so we singled him out. And uh, we had just we 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 would go to McDonald's and get like a fifty piece McNugget, which they do, and uh, we'd eat the, we'd split it. And so they give you like an, all the sauce you want. They literally give us a bag of sauce, and so we had all this extra sauce, and we sauced for that guy. Um, he was uh, he was dressed funny, um, <laughs> and, uh, and and we we took we we didn't like that, so we went and sauced him. That was pretty mean. I've got this for Kyle. Sure, he had to go home with his sauced up white poofy jacket. It was one of those big poofy white like Tommy jackets or something. Oh, got him good. What is your worst experience ever with a gun or other weapon? It could be gun safety related or just a bad gun you didn't like. I swear, oh, oh I've my got God. nothing. Those fucking. Let me grab it. It's right here. These things are such shit. I wait, wait. Before, well, not wait, but I predict he brings back an unreliable shotgun. I think that's what he's going to do as well. That one, I don't remember what the name of it is, but there's one shotgun I remember he hated. He's talked about it like three times. Oh, is it an unreliable shotgun? Yes, it is. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Has like four chambers. Go ahead, Kyle. Oh, you're muted, Kyle. Maybe jiggle. Still muted. Yeah, I just clicked it. Okay. Um, So despite the fact that this thing is like, I don't know, $1,500, $1,600, I didn't buy it. Um, it, It has two tubes of ammunition running the length of the rail and uh, and just the one barrel there. It's a real piece of shit. It's a UTAS 15, I think, or something like that. Isn't that in Call of Duty? Didn't they pay you to use that gun? No, they just gave me a bunch of them. Okay, okay. <laughs> in this case, I was given three of these motherfuckers, and, uh, and, and in the video, I'm very clear that I don't like them. Like, see this right here? This is where the switch should be to switch between the left tube and the right tube, but it broke right the fuck off because it's a plastic piece of shit. Um, <laughs> hmm. It's just a real, like, I don't know. $1,600, but dozens of dollars in materials, Kyle. Dozens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's just shit. It really is. Like, I'm, I'm, I want to show you, like, some of the inner workings here. So it's got, like, Looks like there's a lot of plastic oh. everywhere. 
That's huh. So that's where the shells go. They go up in there. Those are the tubes. But that thing, like that, on my Remington, for example, those things don't go past that spot. Well, this is a piece of shit. Oh. So, <laughs> so it's part of the design. What happened here is they had X amount of money for R&D, research and development. They ran out of that money without a finished product, this. Then they sold that product because they were out of money, and everybody just got a gun that didn't work. And that's what happened. Um, they tried to sell it to Smith & Wesson. Smith & Wesson told them to suck a dick. They didn't want that piece of shit. Mm -hmm. um, it's got, I mean, I, I don't know much about it, to be honest, other than that it is a piece of shit. Like, I don't know why this is twisting right now, right here. I really don't. But I've, <laughs> I, had, I own three of these. Um, How many work? One? One of them still works. I broke two making the video. Um, just, just, and, and nothing crazy, just like, just pumping it, just shooting it. You know, I, if this, I recall this, correctly, you were chopping down a tree with a shotgun. Mm -mm. Wrong no, that's yeah. yeah, that's the MKA nineteen nineteen shotgun, which is a fair shotgun for its price. It's less than a thousand dollars, magazine fed. It's a pretty cool, cool shotgun. This is the this is the this is the real piece of shit. Um, this is just junk. Uh, this is the one where like I shot some toilets, I set some mannequins on fire, and then I, I punctured. Uh, uh, fire extinguishers to put those mannequins out. Oh. Um, I shot the paint and the paint like I've got one of these that's completely covered in paint because it I was shooting the paint and it was raining down on me. Um, it's a cool looking gun. Yeah, it looks neat. Futuristic. Yeah, you want one? Uh, I just got a new bucks. shotgun. You I just got, got a new shotgun? What'd you buy? Uh, uh, Browning Light 12. I don't yeah, know. Nice. Is it L-I-G-H-T? A Browning Light 12? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 12 gauge. New to me. That's not an underloader, is it? Uh, yeah. Like, like it doesn't have. Does it? Does it expel the shells out the bottom too? No, I don't believe oh, okay. so. Okay. No. I've got. Okay, different shotgun then. I've got. It's um, the, yeah, semi-automatic. I've got two. Oh, it's a semi-automatic. It's got the okay. blowback barrel. So, like the bar It's not gas-operated. The barrel itself goes back. Ooh. With every shot. Yeah, They're it's neat. Cool. Like an inertia thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got. How I got two. What? How old is it? Uh, my grandpa gave it to me, and I think he got it in like the 50s or okay. 60s. Yeah, it's pretty old. Still in excellent shape. I like it a lot. I in in some of the pictures, just to my eye, it looked like it might be like 120 years old. Or you know. oh, I can find a picture. I'm sure. Oh, I'm uh, I'm actually showing a bunch to people on the thing, so they have an idea of what it looks like. It's cool. I don't have anything like that. Yeah, I like it a lot. I um I hate these things. What I'm what I should do if I what I should do is send them all back to the factory. I from what I understand they'll they'll um they'll put the new metal parts in and like get it going again and then I could sell them cuz they're worth quite I think they're worth like 1500 bucks a piece and I, I'm never going to do anything with these things. They're such shit. They really are. <laughs> a lot of these brownings in in the search are um engraved which looks mm -hmm. super cool to me. I don't have anything engraved, really. Yeah, mine is engraved. Is but, it? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's real nice. But uh, as far as the gun safety thing, not like shitty guns, do you have any awful gun stories of like safety with someone? Because everybody's had that story of the person who thinks it's like cutesy to not know what they're doing, like waving it around like an ass, like thinking that it's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. I don't know. No, that's a firearm. Um. So I, there was the guy at the gun store who had a gun go off, an MP5K in his hand, and he was 
trying to be, he was showboating a little bit for a customer, and long story short, it went off in his hand, and he shot the countertop, and the bullet ricocheted and hit the window. Um, so that's probably one of the worst displays of gun safety I've ever seen, especially considering the guy was, um, you know, working in the gun store, you know, and the customer right in front of him. I mean, some of the shit I've done is people might think is ridiculous and crazy and, and not very safe, but I mean, you know, car doors flying by and stuff, but that's it's just me. me. Yeah. It's just me. That's in danger for the most part. Um, there's a lot of tripods in use and, and most of the time, I mean, We've had a few little nicks and, and tears there, but it's not as awful as it looks. But as far as bullets flying at you, which uh, doesn't happen when I film because I'm the one with the fucking gun. Um, yeah, that guy who had it, the gun go off in his hand. Um, most of the time, like the people that, that the kind of gun stuff that I go to is it's, it's a lot of expensive stuff. Like if I, go, if I go to a gun show or a gun shoot, like a machine gun shoot, like at Knob Creek or something, those people are paying so much money to be on that firing line that. They know their shit. I, I haven't seen too many of those guys doing dumb stuff because if you own $50,000, $100,000 worth of guns and you've just paid a couple grand to even st st stand in this spot and shoot them, then you probably know a, t a thing or two and you're not going to embarrass yourself. Um, what about I know like amateur shooting, like taking your friends out to shoot skeet, like anything where you had to really get onto someone then? Um, I usually give them a, a talk before. And I kind of give them a talk that sort of makes it so that they'll be embarrassed if they fulfill the prophecy. I say something like, look, a lot of times when people shoot one of these machine guns for the first time, the first thing they want to do after they and like do the thing is turn around and be like, that was awesome. Did you see what I did? Did you see what I did? Did you? <laughs> don't do that because some of these people will just go ahead and shoot you in the fucking face. <laughs> like they don't take having an Uzi pointed at them kindly. So just one rule just always keep it pointed that fucking way like if you can turn around but your hand doesn't have to turn around like i can i've given that same speech <sighs> you know like yeah there can be a temptation after you shoot to say you know what'd you think of that thing that just happened don't do that I did yeah that with dan pk dan when we were doing that controller thing um for uh for ea for metal of honor warfighter and we had uh hex and x jaws and um and all those guys down, plus the the uh, you know the professional military guys, the special forces guys. I had to talk to them a lot about that, and and by the end, we, I, I had to set a protocol that was like, all right, the gun will be on the ground, loaded. You will pick the gun up. You will do the thing. Your next step is always to place the gun back on the ground again, still pointing that way. Like like just don't don't stay to this protocol, and nothing bad can happen. Guns pointed that way, you pick it up and shoot it. You place it back down, still pointed that way. Nothing in between. But still, I won't name any names. But some of the guys would occasionally spin around with a gun in their hand or something like that. Nothing too off the wall. But there were a few like, eh, "Be careful there," kind of moments. Um, yeah, I, I try to stay away from like public ranges and, and stuff like that where I might be exposed to like just random people with guns. Um, like sporting clay ranges, it's kind of hard. If you don't have like a full group and you're, you know, if you ever end up mixed up with some other people, I don't like that. I get, I get nervous around amateurs with guns when they, you know, especially with some of those sporting clays where you can take it real lightly and it's kind of like golf in a way. And sometimes people drink doing that. Um, you know, somebody turn around, blow your face off. That's a 12 gauge. Uh, mm -hmm. I like shooting with people who know what they're doing and people I trust. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. I just don't have any bad stories. 
That's yeah, it's a good thing. I was almost involved in the controller. I think I was a competitor at first, and then broke my hand, and I was going to be like an announcer or something like that. But there were two issues. One, the way the contract read to me was not right. Like it, one, hate those fucking contracts. I hate it when a contract is so difficult to read and understand that you need like an attorney to help you with it. I, it feels almost elusive to me at this point. I've read simpler contracts, and, and why did you do that? But um, it read like it owned all rights to everything I've ever done, past yeah. and present. Yeah. And not just in related to this project, but like oh. that. And they're like, well, no. They like, often uh, do. Yeah, and it's like if you read it a little more carefully then. You know, it's in the scope of this and that. And I'm like, I don't know. That sounds like your fucking oral interpretation because it's not how I read it. <laughs> exactly. So, so that was part of it. And then the other part of it, it was the money was low. Like, yeah, I was going to have to fly and travel and across the continent. The and, competitors and, were not compensated very well unless they days, won. Unless they won. Yeah. Well, the announcer was compensated. I think it was compensated maybe the same as the competitor without an opportunity to win. Yeah. 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 So it was like. I remember the dollar amounts. Like the competitors were getting like a couple hundred bucks a day. Mm -hmm. um, the announcers were getting pretty close to that, not much more, but they didn't even have a chance to win. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they gave the guys who were hosting that thing over in L.A., but my part of it was more than just um, like hosting it. My, I did everything. Mm -hmm. I, I really like made that whole thing happen. So I was doing the, the guns. I supplied all the guns and ammo. I was the one setting all of them up. I, I set up a lot of the targets. I came up with most of the target ideas. They took care of me very well. I was very happy with my compensation with them. And that's probably why everyone else's was a bit low, but they were going to have to pay. If they, had, if they had picked four professionals to do the job of one me, it would have cost them a lot more. Like I did, every, I did so much shit on that show. There was, and I didn't hire any help. I was so busy that, that week of filming that I just didn't hire any help because I was so busy that it never occurred to me. So it was literally just bust ass 12 hours a day for e every single day. And there was, you were always needed somewhere else. Like I would have to, I would have to load the gun, set the gun up and, and, and give Sam X jaws like a, a real pep speech from Kyle. Be like, all right, look, man, this thing kicks a lot and it's heavy as fuck. And you do not want to have to reload it. This being like an M, uh, an M 14, I was like, you want to get this done with the, the the ammunition that's in the weapon. So do this, breathe like that. And then the camera comes. It's like, all right, so what you need to do is don't be a bitch, right? Be a big man. You know, operate this thing. And I got to do that for the cameras. And then as soon as I've done that and made sure he's all safe and pointing the right direction, I have to sprint. <laughs> Join the group of uh, that, that's composed of Hex and, and the other competitors and contestants. And now they got to film me joking with those guys and yucking it up. But as soon as he's done filming, I got to sprint back over there and make sure he doesn't turn around and, blow, and shoot anybody and that the gun is unloaded properly, placed back where it's supposed to go. But then real quickly, I got to get next to Sam, put my arm around and be like, you did a pretty good job there, I'm going to say. You look like a professional Jew. You look professional <laughs> Jew out there. Very good. You know, I got to yuck it up with him, make a new joke. But now it's time to reload that gun and start all over again because there's five competitors or something. So I just did that all day, every day. And, uh, but yeah, they took care of me. They didn't take care of, of everyone. Except though. the winner. Yeah. So <laughs> Except I, I just, the winner. Sam made out well. <laughs> I just ended up not doing it. I was like, That's, I don't know. They just like, you don't, I'm not that cheap. And, I'm, it, and, and there's a cost to it, right? Like, 
It, it was like six to eight days of filming or something. Yeah. I was going to do the West Coast part with the video games, and I needed to shoutcast it, and I was uncomfortable with that because I'm not a shoutcaster. And uh, um, in the end, it was like, dude, if I spend eight days in L.A. doing your shit, then that's probably eight shitty days on my channel that are, are less profitable than they otherwise would have been. They, I know they, I don't think they had any, I know they wanted me to come to L.A. to do that thing um, after you didn't take it and after a few other people didn't take it because I'd already done like, you know, the shooting portion and they wanted me to come there and do that. But I don't remember, I didn't have the time. That was the, the, the end of the story. I don't think I, I, it wasn't that we wanted more money. I think I literally just didn't have the time. Like I was going to mm -hmm. do a, another project where it was like, yeah, this is make or break too. Like, like these are more professionals waiting on me to go do this other thing and couldn't do it. But I really enjoyed working on that thing. Um, it, I'm still shocked that some of the stuff that we did worked. Um, that Mars Rover skit where we've got RC cars with um, that have like this Mars Rover body on them and they've got low velocity explosives attached and we've got Sam uh, Hex and like that that uh, Justin I think Jeez. just yeah. Justin guy who was like uh, 90 pounds you know he was a halo pro AA 12 you know fully automatic shooting this exploding thing and it worked <laughs> and then we've got like um, airplanes RC airplanes flying around the contestants heads with a pound and a half of explosives tied to them. They got 870s blasting at them. Like, I just dreamt up all that shit. Uh, EA was like, okay, make it happen. And then we were all just kind of scratching our heads on how to do it. And, and, and somehow or another, we, we all just came together and made it happen. It was, a, it was like, there was a lot of times where I didn't think that thing was going to work. And we were on such a tight schedule that there was no room for failure. Um, that was a lot of fun. I liked that thing. You should have came just for the fun of it. I, I was I, working. I was, uh, yeah, I, was, I was in a in a helicopter shooting a minigun for Gamma Labs. And you were just about to become an award winning gamer, probably. Wasn't it? Wasn't that around the dancer? same time? Dancer. Uh, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Dancer. Yeah. I, yeah. I was probably around the order of events too. there. Yeah. Yeah, but was I, I was. On, I, I had. To, I did a different shoot. And ended up doing that. Yeah, and I'm sure it paid better. I know it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was happy with them. Good, good relationship with those guys. So, ah, beats real work. I was, yeah, the flamethrower. I'm very excited about that. Is there an ETA on? I know that it, you're. Yeah, so I get mine on the third. To do, uh, so you'll have yours on the third, and then and mine is yours. Like, like, like I'll get mine and yours yeah, on the third. You'll use and, it, and then when you're wrapped up with it, you'll shoot it my way. Can yeah. you ship a flamethrower? Like, well, how uh, do you do that? Yeah, you can ship it, but I might just come up there. I, I might just come, you know, if I'm bringing the thing, oh. I might come up there and, I'll and find make my it. fireproofs. Oh, it'll be too late. Well, shit, I might need it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, maybe I'll just bring it up there. I, I've still got your saw. I haven't figured out how to mail that. Like, that? Oh, yeah, that, that bow saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, yeah, I'll mail it. It's a little cylinder, right? And then I looked at it. It's like that fucking long, and I'm just like... I, I want to get that back to you though, because I know how particular you are about your things. But just so you know, like it's 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 in safekeeping. It's not outside rusty or anything like that. Like it's in my living room floor. Everyone is like that about like their possessions. But like I've used that saw to get trees out of the way that block the road from after storms, and, and I like it. I, I'm I'm growing attached to my framing nailer. I've driven <laughs> thousands of nails with it in the last couple of weeks. You see this motherfucker with a rain slicker. You'd think he had second. <laughs> it's a rain I saw fly. it. He was 
was a little aggravated. Ready for fisticuffs, you, you spit on his raincoat. Dude, I, my wife mentioned it. Oh, he has to turn the video I will beat on. the fuck out of you, Chiz. It's not, it's mine. Look it's into not my yours. eyes. My, yeah. my wife mentioned to my sister-in-law that, uh, you know, that, yeah, Woody got mad because they were, like, messing with his rainfly. And she goes, oh, yeah. Those things are real fragile. You can ruin them. You can't hit them with bug spray. You can't wash them. You can't do this. They're walking on them. They use it as a porch. It was no they, joke. If it's an outdoorsy thing, they should make it a little more durable. It's a I, lightweight thing. I'll tell you what. I saw that piece of plastic, and, and I gave it zero regard. It looked like a plastic bag to me or a trash bag, or at the very most, like it looked like some sort of satchel that came attached it to is the to thing that's been something. protecting me from rain and snow for a decade. And it was just sitting there with all the other gear that was like freebie stuff from our sponsor or like, you know, you know, I, I didn't, I have no, like my hammock, like I, I just don't care about that stuff. I, I really don't like it could be trash after the trip as far as I'm concerned. So like, I just didn't realize that something of value was, was there. I, I feel like what my mother would say in that situation was Woody, if you care so much about it, why don't you take care of it? Why don't you have it put up somewhere? Why don't you have it in your little rain slicker baggie that you keep <laughs> on your waist at all times so you know that it's close and safe? But instead, there it was on the no, ground. I Just, didn't put it on the ground. You took it out. Out of what? Out of it, it was in a case. So the, the 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 tent cot has like a big case, and it was in there with the tent cot inside its case. They pulled the tent cot out of the case that it was in and i i guess patrick carelessly laid it on the ground or something i saw it on the ground and i would i hadn't sat down yet from the trip so i spread it out on the floor of the forest and 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 lay upon it <laughs> and uh and, and i didn't even know what it was um so that's as close as i came to disrespecting your rain fly i used it as some sort of a, a bed for about two minutes uh, and then got up and then never had anything to do with it again. But somehow it became Chiz's front porch over there, as you like to say. And it was a symbol. It literally was. He had it so that he, he would walk. It was at the, like, he had a door that he would unzip and walk out. And he had, like, his shit that he was storing on it that he didn't want to touch the ground. And his, his shoes, and his, he'd, he'd walk all over it. It's a rain fly. Like, it's delicate. Like, that little spray they put on it to keep it as weatherproof. Like that stuff comes Scotch off. Guard. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Scotch Guard or something. Like it, you can't just abuse it and expect it to continue to be waterproof. I, I wonder how difficult it would be to find a replacement rainfly. Uh, you just check my attic. I got more of them. So that's why I thought, <laughs> look into my eyes. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like that, that was so great. I, I love that that's so exactly much. I predicted going for it. Aha, uh -huh, I have it. So, I predicted it. I, I was, I was like, because at first they were talking about using your actual rain fly for the shenanigans, and I was like, he'll beat us up. <laughs> so the the you can't see it, but on the screen, the tent cot has a bag like this that it's stored in, and it was in there. And the tent cot, if you don't know, looks, I guess, something like this. Uh, you know, when you use it, you guys, if you watch the survival videos, you you saw it. So they must have pulled the thing out of the bag that it was in and uh and left it on the ground so it wasn't like i mistreated it or anything i mean i let somebody borrow it but i didn't expect them to disrespect it and leave shit laying on the ground i don't think anyone knew what it was or 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 that it was fragile in any way yeah it was 
Hmm. Clearly not. It's it's it survived uh, the trampling and the, <laughs> the the front porch work it put in and all that. It's just, took it just fine. I, you don't know. It didn't rain. Well, it's well, not that they tear. It's that I they hope stop you go on the fucking Appalachian Trail trail and you get that thing out and it just leaks and leaks after all this. If it does, it's coming <laughs> for you. <laughs> I hope it drips and drips and drips and and, and you blame Chiz. This is totally Chiz's fault. All I did was lie on it a bit. Chiz was the one who Let, Let's redo the call real quick. All right. Ah, uh, sharing. So you guys are just seeing links. And then how do I call it right there? I'm hoping that we reestablish the video. We gave it a while to yeah, I couldn't okay. see either of you guys. Yeah, I was just getting the spirally thing. So in a second, Chiz's picture will go away. And this is, uh, I could go on forever about it. People are like, oh, it's so easy you know, to, to do these layouts and get everything right. No, they shift. They, the size of Skype, everything. But whatever. Um, is Chiz still on the no cigarette train? Yes. Well, yeah, Chiz has completely him. stopped smoking. I, I feel like it's off the radar. Like, it's been a month now, right? Since no, maybe not that long. How long have we been back from the survival trip? Uh two and a half weeks. All right, three so, weeks maybe. And he quit for a week or half a week, I want to say. You know, the tail end of the survival trip. Thursday maybe he quit. Yeah. And it's Thursday now, so so call it three weeks. He's been done. I kind hmm. of feel like, you know, cigarettes are just not on the radar. And you know, I was I was with him till five. He had one cup of coffee by five p.m. This is a guy who had 10, 12 cups of coffee a day. Jesus Christ, I'd have a panic attack. <laughs> I, had, I don't I'd know. I drink coffee like once every couple weeks, maybe. I just yeah. never drink coffee. I'm a, I probably see, do a cup a week. Did you see that little girl who, uh, who ran uh, out from the crowd toward the motorcade uh, with the Pope? I heard about it. What makes no. her special? Uh, this little girl ran like toward the Pope mobile and Secret Service grabbed her, whatever. And then the Pope's like, no, bring her over here. And like they bring the girl, like they stop the whole thing. The Pope like picks the little girl up and kisses her and says something to her and hands her back. And they take her back to the crowd and she's squ she's like crying with happiness. It's a pretty cool little moment. I like, I like the new Pope. He's a cool Pope. He's the yeah. best Pope in I a long pope time. I prefer Pope Classic. Number one Pope. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's definitely the best Pope in a long time. Is he pro- Condoms? I think he is, right? Or no? I think they I steer I, clear of that. Yeah, yeah. They just don't make a stance on it. They, they made a stance or on it. Or they haven't they, changed their bad stance. Yeah, they, he's you know he's doing the best he can. He, you you got to crawl before you yeah you you walk there. He's do, he's doing the best he can with what he's got. That's true. He doesn't have one of the richest organizations on the planet. The richest organization. I, I feel like it's gonna be hard to change. He doesn't want to fuck know. that I'm up. Just being antagonistic. Like there's no way you can change all that tradition as one dude. Seems like he's he's trying at least. Although I I only see like the little sensational. Hey, you hadn't fucked any kids. Titles. I like that. I saw I him know. kiss that girl right on the cheek. Didn't wow. finger bang her or nothing. Very platonic. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ, that's great. <laughs> yeah, he's already a cut above. Is that um, other pope alive or did he die yet? No, nah, he's still alive. Know, hey, he's he's off. I don't know, training some Sith Lord or something. Whatever they do in retirement. That guy looked just like fucking... Uh, Palpatine. Uh, yeah. Shocking. He was a scary-looking pope. A little girl wouldn't have run up to say hello to him. 
No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> he feared a curse. Or <laughs> he fucking absorbed her life force and left her a husk of her former self anyway, right there in the street. He would have transferred his life and traded it with hers, walked away as an evil little girl and a girl terrified in that old man body riding down the motorcade. <laughs> what has happened to me? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. He was creepy. Look at look at this gift. This guy's uh, this guy's pretty smooth. The one you just linked. No, I got a new one here. I'm really struggling to find his stance on condoms. I thought he said they were okay, and now I'm not sure. Oh, he definitely did not. Yeah, he, he did not say that. See, no I, way. I feel that like that be... is a very basic thing. That You're that wrong is. about that. That's a big sticking point for the Catholics, that whole birth I, control thing. It shouldn't uh, be, though. Like, You should be able to use a condom. I don't, I don't feel like any reasonable person is still anti-condom. The Catholics aren't necessarily the most reasonable people. I hear you. I... Most of them don't care. I know a lot of Catholics, and I don't know a single one who would take a hard stance against Congress. You know any Spanish-speaking Catholics? Because uh, they take a very hard stance against I, condoms. I'm in the Clearly. Midwest, so not... No. No, um, I'm sure I... they would, but the Catholics around here are like the Easter Christmas Catholics who, you know, Lent is like, oh, you know, I gave up masturbating a bit. Like, well, the Catholics I know are the name-your-kid-after-Jesus kind of Catholics. Suits. So, yeah. So, they are very anti- uh, really there are anything. Are Catholics down there? There's a ton Not of Catholics a lot. Here. We really ran them out back in the day, it seems. Like, like from what I understand, like, that's a real thing. Like, we ran out the Jews and the a lot of the African Americans and, uh, and the Catholics out of a lot of the rural areas down here. And um, from I asked one time, I was like, because like I didn't see a Jew until I was like 20 years old. I had to move to Atlanta to meet a Jew. Like we don't have any. Really? I, I, yeah, yeah. There's a big and population I, here. I asked somebody one time. Neighbors I, like, were Jewish. I asked somebody one time because my grandma had this uh, sticker on her fridge that said, "My God is a Jewish carpenter," because you know Jesus, Jewish carpenter, and everything. And I was like, "Why don't we have any?" I was like, "What do Jews look like?" You know? And she showed me or whatever, and I was like, "Why don't we have any?" And she's like, oh, the old boys run them out of here a long time ago. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> the good old boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she meant the clan. So, I don't know. It um, seems like every area has a group that, or more that they kind of chased out of there. Yeah, the Jews re got ran out of a lot of places, though. I mean... They They've had a tough lot. I mean, you, you know, let's say you're an average guy, you don't pay your rent a time or two, you'll get kicked out of a few places. But the Jews, they get kicked out of everywhere, like dozens of countries throughout history, thousands of years of history. Uh, I mean, we, they've had a few hardships. Um, oh, here's a question. Uh, I can't say that on the... If, if anyone here might know someone who's um, uh, sort of a theology student, in, in, uh, more or less... I've been doing a little research about this, and it turns out the Jews, I mean, the, the Jews had nothing to do with the construction of the pyramids, and in fact, they were never in bondage in Egypt, as far no. as all of historical reasoning can determine. That's that true. Just, I looked that into shit that. just didn't fucking happen. Yeah, that's all. They were never slaves in Egypt. <laughs> like, that, that was made up. And you start thinking about it, and you're like, yeah, maybe that greatest wonderment, wonder of the ancient world wasn't built by a, a force of, of slave labor. That does kind of not make much sense. You watch uh, Moses, and they're all, like, putting those mud bricks together. Like, that shit doesn't look like they made it with some handmade mud bricks. That looks legit. It was I probably still slaves doing all the hard labor, just not Jewish slaves. 
definitely not Jewish slaves. Um, yeah. so, so like I, I, I've been wanting to ask someone who like knows their stuff, like what gives, I feel you know, like because... I could have told you that. Like if you said, Hey Woody, I've got a theory that the Jewish people did all the real hard labor. I'd say, nah. <laughs> that doesn't sound Maybe right to me. Counting, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. You need yourself a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant. There's your or a guy. Nobel Prize winner. No Nobel Prize could be. I, I, I get that. But um, hard labor, pyramids, rocks and mud bricks. Whips. I just wonder why that was like the chosen place that they picked to make it up. This does not sound like the work of Jewish I guess people. it could have been written so long afterward that they like genuinely thought at the time that that happened. I don't know, man. Like, like I just, I, I'd like to know more about that um, because, you know, like we've all seen Moses, right? The Ten Commandments, Charlton Heston, Went great movie. With him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, you know, I, and, and like from that and every biblical description and, you know, maybe you watch the Moses cartoons or something like that. You get the strong fact-based, seemingly, idea that there were, like, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of Jewish people, the whole group of the Hebrews, all of them, under bondage, under a pharaoh, building these pyramids. But that just wasn't the case. And, and that was something that, when I learned that, I was a bit surprised. Because that, I mean, they don't seem to I don't be think too there was, yeah. wishy-washy on that if you're, if you're a Christian. I don't think there's evidence that they were held in, I think it was Babylon for 80 years either. Slaves in Babylon. That, but um, I know there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that I, I'm not so sure about, um, and that's one of them, definitely so. I'd like to know more about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some more research. Yeah, it's interesting to research stuff like that. Um. I'm trying to think of some other biblical stuff that's that's somewhat based because because all right so they mentioned the pyramids right like that's somewhat based in fact I'm trying to think of other things that could be sort of quickly debunked like that one of them is always the the Noah's Ark thing is is the most they someone claims to find that fucking boat like every eight years like yeah, they find oh, it so wood that's Noah's Ark like like yeah. what the fuck's that about oh it's on Mount Arafat is it like <laughs> really no, that one clearly not it's it's so obviously bullshit yeah <laughs> like, the math is quite easy to do uh-huh. all right so like the bible gives the exact measurements of the ark in cubits and we know what a cubit is um offhand Speak off the top of my head <laughs> off the top of my head i think a cubit is the direction is the is like the length from your elbow to your hand or Very something precise. like that <laughs> it's, it's, it's like three twins. Google it real quick. It's something based off of that old world measurement uh, bullshit. Convert but anyway. 10 cubits to feet. No way. Bipping. That is a made up unit. It converts to 15 feet. Oh, wow. So a foot and a half. Okay. In any case, um, so they, could, they did the math. They find out how big this boat is. It's, it, it, it doesn't work. Like, you wouldn't even have enough room in the boat that the Bible describes to have enough food stored for a tenth of the animals on the planet. A hundredth of them. There's so many goddamn animals. Like, you've been to the zoo, right? Mm -hmm. You're still seeing a fraction of them. Think of all the animals you've ever seen on all the wild discovery you've ever watched in your life. All of those animals are not fitting on there. Think of how many different kinds of deer there are. 
Like, maybe you don't know. I didn't until I went to that ranch out in Texas. There are dozens and dozens of kinds of deer and antelope and hooved just mammals like that. Well, it's yeah, just, I, it is. I think on, everyone knows that this, it's horse shit, but I think the reason they gave those units is because, like, whoever was writing that, like, someone wrote down, like, it's 20 cubits tall, and they're like, no, we can imagine that. Let's make this unimaginably big. No one could make a boat that's 30 cubits tall. Like, oh, my God, that could fit, like, every animal on the planet. Probably two of them. They're like, yeah, yeah, go with that. Go with that. I I feel like it's as easily debunked as Santa Claus, right? Oh, yeah, it's not true. Think about how fast Santa Claus would have to go to visit every home or every Christian home or whatever in a single 24-hour period, right? That's how long night is, you know, over the course. 100 miles an hour. (laughs) <laughs> it's so mind-blowing like, like you know his his freaking fur would burn up and stuff yeah like, even if all he had to do was like pass over each and every household he would be draw he'd be he would be like a zigzag line at the speed of light like like just, every house is bursting into a friction fire like yeah. just, <laughs> just the atmosphere hell in his the notion of placing presents under a tree takes 90 seconds it has to right and already it's become so impossible for him to visit you know, more than a couple thousand homes. He's eating the whole time. <laughs> yeah, right. All the cookies. It, it, it. Noah's Ark is as ridiculous as Santa Claus. Well, I want to thank our sponsor tonight from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of my ass as well, because these are the greatest underwear I have ever worn. I know that sometimes we get a little ridiculous with our ads sometimes, and we're like, oh, this is the great, we get a little bit Donald Trumpish, <laughs> the most fantastic, the most stupendous, tremendous underwear ever, but yeah. honestly. There's never been an iPhone game like this one before. Yeah. Never. <laughs> But 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 honestly, uh, I'll tell you, this is the nicest underwear I've ever owned. Uh, I, it really is soft, and I, I really appreciate it. it. It fits well. I like it. Uh, I want to check out their panties, and I think they even make socks. So go check them out. There's a link in the description. And uh, make us look good to our new sponsor. Yeah. yeah. Almost as good as their underwear makes my cock look. <laughs> Painkiller already, episode oh, 249. Bye, guys. Root, stem, 